Hey, is this your first time listening to our show? Well, you know what? You might just be listening for the Ant-Man review, and you don't want to listen to us read emails and all this other stuff. So if you want to go straight to the Ant-Man review, I believe it's at around the 3 hour and 42 minute mark. All right, and my cats are fighting, so I got to go. Imagine a soldier the size of an insect. The ultimate secret weapon. If you give godlike powers to everyone, it's going to be chaos. So how do we stop him? I know a guy. Scott, I've been watching you for a while. You're different. And I believe everyone deserves a shot at redemption. Do you? Absolutely. My days of breaking into places and stealing stuff are over. What do you want me to do? I want you to break into a place and steal some stuff. Makes sense. Are you ready to become a hero? Now, the suit has power. You have to learn how to control it. And these are your greatest allies. You're kind of cute. Whoa. When you're small, you have superhuman strength. You like a bullet. So you need to know how to punch. You want to show me how to punch? Show me how to punch. That's how you punch. You tried to hide your suit from me. Now, it's going to blow up in your face and destroy everyone you care about. Stop the future? You're just a thief. No. I'm Ant-Man. I know. Wasn't my idea. Episode 99. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and it's all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat, but it's all been done before. We don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good it, toss it, good it, take it. Do we love it? Hey, let's fix it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture. Push over pop culture. Leftover. Uncool kids. What's to say's already been said. Leftover. Sure only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. You're listening to the only podcast with the balls to bite a radioactive spider. It's Pop Culture Leftovers. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jason. I'm Jake. And, and we're, we're the Leftovers. leftovers. Yeah, Jake, you're coming. You're, I think you're coming in hot. I'm high. You're like no. I, yeah, you might be high. I don't know. But yeah, it sounds like you're coming in a little hot. 
Coming in hot today, baby. I'm too loud. A little loud. Yeah. yeah. I, my headphones aren't working the best, so I, I'm not the judge of that. I mean, I, I hear sound coming out of them, but everyone sounds about the same to me. Yeah. I don't know. You're like up it. Hold on. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Fuck you, people. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We're gonna get to Ant Man. Yeah. This is like some Wizard of the Oz or Wizard of Oz behind the curtain shit for him, right? Behind the scenes. Yeah. I don't know. You probably sound fine. I'm just overreacting. Eh, it's okay. I can get loud. All right. Another week. Another, another week. Another, another, another fucking week. I, you know, uh, like I was like on my way here. I was like, God damn it. I want, I want a week off. <laughs> I was. I was like, God damn it. I got another week off. I want a week off. Yeah. You know, it's like if people, the people listen, they're like, oh man, they're excited for the episodes to download. You know why you're excited? Cause you don't fucking do anything. <laughs> All you do, you know what I mean? Like, I'm the one fucking, like, putting all the work into this shit. Jake's the one fucking showing up for this. Jay's showing up for it. All you fuckers do is just fucking download it. <laughs> and entertain me. Entertain me. Give me entertainment. Give me four, five, six, seven, seven, so, yeah, seven hours last week. Ooh, baby. I had, to, I had to break, the fucker was so big. I had to break it up into two episodes. Damn. You, you had to, you literally had to do that. I think I figured out what was going on with it, yeah. but like when I was exporting it, it was only giving me 44 minutes of the episode. What? So I was like, okay, tell you what, all right, I'm just going to break it down into two parts, and I'll have part one and part two, and I won't make them wait like days to listen to part two. No. Because it's like, <laughs> here, here's the first part. It's called emails. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, like, the first part of that should have just been called fucking emails. Do we even get to San Diego in the first part? No, no. We, no. Fit, we wrap emails in part one. <laughs> what's the cliffhanger to part one? Like, what's that thing that gets you to have to come back to part two? I'm still trying to figure that out. <laughs> There's no Luke, I'm your father no. moment. No. <laughs> no. No, I mean, honestly, it's like if they made it that far, I commend them. Yeah, yeah for yeah, sure. Yeah. We had to have broken some records. We had to have for the longest podcast. Mm, no, if I would have, if I would have knocked it out, if it, if it had been a one single episode of, that was 7.5 hours. True. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I've never seen, like, we had one that was six hours and 30 some minutes. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck does that? I don't what know. What the fuck? We do. <laughs> yeah, but why? What the fuck is why? wrong with us? <laughs> I don't know. That's a whole other podcast it's right there. It's fucking crazy. Six, six and a half hours. Yeah. And then pe- there's people that listen to the whole thing. Yeah. That's <laughs> pretty fucking awesome. We get to ramp I mean, it's scary. <laughs> awesome. It's fucking scary. Awesome. Yeah, I guess it is a little bit well, scary. Well, fuck it. You wanted a week off. Let's take a week off. Fuck them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Episode 100. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going to skip six straight. hours of fuck you. Yeah. We'll do two back to back record weeks for you us. Are, you sound really like you're like. You want me to back away? No, get in there a little bit more. Back away? Wow, yeah, ooh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> trying to figure out your I'm mic situation. Better. It's because your, your voice is so deep. Yeah, I get that. It's like, yeah, it's like you swallowed Barry White. <laughs> <laughs> and and so, like, you're swallowing that mic, too. It did not taste good, either. That's no, see, now you sound good. Huh? You sound good. <laughs> I don't know what keep I that, do. Keep that, uh, keep that <laughs> mic at, at bay. Let me get this tooting fork, and I'll try to stay <laughs> now, now you're far away. Uh, no, I don't know. All right. Here I am. I'm yeah, that's closer. good. Right there. Perfect. Perfect. All right. I won't move. Don't Freeze. move. Freeze, Freeze frame. <laughs> that's a great song, by the way. I hate that fucking song. I hate Freeze it, too. Freeze frame. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It's the worst. They put it in the f- stores all oh, the time. My, yeah. Oh, it's a horrible song. I know. 
What's it even mean? Who were the assholes listening to that song back in the 80s? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like There I were think, a lot of people. Like, I think there's a lot of assholes now that listen to a lot of stupid shit. Like, I always wonder to myself, like, who's the asshole listening to that? Because right. I listen to these songs, and, like, everybody, nobody wants to admit that they like them. But they're, like, the number one exactly. artist or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So there's got to be some asshole with, like, his windows up in his car, like, you know, jamming to this fucking shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, who's the asshole back in the 80s? My mom. <laughs> My mom's the asshole. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, you're right. I, I I remember a couple of times like uh, I had some friends grow up in high school, you know, or not high school, but middle school, and you're you're spending the night, and they would play that shit. Yeah. And I remember literally crying because I was like, "This is fucking horrible. I want to go home. I don't want to hear any more of this fucking bullshit." Yeah. <laughs> but they're just like sleeping like a baby. Yeah. Oh, this is freeze so frame good. to sleep. Freeze frame. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> God. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Hey, welcome to our Ant Man episode. <laughs> fuck, fuck music. Yeah. <laughs> talking about eighties music for our Ant Man episode. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're, yeah, we're gonna be talking about Ant Man. Yeah. You know, we never talk about yeah these things right away. Of course, we got to get to your emails and all that shit. I can't let emails. I can't like. I used like we used to do these movie reviews, and I used to let the emails build up for the next week. If I did that now. Our next week's show would be called emails. Yeah. It's almost cancerous. If you let that build up, you right. know, you get yeah. cancer. You hear that, Army? You're a fucking tumor. <laughs> That's the way I took it, too. <laughs> oh, I didn't mean that. <laughs> we got any new iTunes reviews this week? We do. Yes. We do. Uh-oh. Oh. Can I address that real quick before I jump in everything? Yeah. yeah since why? you brought it up. Yeah. Remember I read the the one star last week? Yes. If you go to our iTunes, and I, I think we're being played. I think we're being played. I don't know if it's by a member of the Army. I don't know what's going on. If you go to iTunes now, yeah. that review is gone. Hmm. I don't know if somebody just wrote it to invoke a reaction from us. Yeah, I could see that. And then, like, we, and then, like, but it makes us look like we're full of shit. Like, we were the ones that wrote the fucking review. Right. And we're just using it to... And so if... Guys, honestly, if you're a member of the Army and you like the show, give us your honest review. I, I don't want to fake reviews just to invoke some sort of reaction out of us. Yeah. I, because I, going into that, I thought that was a legitimate one-star review. I have, I actually have it saved, the picture saved on my phone. Mm-hmm. But it's gone now. Yeah, this might be a little bit of our fault, I guess. I mean, I, I kind of cheer for the one star reviews and say how we like we like getting those sure. so you could see how some army member might have been like oh, I know, let's give them what they want i know but i don't i i and the, it's it's sweet guys it's a thought that counts yeah. you know yeah we like we like it when people shit on us because <laughs> no, we have a lot of fun with it yeah you know what i mean <laughs> like people can say all the time like you can either you can let it affect you like you can read a one star review and you can let it affect you or you can just think to yourself you know what in real life would i hang out with this fucking ass Asshole? Right. Fuck no. Yeah. I wouldn't hang out with this fucking asshole. There are people in life that you don't hang out with. You yeah. know what I mean? Exactly. He wouldn't hang out with I, us either. Exactly. I think it swings both ways. It's not. I, it's not personal unless you know them personally. It can't be because right. they don't know you. They don't right. know any of us. So. That's, I've never. I've never asked my friends to listen to this show. I don't want to. No. I don't want to be that guy. You know what I mean? Like, uh, hey, uh, come out to my band's playing this gig or whatever. Come out and support me. And then you know? it's all your friends. And, and, and then, you know, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I mean, I want, I want our listeners to be people that we've reached out to. It's like, I'm, oh, I'm trying to recruit my friends to listen to this? Yeah. What's the fucking point? And you want constructive criticism, too. You don't right. want, like, your right. buddy to pat you on the back and right. say, oh, good, good work there, Brian. Well, that's what they're gonna say. Yeah. You're not gonna, th- you're not gonna go to see your buddy 
perform or do like a uh, a, a do a play or whatever, and then go there and be like, oh, that was horseshit. That was right. awful. Oh, right. it was really good until you totally missed that note on right. the third song. Yeah, everybody else was amazing, but you. <laughs> you really brought the whole band down. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like what's the fucking point? I want to hear from the real fucking people out there. And so I've never like back when I had my own personal Facebook page, I never shared the link for this show, not once. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying, oh, I'm better because I did that. I'm just saying, like, I don't want to feel. I don't want my friends feeling like they're forced to like listen to this fucking thing. Yeah. Like this show, it like it like my feelings like make or break how my friends feel about this show. I love my friends to death, but if they don't want to listen to it, I don't fucking blame them. Yeah. Exactly. And the friends that we have that would be interested by the stuff that we talk about have naturally became listeners. Yeah. Without yeah. us like. Yeah. You know, begging for them. Hey, have you listened yet? Hey, have you listened yet? Yeah. The one, the friends that we have that are interested in this type of yeah. thing, they listen. Yeah. They listen. We each have at least one or two actual real life friends. Absolutely. That, yeah. And we didn't like, oh, please, please help our numbers. Mm-hmm. Like they just, they just gradually came over and started listening. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Yeah. Um, fucking iTunes review. So, you know, that's the whole thing. Yeah. We got, we got some. I'm going to read them this week. But yeah, that one, one, that one, one star review is gone hmm. and so um what was the guy's name again you remember hmm guy 176 oh yeah oh yeah yeah yep. and <clears throat> guy yeah and it, it's it's gone that was yeah that was actually a pretty insightful review we went off on that for a while no it wasn't insightful we made it interesting. Yeah, we went off on the it. The review was yeah. bullshit, Jay, because all it said was three guys talking about nothing. Oh, never mind. I'm getting that mixed up with the other guy that was talking about Dave's comments. Sorry. Yeah. It, was an ins- <laughs> it inspired us to do some Yeah, sorry. No, I was thinking about the other insightful. one. Yeah. I mean, I, if it was like, even, you know, honestly, if it was a member of the Army trying to invoke a response out of us, be a little bit more creative yeah. for shame on you. If you're going to, if you're going to like, Real, you know, really dig into us. Was that the one that the name was Awful? Yeah, it was <laughs> yes. titled Awful. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we got some iTunes reviews uh, this week. I don't know. You want me? I, fuck it. I'll read those later. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. Make them wait. Yeah, I don't know. Leave them hanging. Whatever. I'll read your fucking reviews. Whenever the fuck I feel like it. Because I'm the fucking showrunner on this bitch, right? You got Dave telling you yeah. otherwise. Oh, yeah. Dave's not here. <laughs> Dave's not here. No yeah. comic book corner this week. Oh, brother. <laughs> Let's make that clear. All right, guys. Uh, I oh, I wanted to bring it to your attention. There were I did miss some contributors to your TV last week. Oh, okay. There's uh, three people that I forgot to mention. Uh, Johan Torstensen. Okay. Thank you, Johan. And Joe Vitale. Oh, thank you, Joe. And he, yeah, the Amazon gift card. Okay, that's yeah, that's the one that I sent you. Uh, and then TC from uh, Epic Comic Cast podcast. Oh, thank you, TC and so, Epic Comic Cast. Yeah, so very cool of all. The, and I'm sorry that I even had them on the list. I don't know why I I didn't mention Johan and TC. So I, I apologize, Joe. I just forgot about you all together, Chief. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's awesome. It's hard to forget about Jim. I am um, I am in search of a TV stand or a table that I can fit that bad boy on. I, yeah. I was ill-equipped to get that new TV. All week, Dave has been like on all fours, and it's just been the TV's been sitting on <laughs> Dave's back. Yeah, that's why he couldn't make it actually. It's, but it's amazing because like when Dave sleeps, that's the position that he sleeps in. <laughs> so it's amazing. Is it, that it how Frank out. messed up his back? He was, was he being your TV stand? We tried. Yeah, we tried to do it with Frank. <laughs> then he but, passed out. Yeah, but then, yeah. <laughs> That's how he. That's how he re-injured his back. Can I get some drinks for this? Yeah, I was. I was 
feeding him alcohol with a straw while he was doing it. <laughs> that was his payment. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, you know what? Uh, you know what? Uh, this show, like, we don't try to hoard our listeners. There's other podcasts that people should be listening to. Yeah. I don't try to hoard our listeners. Actually, I'm trying to like. Actually, I'm trying to ship a few off. Actually, <laughs> I mean, we got so many goddamn emails. It's like it fucking bug somebody else. Yeah. It's like the exta- it's like the listener exchange exchange student program. Right. Right. <laughs> right, these guys. By all means, if you can find better entertainment, which it's out there, people, you just gotta oh, look for it. Definitely, just look for it. It's out there. Fucking, you don't have to listen to pop culture leftovers. By all means, you know, spread your wings a little bit. Yeah. Find something else. Unsubscribe. Just hit that button. <laughs> I mean, it's looking at you in the face every fucking week. Yeah, we're hardly like Adam Carolla. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted, to, I wanted to plug a podcast that I've been listening to for the last few weeks, and I don't know why I haven't before. But uh, Matthew Chakella, he's a listener of ours, and he's got a podcast. It's called the Never Submit Movie Podcast. Okay, and uh, people should give it a shot. Give it a shot. Give it a listen, man. Matthew's really passionate about all the things that we talk about, like on our show. Uh, it's a little bit more professional than us. It's kind of like a roundtable discussion, but it's actually, you know, Matthew keeps everybody engaged, and I've actually been listening to the last three, four episodes. Those guys, correct me if I'm wrong, but don't they have a wrestling podcast too? They also do the wrestling podcast as well. Okay. I haven't listened to the wrestling podcast because it's like totally out. I haven't listened. I haven't watched wrestling in like over 20 years. <laughs> yeah, you know. So, uh, but I haven't. I apologize. But as far as their movie discussions go. It's very interesting, and some of the guys have some great thoughts. The last episode I listened to was their San Diego Comic-Con episode, but they finished it up on the uh, Superman uh, Lives uh, review. One of the guys there had actually watched oh, the Superman cool. Lives, the documentary. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I totally want to hear about that. Well, guys, I've got a link where we can order like the the uh, digital download. Awesome. We, need to, we need to watch that. Yeah, but, uh, yeah I would love yeah, to watch that. It's the Superman Lives. It was the Tim Burton-directed uh Kevin Smith written and Nicolas Cage starring as Superman movie that never happened. And the, one of the guys on there, I think Matthew had actually watched like the first 50 minutes, he said, and the other guy had watched the full thing. They kind of had a discussion about it, and I found it very interesting. So they watch new and old movies then? They watch new and old movies. Um... But mostly it was like they, in the round table discussion, like they'll talk about, they have a, they have like, we have good pop, bad pop, where yes. we talk about the things in the previous week or weeks that we liked or disliked, that whole fucking spiel that I get every week. <laughs> but they have something called buy or sell. Okay. So like they'll have a, dis- they'll, it's really cool. Like they'll have a discussion about like, you know, they talked about the Batman v Superman trailer. And then, you know, it's like, do you buy? Are you this? buying it? Are you or buying you it? Or are you selling it? it? Yeah. And so it's, it's cool to like hear all the different viewpoints from, you know, Matthew and, and the other guys. So yeah, definitely give it a listen. It's called uh, Never Submit Movie Podcast. Matthew, I, I apologize that I haven't plugged you sooner, but uh, I'm a forgetful fuck. And you know what? I'm a shit showrunner. So stop sending me fucking emails that I'm killing it every week. At least you're plugging it. Hey, you know what? You know what? You know. What? Send me a fucking email that says Brian, you kill this fucking show. You fucking murder it in a bad way. <laughs> at least you're plugging them at the beginning of the episode when people might actually hear it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna be talking about Ant Man, so chill the fuck out. <laughs> What's that? Ant-Man. Ant-Man? Yeah. Oh, it's about, uh, it, it's about, it, it's about, isn't it when Aunt May has her sex change? Aunt oh. Man. Oh. And she becomes Ant-Man. Oh, right. Man. Sony is fucking this Spider-Man thing all No, up. they're fucking, it's a cash grab because of the whole Caitlyn Jenner thing. Oh, I see, I see. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, that's popular right now. Yeah. Right. So it's like, okay, let's give Aunt May a dick. And we've got ourselves a fucking movie. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's all about the uh, guys becoming girls. We haven't seen uh-huh. any of the girls becoming guys like celeb stories exactly. yet. So, yeah, way to, way to go Marvel getting ahead on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, who says Marvel doesn't take any risks? Yeah. They're giving Ant-Me a fucking dick. Cashing <laughs> in on that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We've all wanted to see it. I've, all, I've always wanted to see Ant-Me with a dick. Yeah. I used to just trace it and then draw the dick yeah, in later. I draw the dick in later. <laughs> All my, all my fucking, all my fucking Spider-Man trades, dicks galore. I need, mom, I need more Spider-Man it comics. Like, it looked like Jonah Hill's fucking notebook in Superbad. It's just dicks galore in that fucking trade. With great dick power comes great responsibility. So. Honestly, you might as well call Spider Island Dick Island after I get done with that goddamn trade. You got web fluid all over that trade. Oh, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying to take anything away from Caitlyn Jenner. I think it's awesome. Oh, yeah, totally. I do. I think it's fucking awesome. Yeah. You know? It's ballsy, literally. And yeah, I, I I respect the courage it takes to yeah. do all that. In this day and yeah. age, yeah, when everyone's being a fucking asshole about everything, yeah. Yep, mm-hmm. <clears throat> yep. open some fucking eyes. Yep. Anyway, hey, Jake, uh, yes. before we move into emails, we're not having a good pop, bad pop this week. You know why? Because I'm the fucking showrunner around, th- around this bitch. What? Yeah, boy! What? I'm the fucking sheriff of this show. What? The debut of this Fuck town. Fuck <laughs> So we're not having a good pop bad But I did... What? Me and you... Say what one more time. Uh, all these notes no, I took I, for good pop, bad pop are going to waste? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pissed. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to get into the whole Samuel Jackson say what one more time. <laughs> say what one more time! <laughs> um... <laughs> That's my best man, Samuel Jackson impersonation. Bad, better than mine. <laughs> <Not bad. laughs> anyway, we both saw a movie yes. yesterday, and I wanted us to talk a little bit about the movie that we saw yesterday. We saw, we both saw uh, Trainwreck with Amy Schumer mm. and Bill Hader. Yes. Uh, also, I mean, you've got that movie, and it's also got LeBron James. Yeah. It's got some basketball players, LeBron James, Amari Stoudemire. Hey, our new Flash is in the movie, Ezra Miller. Oh, really? Yeah, he was the intern. Oh, he was the 16-year-old intern. Yeah. I didn't realize that was him. Jake yeah. already tossed the Flash, so we can't talk about Ezra Miller. <laughs> okay, did I toss the Flash? <laughs> you want to. <laughs> I do. No, I think, I do. I, honestly, I think when Phil Lord and Chris Miller were still on the, still on the project, you were tasting it. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I was tasting it. I haven't. Oh man, I was Tupperwareing it back when they were on the project. Yeah, my God, I still taste Ezra Miller too. I think he's a good choice for for Flash. Yeah, yeah, he's oh yeah, absolutely. And people are freaking out because the rumor is that he's not changing the hair color. Mm. So, you know, people want it to be a little lighter. It's, I mean, he's you've seen him; he's got like dark hair, and so people are kind of freaking out about that. I, I think it's a it's a little thing in in the overall scheme. I mean. You look at Chris Evans, and he's not 100% blonde like yeah. Steve Rogers. Right. It's not like he has golden locks and shit. I don't and think then, the masses really recognize yeah. Flash's hair color either. Sure. I feel like if you asked 100 random people what color yeah. Flash's hair was, that right. you're going to get all over the board. Well, and we saw, we, ju- we just watched a movie where Scott Lang didn't have red hair. Yeah, right? exactly. So, you know, I mean, and then uh, Amy Adams as Lois. Yeah. So, I mean, people aren't freaking out about that. Yeah. I mean. I agree. So I think of all the things you named, uh, that's the one that bothered me the most. Which one? The Lois Lane. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It, it wasn't distracting or anything, but that's the one that was like, I'm most... Who would you dis- rather... I mean, honestly, I mean, okay, they could... I mean, we could have had a movie where they fucking cast Megan Fox as Lois Lane. Oh, yeah. God, The, the yeah. hair color's right, but my God, the actress is horrible. Yeah. Uh, yes. God, no. Please. I, you know? I'll take Amy Adams any and day of the week. That's what would have happened. Guys, if that's what would have happened had... 
you know, you, you can say whatever you want to about Snyder, but like, imagine if they gave like this franchise to Michael Bay. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> we'd, we'd get a Megan Fox Lois Lane. Yeah, I could see it. I could see it. <laughs> you could. Um, yeah, it'd just be whatever. She already, she's already played a reporter in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes. So, so. yeah. Oh. Yeah, so yeah, Michael Bay's casting is not the greatest. I, so we started. We were going to talk about Trainwreck, and this this show's become a train wreck in itself. <laughs> yeah. And now we're talking about Megan Fox possibly being in a multiverse, uh, starring as Lois Lane, right? Some other time stream. <laughs> this show is fucking stupid, and you're listening. <laughs> Congratulations! When I saw the movie Trainwreck listed in the in the paper, I was like, oh man, they did a movie about our episodes. <laughs> exactly. And Amy Schumer's in it. Cool. <laughs> so. Yeah, we we both uh, we both went last night and uh, saw the uh, Amy Schumer. It's her first. It's her first movie. Mm-hmm. I myself have been a big fan of Amy Schumer, mm-hmm. uh, the the Amy Schumer show on Comedy Central. And I, when I think when we pl- when we take our first break, I'm going to play a, uh, a a clip from um, uh, the season finale. Okay, it's not her. It's uh, it's actually Bridget. I think her name's Bridget Everett. And she was actually in this movie. She played one of the uh, three women, three, four women that were in that group of women. Oh, when they do the, like, the I've never game or whatever. Yeah, she was the, um, well, she was the one, the the, the final one that said that she had like a threesome with those guys or whatever. Oh, and she's like, I like you. Yeah, she's like a really raunchy comic and and really good friends with Amy Schumer. And in the finale, she sang a song for like the people in the audience where Amy was doing like one of her stand-up acts. So I'll play that. Cool. uh, Because it's fucking hilarious. Hopefully I'll remember to do that. I'll try to remind you. Oh, that'll never happen. (laughs) So yeah, you probably won't be hearing it. Um, Yeah, but hey, um, yeah, we saw Trainwreck. Jake, what are your thoughts on Trainwreck? And how much how, how familiar are you with Amy Schumer? I've seen a bit of her stand-up, um, but I've not once seen the sketch comedy special. Um, I'm actually going to seek it out on Hulu after seeing the movie. Yeah. I quite like the movie. Um, if you just want me to jump right into it real quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, I give it a high taste it. Um, let me see what I got here. I, I feel a little bit... Like a dickhead, not Tupperware in this movie. Right. But I feel like it, it goes right, th- right there at a number eight for me. And I, this isn't my favorite genre. So it's, it's like I almost have to like rate it amongst its peers, you know? Like, okay. if I'm rating it against every other romantic comedy movie I've ever seen, then it is a Tupperware. But just in like the, the general movie world, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a very high tasted to me. What I want to try to understand your gauge, give me an example of a better, um, R rated, uh, rom-com. Oh, an R-rated rom See, and that's kind of the point I was making, is that's not really my my favorite genre to begin with. Okay. I, I don't know that there is a Tupperware rom-com for me. Okay. Like, that I can think of. I'm like, oh my gosh. My, I, I'll be honest with you, I'm not a huge, like, rom-com guy, but, like, dude, uh, anytime, f- and I don't, fuck you if you don't like this fucking movie, or you can't, if you're not man enough to admit it. When Harry Met Sally comes on TV, I'm fucking, I'm locked in. Oh, Harry Met Sally's a classic. classic that's, yeah. And fucking Carrie Fisher's in it, and she's Princess Leia, so go, Fuck yourself if you don't like that movie. It's awesome. I love that fucking movie. Oh, yeah. Bruno Kirby's in it. I'm a big fan oh, of Bruno. Oh, I love Bruno Kirby, too. And it, this is back when Billy Crystal was just on top of the world. Yeah, for sure. And could do no wrong. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I love when Harry met Sally. Even when I was a little kid, I was probably like 10, 11, 12 years old. I didn't understand everything, but I just I love the dynamic between Harry and Sally. Yeah. And, it's about uh, the first time I watched yeah, it, too. I love that movie. I am... Um, I thought this um, train wreck had a fantastic supporting cast, though. You kind of touched on that a, a bit earlier. Yeah. Um, tons of current SNL members, tons of the uh, Leslie Jones, tons of alumni. I counted six 
um, SNL members throughout okay. the entire movie. I got um, Colin Quinn, yeah, Bill Hader, Bill Hader, Vanessa Bayer, Pete Davidson, Leslie Jones, and Tim Meadows. Uh, Tim Meadows, yeah, I remember him. He was one of the uh, the Pete. Uh, what's his name? Davidson. Pete Davidson. Was he the kid that was high? Yes, yeah. that's exactly. Yeah. All, all, if you've seen any of his stand up, it all revolves around him being high. Okay, like that's basically his big joke. Yeah, and everything. I thought um, John Cena was in it, and he was very funny. Oh my god, John Cena was hilarious. Yeah, uh, um, LeBron was hilarious. I couldn't believe that John Cena put himself out there like that. Oh yeah, John Cena. I mean, made himself look like a total fool. Basically, John Cena, basically, movie. like, oh my god, I can't I, picture him funny at all. Oh, oh fuck. he was hilarious. hilarious. One of the standout scenes. Are of you the movie. serious? Yeah, John yes. Cena. And it wasn't because he's in it, he's hilarious. Like right. He was, his delivery, he was some, legitimate Some hilarious. of the funniest sex scenes are in this movie. Uh, yes. Some of the funniest sex scenes I've ever seen. The, the sex scene between her and John Cena is hilarious. The sex <laughs> her scene, and Ezra Miller. And her and Ezra Miller is just like <laughs> over the top hilarious. Yes. I mean, I haven't seen a sex scene this funny since top five. The scene with Cedric the Entertainer. <laughs> Have you seen that? Oh, yeah, I know. Oh, <laughs> but I, that was funny slash disgusting. Yeah. But, um, yeah, these sex scenes were just, and you're gonna get that in an Amy Schumer movie. That, that's like her whole shtick. She's right. like, she's trying to break these walls that women like are, w- w- like women with sex. She's right. trying to break down those walls. I like, was kind of surprised the movie wasn't a little bit more taboo than it was, to be honest with you. I, I yeah. was kind of going in. Expecting a little bit raunchier than what we got, to be okay. honest with you. Yeah. And not that I was disappointed by that. Right. But I, I don't know. I'd kind of like geared up for, wow, Amy Schumer is about to get real. You know, we saw those Star Wars photos where she's yeah. blowjobbing the lightsaber. <laughs> those are great too. And, and I'm like, <laughs> so do you think that you think like there, there could be an unrated version? Do you think maybe that, or, or do you think there might be an unrated version? I feel like there probably is an unrated okay. version. Do you think that she played it safe on this then? I feel like a, it was a little bit safe. Really? Like, like, even the scene you were talking about, um, where they like the I never that's not what it's called yeah. I forget what it's called but she does that in her stand up routine yeah. and even that is more raunchy right in her stand up routine it's like well stand up's not always gonna like uh, translate well into film too you know what I mean but it, it is basically like an acted like mm-hmm. um, redo of that same bit of hers sure but you, you, sometimes I don't know and sometimes you gotta switch things up for film too cause like yeah. you can't you can't that's why George Carlin wasn't starring like in his I mean best stand up comic I think ever but it's not like he was like this huge actor right. on the flip side you know what I mean I agree I cause agree. he couldn't really convert his stand up comedy into like a movie very difficult I mean like I think like there's certain people that that uh, when they try to take like their one thing and they try to make it into something it's like a one and done like Howard Stern yeah like when he did good his, example his move like he took his like radio he took basically his entire life and made it into a movie yeah yeah and it like that's it that's that's all he's like one and done that's it now. nowhere near as raunchy as his radio shows right at all true and nowhere near as yeah. raunchy he had to make it for like an r-rated audience right oh yeah i agree so no uh, so high taste it high taste it i thought yeah. another thing this movie did really well was it was really accessible to everyone i thought on the outside looking in you're like oh it's an amy schumer you a romantic comedy that might seem kind of alienating towards like the guy half of the audience but it wasn't right. like that at all it's one of the most um like gender neutral rom-coms i've seen in a long time yeah. i thought it was really exciting there's tons of sports references mm-hmm. if, if 
you know, and she herself is almost very much like the guy character in most rom-coms. Yeah. And it's almost like Bill Hader's character was the more the typical female character in a rom-com. Right. right. Like, very role reversal, and I thought it made it really accessible to just anybody. I'm, I'm going to give it a Tupperware. I, I'm a huge fan of Amy Schumer anyway. She's my favorite comedian right out right now, male or female. She's just, she's my favorite comic. And um, I, I'm going to Tupperware this. I thought it was great. For somebody that hates LeBron James, mm-hmm. I hate him on the court, but I'm actually, I absolutely loved him in this movie. Oh, he was great. He was so funny in this movie. Finally got to see some personality besides his game face or whatever. It was just, I've never, like, Michael Jordan can't act. Yeah, I, you yes. know, like, Space Jam is just like, you're watching a guy reading lines. And you, I, I thought it was ridiculous anyway to, I, I love the movie, I guess, but, I don't love Space Jam as much as uh, some other people. <laughs> yeah. I, I like I like Michael Jordan for his game on the court. Yeah. I'm more of the basketball fans. Uh, I mean, some people love that movie because they love Looney Tunes. And Bill Murray's great in it. You're watching a guy, number one, that's not a good actor. And number two, he's reacting to things that aren't even there. Yeah. Right. Okay? Yeah. So it's like, it's it, it, basically I'm watching like, the the most legendary basketball player ever read lines and it's not that great of a movie can you imagine if jordan was in the first like jurassic park yeah exactly. <laughs> reacting to the dinosaurs yeah. right <laughs> oh no right. <laughs> it'd be like watching megan fox and teenage mutant Ninja Turtles again. <laughs> it may be worse but like um lebron james in this like whoever gave him direction and said like this is how LeBron James is going to act in this movie did a great job. They made LeBron James like the whole Downton Abbey thing was yes, hilarious. That was hilarious. You know, you think that like you know LeBron James was like like that uh, very pr- over like you you take like the gender reversal of like the woman who's like looking out for somebody. You know what I mean? Like don't hurt my friend. Right. Well, they they gave they, that character is now embodied in LeBron James. Yeah. Like <laughs> don't hurt my boy. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And watching him play basketball with Bill Hader was hilarious. Oh, that scene was really funny. And, oh my gosh, LeBron James, I hate you on the court, dude, because, like, you always fuck up my bulls. And that's just a fucking rivalry between, yeah. you know, that's, that's just a rivalry between, you know, Chicago Bulls fans in Miami and Cleveland. I mean, that's just, that's not going to leave. But, dude, any movie that you're in comedy-wise... What you did, it's it's almost as funny. Like Shaq, Shaq is funny in these comedies. Like if they give him a limited role, a limited role, and he knows what his fucking role is in that movie, I was cracking up. It was funny. I loved the intervention scene with Marv Albert and Matthew Broderick. Oh, Marv Albert. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That was so funny. It was hilarious. Marv was really funny. Marv was hilarious. Oh, my gosh. Bill Hader was really surprising. They're doing an intervention, and Marv Albert is commentating. Oh, nice. The fucking intervention. Yeah. In in the Marv Albert. uh, Yeah. Fantastic. He can't do any other voice but that. (laughs) So it was amazing. Yeah, yeah, it was really funny. Bill Hader played such a straight guy in this movie. It was kind of surprising. Like he, it was, yeah. he was good. Yeah, but he was never like the Bill Hader you think of as Bill Hader. Like really, not a. He's single, usually off the wall. Yeah, yeah, not a single like goofy Bill Hader moment. Wow. He's no, ba- no, he did. Uh, when they, I, I beg to differ. In the restaurant, uh, when he was check. Oh yes, yes. That was definitely the most Bill Hader he ever yeah. got. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But even that, it was like his character. It was like he was more like awkward and didn't know like social like things 
it felt like more so. Than I he think he getting... knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah. It was just a, he was flirting. It was a joke between her and him, and it was just showing how much fun they were having together. Yes, I think he knew exactly what he was doing. But it was a very interesting role for him. I think he did a very good job. Yeah, but it's like not who I would have picked in a role like that. I think that's who we need to pick more of. I mean, you yes. look at like some of the best romantic comedies, like I mentioned earlier, when Harry met Sally. Fucking Bill Crystal is not fucking Kevin Costner. Right. No, no. Bill Crystal is not, you know, one of these like, uh, Hollywood leading men. I mean, he's a, a goofy guy, a comedian, but I mean, that's sometimes who you need. Like, even fucking Batman when they chose Michael Keaton. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sometimes you need, you, you need that kind of character. It made Bill Hader very relatable. Yeah. Like, it, it yeah. made him seem yeah. like someone that I, like, oh, that character could yeah. be you, or it could be me, or whatever. So far, for me, this is the movie of the summer. This is like last summer, it was uh, 22 Jump Street for me. Yeah. You know, I raved about it. It destroyed sex tape. It destroyed every other fucking comedy last summer. Um, I think this one, I'm going to call it, I think this is the comedy of the summer. This is the one that you need to go see. Uh, yeah, I think National Lampoon's Vacation, there's going to be a, p- a lot of people that come out there. I honestly think, like, if I had to guess, I, I think it's not going to be as funny as this. Yeah, I, I think, think it's, it's going to have trailer-itis. Yeah, trailer-itis, and I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a high taste it for me at the end of the day, if I had to guess. Um, but, I, I think, I think, I think definitely Amy Schumer won Comedy of Summer for me, for me. Very fascinating that a, uh, Judd Apatow directed movie opens up against a Paul Rudd starring movie. It's true. <laughs> it's like, true. That's very crazy, yeah. kinda. Well, yeah, I think, I think it's, it's your choice though, that weekend. I mean, like, it's like, okay, do I want to see a Marvel movie? Or do I want to see a rom-com? Yeah, you know it's just I mean? funny because I associate the two yeah. together so much. Like, I associate yeah. Judd Apatow with Paul Rudd so much. First date, would you take a girl to see this on a first date? I would. I think it'd be an excellent first date movie. Mm-hmm. A big time icebreaker. Yeah, just absolutely. dating and like the faux pas of dates gone yeah. wrong and first yeah. dates gone wrong. I would too. I how, think it's a good first date movie. How does this compare to like Bridesmaids? Was it, was it kind of more improvish? Like? I liked it more than Bridesmaids. Okay. Cause I thought Bridesmaids was pretty hilarious yeah, for bride, the most bride, part. Yeah, yeah, it is pretty hilarious. Less, less like, Potty jokes okay. and more smart jokes in Bridesmaids. Right. Interesting. Like, you know, there really wasn't yeah. any fart jokes yeah. in Trainwreck. Wow. Right. I, I am kind of surprised because Amy does do that sometimes yeah. just for kicks. Sure. You know, there, I mean, bride, Bridesmaids has a lot more, like, potty humor, I would think. Well, this had the tampon joke. Yeah. It was even funny. that was smarter <laughs> than just, like, a like a fart joke. Right. Yeah. I'm just yeah, saying, yeah, like, yeah. It, it did have a little bit of that. It's not, like, totally devoid of the potty, you know, humor. Awesome. Yeah. That was um, a very funny Game of Thrones and, reference and it also the tampon had, joke. It, well, it had the <laughs> that condom hook joke, which yeah. I thought was hilarious, ah, too. So, yeah. I mean, there, it's still there. It's not totally devoid of that. So Nice. There's a, it's jam-packed. There is a lot to laugh at in this movie. Not everything hits. Yeah. But if, if something doesn't hit, you've got another joke falling right behind it that, that you will laugh at. Right. And, uh, there were times where I was just laughing out loud in this movie. I, I Tupperware the fuck out of this movie. <laughs> My next question to you is, um, who is, okay, okay. Amy Schumer, a lot of sex in this movie. She's mm-hmm. banging a lot of dudes. Do you think Amy Schumer in real life, in real life, you think Amy Schumer gives good blowjobs? Or do you think it's, or do you think it's bullshit? Do you think it's bullshit? I think she probably does not. Really? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Just based on, I think she probably uses her celebrity pull a little bit to get guys. Okay. So mm-hmm. maybe she's not feeling like she has to like, 
give the perfect show. As well, far see, as- the thing is, the thing is, and you know, I'm gonna get fucking real. Fuck it. You know what I mean? Oh, I can't believe he's asking his other. Co- if Amy Schumer gives real blowjobs, I think Amy, if she was listening to this right now, okay, I think she'd actually be it'd be a compliment because that's part of her fucking act. Yeah, I don't think she'd be fucking offended. That I'm talking about her giving a fucking BJ. Right. No. I, don't I think, think she'd so. be like, oh, wow. Uh, you know what? These guys are talking about me giving a fucking BJ. My work is fucking done. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, if you've seen her on any of the roast and stuff, I yeah. mean, she can take it just as much as she can dish it out. She always talks about, like, on these shows, she's got, like, self-image issues and shit like yeah. that. She thinks she's, like, she doesn't think she's, like, thin, one of these model types and all this stuff. I think, honestly, I think, that, like, I think some of, like, the hot chicks, like Megan Fox, I think, like, Megan Fox, who, uh, Megan Fox, Scarlett Johansson, Fucking uh, any of these really hot chicks in Hollywood, I bet they fucking suck in bed. I bet they fucking suck. You know why? Because they, they don't, don't have to have fucking to work for it. Exactly. Yeah. They don't have to fucking. You know what I mean? Like, okay. They, oh, what's going to keep you around? Oh, okay. Me, because I'm fucking Megan Fox. I'm fucking uh, you know Scarlett Johansson. She can lay there like a fucking cold fish. Yeah. <laughs> I, my my judgment from her not giving a good blowjob. Like every time we see her in these sex scenes, half the time she's more than half the time she's like three sheets to the wind. Yeah. And I, I've had a few drunken blowjobs before. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And, and but that that's part of her routine too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, I'm not taking that against her. Not that I don't that doubt that she does that. I don't but, think it's a ten on the yeah. blowjob scale. <laughs> well, you hear like you know like uh, Madonna like. You know, like a lot of her music back in the day was like like a virgin. Yes. She's you know trying to break down these walls of sex and shit like that back in the day. And then you hear fucking Dennis Rodman come out and say, "Yeah, she wasn't that great of a lay." Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you'd think like, "Oh, that's fucking Madonna." I bet she's like kinky, and bet she does all this fucking crazy ass shit. You know, I bet fucking like there's a bunch of like gay guys that come out in the room and start dancing as you're like doing her. You know? <laughs> Get the guy with the thing on his nuts, right? Like, doing the dance. And yeah, everything. I bet yeah. there's like fucking like little people voguing and shit. You know, I bet it's fucking crazy in that fucking room. And like, no, it's probably like, "Hey, welcome to Missionary." Hmm. Dennis Rodman is probably three <laughs> sheets to the wind on that yeah, encounter, though. <laughs> I, I just think people like her and other female comedians are just more open. Like, it's sexy. It's yeah. it's sexy that they can be so open and confident. I think they're probably more confident than people like Megan Fox. I think they probably have issues with that. But I mm-hmm. think Amy is probably pretty fucking free. I think she's probably a maniac in the sack. Yeah. To be honest, I mean... I don't know. She just... Well, okay. Or it could be like the quite opposite. Like back in the day, she had to really work for it. Right. And now that she's got all this celebrity, now she's like, oh, shit. You know what? Now it's all about me. Yeah. Now it's all about me. And True. Uh, before, you know, you enter my fucking vagina, you're going to be going down on it. <laughs> right. For like an hour. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like there's a timer. Right. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> And that timer goes off, and then it's like, all right, welcome. Yeah. Welcome to Vagina City. You know what I mean? She She's just so cool because she doesn't seem like that morose comedian. You know what I mean? Like the comedian that you would take home, guy or girl, whatever, you do take home, and then they just sit there sad-faced on the couch and like, you're, you're please do like, something to me. like this is a regular occurrence well, for no, you. No, I've just thought about this before. Like, 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 I, like, like I really like, think about comedians and their mindset. And taking them home? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> but you, you, like a lot of the you – know, Who's <laughs> at the jukebox next week, Jay? <laughs> I know Mark Curry. You know, hey, yeah, when I he know was Mark. here this weekend hanging with Mr. Cooper. Were yeah. you? Was he hanging out here last no, night? No, but it's like it's like you see somebody Were you watching Mr. Cooper hang. <laughs> no, oh. bro. <laughs> <laughs> How low did he hang? Yeah. <laughs> but you, you see so many comedians that are like really funny, at, you know, stand up. And, and then, then you wonder, what would it be like to fuck, fuck up? up? 
You know, every time I watch Kevin Pollock on TV, I yeah. wonder, how tight is that asshole? <laughs> you know what I mean? No, it's not about that necessarily, but it is about, like, right. yeah, what are they like? Because normally, like, they're so funny up front, but then when yeah. you talk to them outside, they're just fucking pissed as hell and, you know, uh, just depressed yeah. as fuck. Right. I think Amy's just fun the whole time. I think she's just that way. Yeah. That's why she does so well with it. It's so natural for her. None of it seems forced. Less of an act, yeah. more of a personality. Yeah, and so I think, like, her as a, you know, somebody in the bed would be quite awesome. Yeah. A new experience, you know. Yeah. I feel like maybe real life It's a Amy. whole new world. Yes. Hey, <laughs> trademark. Go ahead, Jay. I, I, I think real life Amy may be a better lay than uh, train wreck Amy. Okay, okay. Right. Who, who seemed like point. by the time she yeah. got to the bed, never really quite had her shit together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the one dude that she wouldn't even let, like, do her. He, he just yes. went down on her. Yes. She was, she, she saw his cock and it was so fucking huge, she didn't want it in her. <laughs> and so, so he went down on her, she came, and then she just went to bed. She acted like she fell asleep, like, immediately afterwards. Yeah. She started snoring louder. It was hilarious. Yeah, that's awesome. But, uh, yeah, I loved it. So fucking funny. <laughs> You know, we always answer the like the hard hitting questions here. <laughs> How good of a blowjob do you think exactly. Amy Schumer would get? Did she kind of still play like I'm a geek or whatever? Like, oh, I'm you know, or I'm a drunkard? Did she kind of play that role still, or was it more of like I'm just a normal girl with certain issues or whatever intimacy problems? She you know, kind of played a drunkard. Did yeah, she? yeah. I mean, and she was even like, yeah, there's she was doing coke, right? Yes. Yeah, we need coke and coke. weed. Yeah, weed. Um, yeah, even, she, she's smoking pot. Yeah. Even Bill Hader's character kind of chastises her a yeah, little bit really? for like drinking a I, second glass of I wine. Loved, the funeral scene is one of my favorite scenes. Oh, I thought that was a great scene too. It was so good, and she played it so well. I mean, I think those were legit tears, and uh, hmm. it, it really, really amazing scene. So yeah, Amy Schumer, Tupperware, high taste. That those. That's great for you, not even being a fan of the genre. Yeah. Another th- a big point that I had, I had written down was I really liked seeing a main character do things that made you as an audience upset, making bad choices, saying uh, mean things, going too she, far. Yeah, with John Cena, the final scene. Yeah, that like, I yeah, that like, I is that what you're talking about? Like, I, there's multiple, pro- multiple. Uh, another one, a big one, I think, is um when she tells her sister like after her dad dies, well now you won't have to worry about the money anymore. It's like, oh man, what a, <laughs> what a mean thing to say to someone. It, it like. I related to that. Like I felt, oh, I related I, to I it felt too, like she had every reason to say it. You just it. don't see main. It's it's to have a main character say that yeah. kind of thing. Like most movies don't yeah. have balls like that, where they're they're not willing to put their main character into yeah. that position. No, I'm glad she said it. I thought that 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 really helped the movie. What like really fucking that, what the one scene that fucked me up was the whole John Cena. Thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh god. Yeah, you're like, oh my god, she, it's hard to like this character at some points in the movie, but I respect that. The line that she used about him, like in the bed, was like, it's like fucking an ice sculpture. Yeah, (laughs) I thought that was great. That was hilarious. (laughs) Alright, you know what, what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a break and we're gonna come back. You were gonna play something during the break? Yeah, I can't play it right now, I'm gonna insert that after. Hey, I'm the fucking showrunner here. Hey, you told me to help remind you. (laughs) I know, you you can't. Don't Dave me here, I'm trying to help help out. I can't play it right now, I don't have it recorded on my fucking thing, so. Yeah, I'm not going to Dave you. Fuck you, Jake. ...is here tonight. You probably already know her. You probably already love her. She's a little gem of a girl. Her name is Miss Bridget Everett. Thank you so much. Turn the track down a little bit. How about this? Don't touch my pussy unless I say you can touch my pussy, Mr. Cosby. Patience is expired and she needs to get off her feet. 
Draw your lady up some bubbles on your side. Any trouble, let your lady have her retreat. When you're at your mama's house, you see your lady's blouse and she's standing there in the wind. And you stand at those titties like they're two fluffy kitties and your mind fills up with sin. Put your dick, put your dick, put your dick away. And now I'm gonna call my girl on the phone Then I'll pour a glass of wine I'm gonna take my time I'm gonna get my shit relaxed And when I say it's time You're gonna lick my valentine And don't forget the crap So put your dick Are you a top? Are you a top? That's what I thought. Once you put your left hand on your balls and your right hand in the air and repeat after me. I put it, I put it, I put it, I put it, I put my dick away. Sing it. I put it, I put it. Hey, we are back. You know what? I'm, I'm gonna let everybody in on something. We uh, we're recording the uh, the emails after the Ant Man thing, hmm. so if shit sounds fucked up, it's because of that, right? Yeah, <laughs> we definitely have some continuity errors. Yeah, because like I think during the Ant Man review, we refer to the fact that we still haven't done emails a couple yeah. times. Yeah, so. yeah. Just deal with it. Yeah, don't nitpick that. Don't nitpick it. <laughs> Whatever. No, you know what? Fuck it. Get on iTunes. Give us a one star. <laughs> this Go. podcast has no continuity. Yeah. Plot holes. Plot holes. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like, uh, you know, whatever. We have a special guest on the show, and you'll find out who it is here in the Ant-Man segment coming up, which we've already recorded. Yes. yes. Ed, is it Edgar Reed? Edgar, or Edgar Wright? <laughs> is it a combination it's, of Peyton Reed and Edgar Wright? It's Peyton Wright. Oh, oh nice. fuck. It's Peyton Manning. He's hard to get. Oh. Peyton Manning. Wow. <laughs> Excited to see what he thinks about Yellow Jacket. It's Eli Manning. Oh. It's Eli Roth. That makes sense. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> Tim Roth. Eli's coming. You know, you, know what, you know what movie I really love? Tell me. Fucking Four Rooms. Oh, I love Four Rooms, too. I love fucking four rooms. Hey, uh, you know four rooms. Uh, the the final the final room. Yeah, it's a Tim Roth movie. Yeah, it's Tim Roth starred, and it's uh, got four different uh, four different stories in it. Mm-hmm. Four different directors. Four different directors. You know, you got Quentin Tarantino, and uh, is Robert Rodriguez one yes, of them? Yes, yes. Uh, but man, you know what? Like uh, the final room, the final room where it was uh, the man from what was that called? What was that final room called? Is the final one the Zippo lighter one? It's the lighter one. Okay. And they talk about the man from Rio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is it? They, they call it the man from Rio. 
I think that's right. Yeah, you know, uh, that it's it, it is based off an actual uh, tw- is it Twilight Zone episode or is it an Alfred Hitchcock movie? It's an Alfred Hitchcock, it's Hitchcock movie. Yeah, but it's not actually called The Man from Rio. It's called something else. Have you ever seen the actual? No, I have not. You should watch it sometime. Is it a lighter? Yeah, yeah. They 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 uh, they, they talk. Uh, the whole thing is the same setup. Okay. Where somebody, you know, there's a guy and he's like, I'll give, basically, I'll give you my car if you, if you light this Zippo lighter 10 times, your lucky Zippo. And it's, uh, Steve McQueen is in it. Oh, oh wow. okay. Um, it's really, it's a, it's, it's really cool. Um, but it's not called The Man from Rio. They call it The Man from Rio in Four Rooms, mm-hmm. but the actual title of the, of the uh, Alfred Hitchcock uh, short is called something else. I have to look it up, but yeah, you should watch that. It's an old black and white and everything. Because like I had seen Four Rooms so many fucking times. I love that fucking movie. Mm-hmm. The, like the little kids and shit. If you haven't seen Four Rooms, what the fuck is wrong with <laughs> yeah, you? Yeah, it's, it's great. It's fucking great. You're not a completist. <laughs> but after you see Four Rooms and you see the final room that's directed by Quentin Tarantino, you need to do a Google search for the, it's like the man from Rio and watch the actual Alfred Hitchcock one. It's was it kind great. of surreal to see that after seeing the it Four was. Rooms thing so many times? It was. I was like, wow, I can't believe I haven't watched this sooner. Yeah. It's very fucking cool, so... How the fuck did I get talking about this? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know, but I'm looking it up. <laughs> don't, don't don't worry about that. Hold on, Brian. I got this. It's too late, Jay. God Brian. damn it. No. <laughs> Just leave me. Just leave me. <laughs> All right. So um, let's see here. I uh, We're going to read some emails. And uh, the first email comes from Derek Rollinson. Uh, he says, hey, guys. Just discovered your cast. Nice. Mm. Dot, dot, dot. Awesome. Dot, dot, dot. Awesome. He likes <laughs> it. Can you believe it? it? kind of, no, seriously. I mean, we shit on the show all the time, but it kind of fucking blows my mind that people like fucking listen to this shit and they get entertained. Like, yeah. The, you know, there's people like, dude, think about this. No, think about this fucking shit. Think about this. I want you to think about it. I want you to think about it. Think about it. Think about it, Jake. Think about it. There's like fucking people. They're fucking like, you know, it's like fucking morning, Monday morning comes around and they get on their fucking phone. You know what I mean? Like, you take your morning piss, you shower, you know, you get your fucking morning, you know, breakfast, whatever, you make yourself... Shit. Shower again. Shit. Shower, shave. (laughs) All that shit. You do it. You get it out of the way. And then it's like they they, they connect to their Wi-Fi network because, God, you have to when you download one of our podcasts. (laughs) You better have a good signal. Don't fuck your data plan up. Exactly. (laughs) So you, you download the podcast... Pop culture leftovers, and then you get on your morning commute and you're driving to work, and they're listening to you, Jake. They're yeah. listening to you, Jason. Right. Well, for a few episodes. <laughs> yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah, it's super fucked up. The it soothing up. sounds. It blows my mind that people fucking like download this shit and they listen to me. Yeah, I feel sorry for them in a way. It blows my mind that people like. Still, like, find us. Yeah. You know, like, we, we've New been throwing people. it in for, like, at least 30 plus episodes now. <laughs> oh, yeah. So how the fuck are they finding us now and being like, oh, I love this podcast. Half of these shows and movies that we fucking talk about, I really haven't even watched. <laughs> no, me neither. I, I stopped d- watching them. You know, I just read reviews and I get other people's, like, views and thoughts about these things and I just kind of, like, make them my own. I do you the know, same. I just go to Rotten Tomatoes and just read yeah. like 500 reviews. It's so easy. Yeah, yeah like, dude, like, like <laughs> fuck it, dude. I, you know, we're going to be talking about Ant-Man. I didn't watch it. I'm just like, you know, fuck, uh, fucking uh, so-and-so from Slash Film and so-and-so from fucking Collider. This is what they thought about it. Well, yeah. 
I'm going to make that my own thought. Right. And as long as you don't strongly like it or strongly dislike it, yeah. then you can be right there and yeah. neutral and exactly. know what you're talking about. Right. I don't yeah. fucking shit. You know, we talked about we talked about humans a couple of weeks ago. I haven't watched that show. Yeah, I have no idea who's I doing like, that. I don't even like robots. I just fucking trick you guys. <laughs> God, you just let me borrow Ex Machina, and you don't even like robots, I, dude. I just I fucking I. Let That's you... how deep this goes. Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's the long con. Yeah. yeah, this is a seriously long con. He's a funny guy. One of these days, <laughs> yeah. This is, I guess this is the episode where I let ninety nine. It's the episode before one hundred where I let people know that I don't even. I'm not even into this shit. <laughs> Uh, I watch just I all I watch all day is fucking tennis and pornography. <laughs> that's a great comment. And if you could combine those two, that's what my next podcast would be about. Oh, dude, they have. We'll talk about it later. Uh, fucking <laughs> John McEnroe, fucking oh, that curly hair. Yeah, <laughs> Jay's got some links for you, oh, dude. Fucking what's the, what's, the, what's the other uh, what's the long haired uh, Agassi Andre? Oh, Andre. John McEnroe, fucking Andre Agassi. The Battle that's of like, the Century. That's my ultimate fucking porn. Movie Tupperware the fuck out of that, right? <laughs> you have you watched that HBO tennis mockumentary yet? Oh, uh, the fucking uh, the Kit Harrington fucking uh, Andy Samberg thing, yeah. the Seven Hours in Hell or whatever the fuck yeah. it's called. No, it's on my DVR. I haven't watched it yet. So funny. We'll I heard it's really good. Yeah, I don't know why I haven't watched it. It's only like forty minutes. It's like I, it's like it's sitting there on my fucking DVR, and I just haven't watched it. It's like what the fuck, dude. It's yeah. hard to commit to a comedy sometimes, even if it is about tennis. <laughs> it's, a, it's a short one, though. I yeah. bet it's fucking awesome. It's pretty hilarious. I'm one of those fucking rare people that ha- I hated Hot Rod. Yeah, I didn't like Hot Rod either. I didn't like Hot Rod. And I, lo- I know there are people that are like, what the fuck? You didn't like fucking Hot Rod? What the fuck? That movie was so fucking funny. And I'm sorry. I just didn't like Hot Rod. Yeah, this I, was I, way better. I loved uh, Dick in a Box. Yeah, mm-hmm. Dick in a Box was good. Yeah, yeah. I love that shit. I even like the follow-up to Dick in a Box where they're fucking each other's moms. Oh, yeah. I you like know? the three-way one, too. Oh, the yeah. only thing that would have made that better is if Jai Courtney would have shown up and fucked <laughs> one of them. Susan Sarandon getting railed by fucking Jai Courtney. It would have been better for Susan Sarandon. It would have been better for Susan. Oh, she would have loved it. (laughs) She would have loved it. Guaranteed. Yeah. (laughs) Big time smiles. (laughs) Big smiles from Susan. Big smiles from Susan Sarandon. Big smiles, Susan. (laughs) Fucking like, it would have been like a Susan, Susan Sarandon. Like, like it would have been like all of our emoticons. The smile one would have looked like Susan Sarandon smiling. Oh man. No. Yeah, that's kind of touching. What a tender moment that would. Have I been. didn't mean for it to be that touching. <laughs> <laughs> no, he means we're touching ourselves. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> that is true. I am touching myself right now. Whenever I think of Jack Courtney, something comes out of me. I don't know. Oh man. <laughs> you know, Derek Rollinson sent us a fucking email, and he said, "Hey guys, just discovered your cast. Awesome. Few things." Uh oh. What are you, are you worried about? You're a glass half saying? empty guy. Few things. He's about to tell us what he doesn't like. He's a glass half empty guy. Yeah. I'm a glass. Somebody, I, I, I've already said this on a show. Somebody stole my glass. Are you serious? It's gone. Like God damn I it. am not fucking optimistic at all. Like you know, you got the hat. My glass is half empty. My glass is half full. Somebody stole my fucking glass, Jay. <laughs> my glass. Somebody took off with that fucking thing and they fucking like uh, threw it on the ground and then they pissed on it and shit on it. Oh and my then they god! Said, and then they said something about it being too provocative 
and then they then they. Well, that's off. bullshit. We need to get. We should get the leftover army to get you a new glass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's some bullshit. Oh, Someone come, stole your glass. No, 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 what, <laughs> no, Jake. What the leftover army did for you when when they got you that new TV? Yeah, that was beautiful. It was beautiful, and I about uh, fucking cried. The leftover army. There's nothing that you can do to restore my humanity. Uh, it's gone. It's gone. Uh, like uh, whatever. Like whatever. Like whatever. I like if I ever was a person, that's gone. Yeah. Like that's been murdered. When they took your glass. That's good of you to save them. Any kind of trying. Right. Though, any waste of energy right. in trying. There's no fucking like gift that you could give me to bring back my humanity. <laughs> <laughs> like I, you know. There's no, there's no Jai Courtney equivalent. No, for you. Right. No, there's not. Yeah. I'm a lost. Like, thank you, universe. I'm a lost cause. Right. Hey, uh, hey, Brian. Uh, I, like, I could get on here next week and be like, yeah, somebody came into my house and somebody fucking like, you know, they stole my, they stole my fucking fajita maker <laughs> and they stole my fucking, they stole my TV. They stole like my fucking. I've got like a Chicago Bulls fucking like soda machine. They stole it all. Right. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You could replace those things. It doesn't matter. I'm still a fucking sh- piece of shit <laughs> with no humanity. And it doesn't matter. I'm not going to be any nicer the next week. I just, I'm still going to be the same asshole. Right. So fucking deal with it. Well, that's, that's, that's good though that you don't go up and down and you know what to expect. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, I've, I've plateaued. I'm just a dick. Oh, Brian got all his shit stolen. We better right. walk on eggshells. No. Yeah. Yeah. We talk about all these characters in all these different movies. Like we saw, we watched the journey of the character and the character is like, you know, he's a piece of shit. And then like all these things happen and like we redeem that. Ca- no. I'm not that character. Yeah, you could never be in a Marvel right. movie. I could never be in a Marvel movie. <laughs> yeah. It's like all these things could happen, and by the end of the movie, I'm still a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> There's no redemption. There's no redemption story here. <laughs> I'm still a piece of shit, but I still read your fucking emails every week. Damn right. <laughs> I hate them. <laughs> well, let's hear, let's hear what he doesn't like yeah, about the show. Uh, no, I, hold on. Okay. Let's dissect this email. Derek Rollins has been trying to read your email for the past 20 minutes. <laughs> I've only got through two sentences because I'm too fucking like a self-absorbed and I'm talking about myself and shit. I've been drinking too much. Whatever. You're like on Everest, like you know that movie coming out. Yeah. He's like yeah. on Everest, like midway. He could get down. He could climb up, but he's like, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> and he's pushing people off as they go by. Oh yeah. And there's no reason for it. Get off of my space. Right. <laughs> He says a few things. Until I see a picture, never mind Randy Savage, Dave. Oh, yeah, never mind Randy Savage. Dave sounds like Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels. I am betting on the fact that good old Heartbreak Kid is a closet nerd. No, he's not. No, probably not. Dave is not the Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels. (laughs) (laughs) Derek, Derek Rollinson also goes on to say, Star Wars 7 is going to be epic. You're right, brother. Yeah, I mean, in one way or another, it's going to be epic. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah, it could be an epic fail. It could be an epic uh, movie of uh, fucking box office uh, proportions. It could be like the biggest fucking movie of all time. Yeah, in our lifetime. In our lifetime. Yeah. But, you know, until it comes out, we're never going to know. Yeah. Dude, that's the thing. It's like Star Wars Episode Seven is a huge fucking question mark. Mm-hmm. Like right now, right now, I'm saying, I'm saying... JJ, show me something. Show me something that proves to me that you fucked it up. Show me something that proves to me you fucked it up because everything he's shown me so far 
I'm salivating over. Yeah. yeah. I cannot wait to see. He hasn't shown me anything that's like, like, that, that's like got me like, Rolling uh, your eyes. Rolling my eyes. Yeah, like, oh, oh I don't know if that's going to work. But on the flip side, on the flip side, all he's shown me is clips and flashes of things. I haven't really seen, like, characters interacting with one another. Thank right. God. I, I agree. Yeah. I agree 100%. I agree 100%. But that. what you're saying almost is that they've shown you what you want to see, basically. Like, what they think... You want to see what you think you want to see, right? Mm-hmm. Which I th- I think I agree with that. Yeah, I, you know it is awesome. You know, like Don't get me wrong. Snyder in that first Batman v Superman showed us like the theme of that film, right? Yeah, the theme of Star Wars Episode Seven. Do we really know one hundred percent what we're getting? A bunch of cool shit, of- <laughs> exactly. And twat, uh, twat twist, what <laughs> plot twist? Sorry for my fucking dyslexia. Did you say twat twist? I did, goddamn, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna get twat twist when I go see episode seven. I don't know if I want to go anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry. Plot twist. I totally meant to say that. Uh, uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Opening day, ladies, stay home. Because yeah. you don't. Want your twat being twisted? <laughs> I know that would be so good. You'll be, it'll be a twat twister. Oh my gosh! I went home. I tried to bang my lady. Her yeah. twat was twisted. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, George Lucas. <laughs> Sorry. Thanks, thanks a lot, JJ. I, I think that's one major thing. Also, we can expect. I think. I think the trailers leave. <laughs> I can't that. say more. <laughs> I think uh, what a twat plus that's twat plus y'all. <laughs> I, I didn't see that twat twist coming. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I I think I think the trailers do kind of show you what you want to see, and I think I, it's incredible. Would I, you call I, it a twat knot? You could call it. A twat. You left my twat knots. <laughs> <laughs> They all have a New York accent in yeah. this instead of British. <laughs> hey, hey, Leah. <laughs> I agree with both of you, though. That's kind of the. I didn't even say anything <laughs> about the trailer not uh, being a bunch of clips and not really showing scenes. Right, Did you say the trailer being a bunch of clips. <laughs> no, no, is that part of the? Uh, no, that's the, part the of the twist. twist. You were always on my mind. Clips, <laughs> not not clips. Right. Okay, okay, just um, making sure. That's kind of the way we've always dealt with Star Wars trailers. Yeah. It's always just a barrage of fucking imagery. Right. Like, we really never delve into I it. Honestly, I think that, that JJ's kind of just been flicking the bean of this trailer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's just been fl- <laughs> flicking the bean. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> just, just enough to keep you erect. Just enough. It's kind of painful, but it kind of feels good at the same time. Right. Right. Look, you're like, flick a little harder, and he's like, no. No. <laughs> I'm going to keep it right here. No, right. I don't need to flick it harder. I've already no. got you erect. <laughs> <laughs> we, I mean, it has been a bunch of teases, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but it's, 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 it's enough to keep us like invested and hoping. And, uh, even, even like the, the unseen footage, the behind the scenes footage that they showed us at Comic Con. It's just like, it was just enough to like keep me like invested in this. Like when Brava Joe came out on the fucking, you know, yeah. the, 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 the Hall H floor, I was just like, wow. 
They're going all out. We're getting practical effects, and like they're they're doing this. They're they're really going all out. Unfortunately, though, that's not going to last forever. I mean, like we were talking earlier off the record. Um, yeah, toys coming out in September. Sure. I mean, pretty soon the floodgates are going to open. Yeah. And every minuscule fact about this movie is going to be out there for you to discover before yeah. the movie comes out, which is a super unfortunate. Yeah. Like, good luck avoiding that shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. I am going to go on media blackout, though, at a certain point. Jake, you are not. I, I am know not. That. I know. You're going to be like, you're, you're, seriously, like, you're going to open your legs for Star Wars. <laughs> I'm going to be like Johnny number five. Like, yeah. input, input. Input. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to be like. like like a heroin addict or something? Like you can't help it? I can't help it. Okay. I'm going to be say. like my mother with Jai Courtney. <laughs> Give it to me. The second they give me a novel, a yeah. video game, and anything, mm-hmm. toys, I'm reading every little factoid I can fucking read. Yeah. yeah. What's it sound like? What, what's a chastity belt sound like hitting the floor? That's Jake. <laughs> yeah. I, I won't be able to help myself. No protection. Exactly. I wish I could, but mm-hmm. I won't be able to. Yeah. Yeah, so. you're going to hear, like, in the background, like, uh, oh, you don't need a condom. <laughs> Just enter me right now. <laughs> Give me that Star Wars dick. Far, Give far away. Give me that veiny fucking Star Wars dick yeah. right now. So many undertones to this movie. I, yeah. I hope I'll, I, I'll try to figure out the best pee break for everyone before we go see the movie. <laughs> Uh, no spoilers, but I'll let everyone know that like the timestamp of when you should go take a whiz. <laughs> Derek, yeah, your email. Fuck, dude. Yeah, hey, buddy. Haven't even started this thing. Kind of. And we blame the army for why the email said <laughs> so long. Yeah, and it's our fault. Yeah. <laughs> he says, can't wait to hear your post San Diego Comic Con podcast. Lots of great things came out of that. Anyway, take care. Consider me a locked-in podcast listener and member of the Army, Derek Rollinson. I think this is actually the last episode that he's going to consider himself. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, locked-in is pretty locked strong. Member. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We got you locked-in. I don't think we yeah. have any locked-in members. No. Yeah, <laughs> week to week, you could leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah no it's up to you. You're free. Yeah. <laughs> Just delete us off your iPhone. And if you come back, you really love us. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, though, Derek. I yeah. appreciate, uh, you know what, you know, I, he, Derek Rollinson, I love Henry Rollins. I love the Rollins Fuck band. Fuck yeah, man. Rollins band. Yep. Good shit. Low SO. Yeah. Disconnect myself. Yeah. Goddamn. So this guy must be okay. Great huh? stand-up comic, too. Yeah. You ever watch this? He is pretty stand-up? fucking funny, actually. Good shit, dude. Yeah. Uh, he, he, fuck, he's a fucking writer. He's fucking come out with books and shit. Yeah. Yeah. I love him. We were lucky as hell to stumble upon him like yeah. early on. Yeah. There was nobody like Henry Rollins when we were growing up. Fucking my favorite song that he fucking sang was uh Liar. Yeah, Liar. Liar is my fucking yep. favorite song. In I'm, the Superman outfit. Yeah. <laughs> God damn, <laughs> I man. I haven't thought about that. It was forever. so cool. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. This next email comes from a longtime listener, one of my favorite probably one of our fucking youngest listeners, good old Finn Dietz Creek. Oh, cool. Finn. Finn Dietz Creek fucking sends us an email. You know what? I was thinking about this just today. I was, we were talking about the fucking uh, Deadpool trailer mm-hmm. that came out last week. Fucking Finn's 15. Oh, yeah. Wow. So Finn has to have a fucking adult escort him into fucking <laughs> Deadpool. That's Dude, Finn, I feel for you, dude. It's fucking bullshit. You know, it's like I don't even fucking think about that fucking shit anymore. In today's age. In come today's on. age. Yeah. I used to buy tickets for a different movie. That guy. Just g- go into the R movie when mm-hmm. I was a kid. I'm not giving him recommendations, but he can get on the internet anytime and watch something way more horrific than what he's going to experience right. in he Deadpool. He listens to us. He listens to us. Yeah. I don't even know what I've said this episode. Yeah. I don't even know half the shit I've said this episode. 
It's we've, that insane. We've had twat twist. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's already rated R. Twat twist. Yeah. <laughs> twat twisting going on. <laughs> yeah, but it's true. Like, I think the sooner the better. I wish, I wish I had a podcast I could listen to when you know I was what 15. I fucking, you know what I fucking love though for fucking Finn? What's that? Fucking Deadpool is his R-rated movie. Like the movie, like that. That's you want, cool. That you want to sneak into. That's cool. That's, That's the fucking cool. movie that you want to sneak into. Oh, oh I got into Ant Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, not rated R. They said shit. I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like it's like fucking you know when Finn sneaks into fucking like Deadpool. He's gonna be like, he's gonna, he's gonna feel like he's doing something. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know? And, and fucking anybody can get into fucking Ant-Man. Yeah, that's true, that's true. Anybody can get into Ant-Man. Fucking Finn, sneak into fucking Deadpool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wear, wear a fucking hoodie and record the fucker while you're at it. Right. And talk about how much you loved it. And hopefully all the movies, therefore, will change to a little bit cooler. Yeah, buy a ticket for the most G-rated movie playing at the time. Yeah. No one's watching you, Finn. Show yeah. us a picture of that ticket. You can yeah. sneak so in there anytime. So this, this is Deadpool. Yeah. <laughs> My Little Pony, this is Deadpool. <laughs> Finn sends us an email, and he says, uh, Hey, Leftovers, and whoever decided to come this time, I'm, ju- I'm here just to update you guys with my opinions on some things. First off, Orphan Black... I'm two episodes into season three. He's right where I am. And I'm beyond hooked. As far as my favorite clone, it's still Allison, but Helena is growing on me. I still have mixed feelings on Donnie, and the guy who plays the male clones is actually a pretty good actor. All right, Jake. Mm -hmm. Dude, I have switched. I was full fucking... Allison is my favorite. I'm still Allison is favorite. All right. Well, I don't want to be Mr. Spoiler, (laughs) so I won't. Does she die? No. There's some things that Allison does because I've I've, Donnie. Unlike Finn, Donnie has grown on me. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Donnie has grown on me. I love Donnie, and there's some things that she has done to Donnie that I don't like. Yeah. And I have kind of like uh, adopted. Like I love Helena now. Helena is now my favorite clone. Okay. Helena was my second favorite clone. That's where I'm at. And so now, now fucking Allison is number two. Okay. I, number I, two in a good. Not not like shit. Number two with a you, bullet. You just flip flop the top. I flip flop my top two. Can't get upset for that. Yeah. Yeah. You need to get on the orphan black train, Jay. I know. God damn it. Yeah. Seriously. Shit. Watch orphan black. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Uh, I would like to see him in other stuff. He's talking about Donnie. Mm. Overall, I'm absolutely loving the series, and I thank you guys for turning me onto it. Next is San Diego Comic-Con. Batman v Superman trailer is a Tupperware. Same goes for Super Super Side Squad. (laughs) Super Side Squad. Super Side Squad. Hey, Brian, learn how to talk, you fucking idiot. (laughs) You like them apples? <laughs> no, it's like, uh, yeah, I, all these fucking emails where people are telling me I'm killing it every week. <laughs> I can't even to... fucking talk. I'm calling Suicide Squad Super Side Squad. <laughs> Super Side Squad. Yeah, I'm a fucking idiot. No. I'm a fucking shit showrunner. Dude, I, I couldn't do it. Oh, fuck off, dude. I, I fucking suck. I Stop kissing my fucking I ass. Do it, dude. I fucking suck. Give, give me a one-star review. I want everybody that's, <laughs> everybody that's giving us a five-star, just fucking, you know, just give me a fucking one-star. <laughs> Tell me how much I fucking suck at this fucking show. I don't give a fuck anymore. I'm not doing this. You know what? I'm not doing this for fucking, I'm not doing this to fucking, uh, 
fucking make money. No. No. But it is for people like Finn. Yeah. You gotta admit that. You got a softer side. Oh, dude, I like Finn. Yeah, Finn, Finn is the heart and soul of the army, I think. Maybe I'm going stretching wow, a little too nice. far. Wow. He's the, uh. I don't know, he always seems to brighten up the day. Finn's yeah. a good, Finn's yeah. a good kid, man. He's a good kid. I don't, I and mean, you're not a kid, dude. It's like you've got fucking good input and shit. He's smarter than shit, yeah. He's, yeah. Good, he's a good guy. But you know, uh. Yeah, we have listeners twice his age we hate. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> really that's hard, true. too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking true. idiots. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry. <laughs> Finn. He said, Jared Leto sounds fantastic. Definitely the most menacing Joker we've gotten so far. Love the new arrow suit. Also, a Killing Joke animated movie? Someone pinch me. Yeah, did you guys hear about this shit? Yeah, that's yeah. screwed up, yeah, man. That is fucked up. Yeah. How are they going to do that? I know. Yeah. <laughs> Can somebody answer that? I don't know. That's going to be weird. Wow. I'm, dude, I'm down. I'm, I'm down, down too. I'm down. Lastly, I'm currently on episode 21 in my PCL marathon. Yeah, uh, Finn's doing a PCL marathon. Uh, God bless you, Finn. God bless you, <laughs> I don't know how you do it. CCL Marathon. Eric, Eric, who is the other one? Uh, Eric Habron, he's doing it too. Yeah. He's trying to get listen to all the episodes before that. He's got one more week. Like like episode 100 is like this fucking like big like big event. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's I'm, not. I'm gonna bring streamers. It's not. It's not. Episode 100 is not a big event. It's like it's like you've been fucking sexting this girl, you know, for like a long time, talking about how big your dick is and shit, and like you know how you're gonna give it to her, and you know like you guys are gonna have like this amazing fucking time. And, shit. <laughs> and then when it fucking happens, it's like you fucking like it's like three pumps and you peter out. Right. Like that's fucking episode 100. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, seriously, that's episode one hundred. That's a worst case scenario. Typical Damn. PCL, exactly. <laughs> I, I'd rather PCL take PCL ejaculation, <laughs> premature, right? Every time, Jake. Oh, okay. Pre- premature ejaculation is better than petering out. If I get a pick between the two, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can see if we can get nitpicky on the details. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. At least I'm getting some pleasure right. from premature ejaculation. Or pe- hey, let's get real. Out. Let's get real. Have you ever? Have you ever been? Uh, have you ever been in a situation where you faked an orgasm with a chick? I mean, chicks talk all the time. Yeah. Chicks talk all the fucking time yeah. about they how they fucking fake orgasms with guys. And I'm sure you know. And I'm sure I'm sure I've had my situations where a chick has faked an orgasm with me. I don't know. They've never fucking come out and told me. But have you ever faked an orgasm with a chick? Yeah, have you I, ever done it? I definitely have. Yeah. Yeah. Jay. Yeah. I've done it. Yeah. I've done it. I've done it. I d- same ch- Honestly, same chick twice. Yeah. And you know what? Honestly, the same chick twice, and then a, 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 a third time with a chick with the same name. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, 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 yeah. The girl had the same name. Yeah. The girl had the same name. I'm not going to say Was it, it the name that made you not want to finish? Or? Okay, the thing that, okay, I was like, like okay, both of these situations were like girls that like I was friends with. Okay. And then I did the deed. Oh, that's mm-hmm. a tough one. So we were like friends for like a yeah. long time. And it's like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, hey, we've got this friendly relationship. We're friends. We're friends. Uh, uh, let me tell you about my best friend. <laughs> and then like, let me tell you about my best friend and how I can't ejaculate with them. You know? Yeah. It's like that thing. Yeah, and right. so like, uh, here I am. Here's my friend. And all right, we're friends. And now I'm like banging my friend. Yeah. Yes. And then like all of a sudden it's like, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm hard. Yeah. Yeah. Thrusting, thrusting. Feels all right. Yeah. Feels okay. Yeah. Feels okay. 
and we're going nowhere. Right. This yeah. is like, you know what I mean? It's like, it, it's like nowhere. Yeah, you're just it's, over it. Yeah. You don't that, want to make them feel bad. Yeah, it's that part in Armageddon when they're using the drill head that's just not breaking the fucking core. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, it's that part Good where, analogy. Like, yeah, it's like, it's, yeah, that part in Armageddon where the fucking, like, it just, like, the drill stops working. Like, we, you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, we can, we can keep going, but we're not going to hit that depth. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so it's like, I just, I just had to be like, Oh, <laughs> yeah. it's especially easy if you're wearing a condom, right? Because right. then you're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I goo all over the place. Exactly. <laughs> both times were condom based, right? <laughs> and uh, both girls had the same first name. Oh wow! One chick was two times that we went for it, and then afterwards, I'm not lying. I'm not just saying this to puff up my ego and shit. But she was just like, because we were friends and we had like this past and shit. She was like, that was amazing. That was awesome. That was incredible. And I'm thinking to myself, shit. my god, <laughs> that was so fucking awkward. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then like the 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 other time with the other chick, it was just like, oh, check this shit out. Check this shit out. This shit's funny. So we're in my room, and I've got like a weight set in my room because I used to like bench and shit like that, and I got okay. weights on the floor. And uh, I'm 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 uh, having sex with her, and I hear like this ding, ding. Oh, you've told ding. us this yeah. story before. Yeah, for new listeners, I haven't heard this. Okay, so I'm hearing. <laughs> I keep hearing like a ding, ding, ding. Like, what the fuck? Why am I hearing a ding? And so I turn on the light real quick, and as I'm like, as I'm like doing this girl, she's hitting her head on the weight bar. Oh no! <laughs> and I look at her and I stop and I say, "Oh my god, you're hitting your head on the on the bar. I'm sorry." And she's like. She's like, don't worry about it. So I was like, fuck it. I, I like shrug my shoulders and I just ding, 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 ding. And it still, yeah, never hit that climax. Ben, thank you for your email. Thanks, it brought back so many memories. The perfect kind of story is to tell a 15-year-old. Listener. Exactly. Exactly. Finn, there are awkward sexual situations that you will encounter later on in life. At least ready, you know now. Get ready for them. Yeah, get ready. Yeah. yeah that's funny. That is funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he says, uh, lastly, I'm currently on episode 21 of my PCL marathon. They just keep getting less and less mediocre. That's not true. They get getting shittier and shittier and shittier. And next thing you know, you're talking about fucking some chick in her head hitting weights. <laughs> People are listening to this right now. I know. Like, this is like a thing I'm talking about, Jake. <laughs> I, I don't give a shit anymore. Oh, no. I've hit that point. I don't care. I'll just say whatever. No, it was a fun conversation. Yeah, it was fun. It's fun. Good times. Honestly, though, I'm loving the show you guys are putting out. <laughs> Speaking of putting out, both those girls put out. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, said it. <laughs> Keep doing what you are doing. Your loyal listener, Finn. Ah, oh, Finn. Thank you, Finn. You're awesome. The heart and soul of the Heart army. and soul. I'm sorry if I jumped the gun on that. <laughs> you did. I was going to get to it. Okay. I was going to call him heart and soul. <laughs> But you know, you kind of took that away from me. Took away from. I'm sorry, know. man. He's you're closer. <laughs> I've been away for a while. This, this next email it comes from uh, Shane's anger. Shane's anger has oh. sent us emails before. Sorry, Shane's anger. Yeah, settle down, Shane. <laughs> I know. Let's hear from your uh, happiness once in a while instead yeah. of always your anger. What about Shane's joy? Have you yeah. seen Inside Out? Yeah. Let's hear from that every once in a while. <laughs> Fucking Shane's anger. I'll tell you. What. Can I tell you one thing about Shane? Yeah. Mm. Shane hates Frank. Uh-oh. Oh, really? Yeah, I haven't read those emails, but oh my god. I, <laughs> I'm serious. Like, Shane does not like Frank. Like, like there's, there's like emailers that don't like me. Shane is like anti-Frank. Really bad, huh? Really bad. Wow. Rivalry. He's like, like, I'll get emails like, loved your last episode. <laughs> <laughs> Frank. 
<laughs> and and then I'll get emails. I'm just being real. You can no, tell by no. the email. Why, why fucking tiptoe around shit anymore? No, no. Why act like shit doesn't exist? Here, <laughs> quit teasing us. What, what else did it say? I should get these emails. I'll bust them out next week. You know what? I'll bust them out when Frank's here. Fuck it. Why not? There we go. You know, I'll let fucking Frank, like, uh, fucking talk about these fucking emails. Episode 100, we're gonna Episode fucking 100. make Frank cry. <laughs> <laughs> I should read the, e- I should go back and read the emails of people talking shit about me. No, there you go. I don't give a fuck. That should be the whole episode 100. I should, and I should read my replies to those fucking emails. <laughs> I should read my replies that I sent these fuckers. I want to be in that world. I do. Save that for your audio book. Yeah. I, I want to, oh yeah. Yeah, cash in on Big this money shit. there. No, I'm, uh, there's podcasts all the time. You listen to these fucking podcasts and they get fucking criticism and they bend. They yeah. bend. They bend to the fucking criticism. <laughs> You're right. Fuck you, I'm not fucking bending. Right. Not Brian you know Michael what I'm saying? Bendis yeah. shit. Completely. Not Brian Michael Bendis. Just because his last name is Bendis doesn't mean that he bends. Oh, man. give it to me. <laughs> give it to me, damn it. I'll give it to you. <laughs> that was ridiculous. Shane's anger sends us an email and he says, you psychic bastards. <laughs> Just listen to your Guardians of the Galaxy review from last year, and you guys were talking about the weak villains in the Marvel movies, and we're discussing if Ultron would be a throwaway bad guy. Haha, y'all nailed it. <laughs> he was. And even worse, he was made to be snarky too. Yeah. 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 It's true. It is true. Don't want to toot the horn here, but you know what? I'm gonna piss. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys, I'm gonna toot the horn. You guys talk pissing. about whatever. <laughs> I'm breaking down the fourth wall. I'm gonna go urinate. <laughs> We're at that point. Wow. I'll go have a smoke. We'll give him dead Fuck air. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> What were we no, talking about? Fucking talk, talk to Shane about Ultron, how much he sucked. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Is that what we were talking about? Yeah, he had the same voice as every other character in that movie. Yeah. They yeah. took away his scary mouth and gave him a friendly mouth. True. Yeah, the friendly mouth version of Ultron. Not at all what I was expecting reading the comic books. I thought Ronan, at the end of the day, was a more threatening villain than Ultron was. Yeah, I did, too. I did, too, just because they made him a little bit more threatening with a couple seconds of scene. And just his agenda was yeah. more threatening. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't see Fox Studios doing that necessarily. We'll probably talk about that a little later, but I, I don't know. I hate the one trick pony of the villain. That was quick. <laughs> nice pee, man. Yeah. You oh, rocked that piss. I was uh, dude, 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 check it out. Like I was tempted to like take the mic in there with me <laughs> and do like the whole like Leslie Nielsen from the Naked Gun thing. <laughs> where like he's pissing and you can the hear him like the whole time. Movie. Yeah. yeah. Are you going to? No, no, no. Oh. Where are you going? I'm just going outside to play. Where are you going? <laughs> oh, Jay's gonna get he's a beer. Going outside to play. <laughs> he what? saw he he saw four Marvel movies today. He's, he needs to go out and use the swing set. It's so oh, fun. dude, I should have had, to get, had you get me a beer. Oh, what do you want, man? Uh, can I get a Budweiser? Yeah. Right on. We dude. are not sponsored by Budweiser. <laughs> <laughs> that was our first ad right there. Oh man, thank you, Jay. Yeah, we are not we are sponsored by Budweiser. Dude, I'm like, I want to apologize to the army. Like, I don't really care right now at this point. I'm yeah, like, you're apologizing for not caring. Yeah, don't don't apologize. Well, fuck you then. I don't give a fuck. That's yeah. a step in the wrong direction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One direction. I don't care. I'm just gonna do what I want. Right. There you go. Whatever. I do what I want. Right. Yeah. Take yeah, back the apology. Yeah, I take it back. 
I'm I retracting like the apology. Yeah. There you go. It was out there, and it's you know your what I saw? Show if you I saw the that. apology, and then I used the. Uh, I saw the. Uh, I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to use my fucking Batman grapple hook, and I'm going to bring it back. <laughs> right. And I got it back, and now you don't have it. It's not. It, you know what? You can't do anything with my apology now. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. Fuck up. They Fuck were. It. They were holding it so they tenderly. Were, they were holding it closely. Yeah. And then, like my, <laughs> like my Batman grapple hook just said, "Fuck you." Yeah. <laughs> and some people cheered. But some people did not. You know, I think we're actually. I think we're taking it down a really weird road, and we're um, like none of this happened. Okay, like this discussion's actually fucking asinine and ridiculous. Like the movie The Road. Yeah, I think actually most people are, are like hitting stop on the <laughs> podcast. Yeah, and unsubscribe. Remember earlier when I talked about them unsubscribing? Mm-hmm. Yes, I think they're doing that. That's one of those moments. Yeah, this right. is like this is like this is like you know like oh shit, Brian's a fucking prophet because I'm unsubscribing. <laughs> <laughs> Just like with Ultron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you psychic bastards. Hey, Anthony Hook. He sent us an email last week. Oh, this yeah. guy. Remember Anthony yeah. from Tokyo? Yes. Yeah. Why do you say this guy, Jake? Talk to me, Chief. Uh, what was his last email? Was Remember it? Anthony was like he was telling me that I. I was biased. Yes, yes, yes. And that I was, I seemed a little bit angrier and a little bit more on edge right. lately. He was. What the you. fuck are you talking about, Anthony? I'm not fucking on edge, you motherfucker. What the fuck are you talking? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just totally kidding. Um, yeah, I mean, what do you mean by that? So, you know, this is his follow-up email, okay. and it says, "Hey, leftovers," and dot dot dot. Insert names. Okay, Ooh. that's fair. You guys totally. Misprint, misinterpreted my prior email. We do that. Which is my bad, considering I not only write you while stuck in a crowded train, but I also want to keep them short. Firstly, I was basically complimenting you for putting yourselves out there. I've already expressed gratitude for the time and work, so giving you props for keeping things real in regards to your personalities was my intention. Okay. It is why people listen. Authenticity. I just tried doing that without directly sucking your cocks vigorously, <laughs> for fuck's sake. I like this guy. We would, fa- we would have faked an orgasm anyway. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he says, anyway, you took the bullshit bias thing way too seriously. Did we? Did we not? Yeah, it seemed pretty harsh. Without Calling someone bias isn't isn't like yeah. celebrating their opinion. Exactly, bullshit bias. When you stick bullshit before it, yeah. When you stick the word bullshit before it, yeah. That's that's when that's when I gotta like uh, that's when I gotta take it to another level. Those are fighting words. Like like uh, like uh, the reason I didn't like Avengers: Age of Ultron was just for fucking shock value. It was bullshit bias. No, no, I didn't enjoy Age of Ultron, and that was part of the authenticity. I didn't really. I didn't like it at all. There was not a lot about that movie that I did like. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't bullshit bias. Hey, Anthony, if you would have just worded it, worded it as like bias, maybe, I don't know. But when you said bullshit bias, that's when I was kind of like, whoa. Yeah, I don't think there is any good way he could have word, worded it. I yeah. think the word bias itself, yeah. even by I itself, agree. is kind of inflammatory yeah. towards you. Yeah. Yeah, that's just the way I took it. Um, he says, uh, but since there was a hint of butt hurt, I will elaborate. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> Hold on, let me it's, stretch. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure this is going to make us feel way less butt hurt. Let me stretch real quick. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the, the day that I give a fuck what people think about the show, you know what I mean? It's when it's over. Yeah. No, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, really. 
I mean, really, like we talk. I mean, we talk. I mean, we talk about like how like we like, like we want to offend people and shit like that. I do. I sometimes I want to weed the herd. Yeah, I want to weed the herd. Like I want you know, like I want real people that really love this show and love our opinions. And if people can't take it, sometimes then yeah, we need to thin the herd a little bit. Survival of the fittest. Survival of the fittest. Um, because I, I am, I, I think like we were talking before the show about like the whole sponsor thing and like how some podcasts go out of their way to fucking, you know, sound a little bit more professional than, than maybe the real, than they really are right? in the hopes of like, you know, landing a sponsor or doing this for a living. I've come to the realization that I'm never going to get paid for this. Mm-hmm. I am never going to fucking, uh, we're never going to land a sponsor. Let alone go to Comic Con. No, let alone <laughs> let alone go to Comic Con. It's never going to happen, right? And so I think, like, when if you if, like, we talked about this. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm fucking uh, like like if you start to think that way, like maybe those things will start to happen for you. I think you're you're putting constraints on your podcast. and You're not being real. And you, yeah, you know what I mean. You're not giving your real opinion. I mean, I'm sure that happens to one out of every billion podcasters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So. Exactly. That's a good point. That's a good point. So, yeah. We're not that one out of a billion. No. Nor will we ever be. Nor will we ever be. So, I do this for fun. I do this to, I mean, I've realized that, like, that what's more valuable, like, I, I don't want to get to the point where it's like, okay, now we've... We've gotten we've gotten like a like a uh, rabid fan base. We have these people that really love our show. Now, how can I get money from them to profit and put it into my pocket? Right. Oh, okay. I'll sell them a mattress. Mm-hmm. I'll sell them fucking uh, an Audible subscription. I'll send uh, ooh snacks. People like snacks and T-shirts and <laughs> and uh, you know bobbleheads and blocks and shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not about that. It's about just fucking like relationships with people, forming relationships. Like like uh, you know talking to like listeners like Jacob Harmon and fucking Findeets Creek and. And all these different listeners. Or even on a smaller level, just the relationships that we formed with each other. With each other, yeah. So, you know. I don't know, man. Am I getting too fucking deep? Next email. Fucking Anthony. <laughs> anyway. Anthony. I'm glad they killed him in that. I, I would just movie. say one more thing with the advertising, then you're can, you're confined to, hey, you've got to do this to get more people to yeah. listen. Yeah. We're, we don't, we do this for fun. Yeah. And or if people can, like it, that's fucking awesome. I actually want to go out of my way so that we never get sponsors. Yeah. yeah. Or the attitude of we can't do something because we have a sponsor. Right. I right. think it's yeah. also equally damaging. Yeah. 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 No, what's fucked up is like, I think like some fucking podcasts out there, and I'm not going to say any names, but I think that some podcasts out there, Feel like they are not a real podcast unless they eventually get to that point where they have a pot, where they have a sponsor. Like that's what makes a fucking, that, that's what makes the podcast. Yeah. A sponsor makes the podcast. That's not true. I think it's the fucking relationships and the bonds that you form with fucking people. People come back to listen to you. They don't fucking come back to your podcast so they can listen to you try to sling a fucking mattress. Yeah. A fucking snack box. Or whatever the fuck. Right. Oh, uh, yeah. Our true listeners love us. I mean, look what, look what, like the TJ Lamb situation. Yeah. And how everyone just was all ready to jump all over this guy. This guy hates our show. I brought him up on the show and they fucking sought this guy out and they, they brought the lamb to the slaughter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. They turned him into goo. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, what do you, okay, here we go. Anthony. Yeah, we're butthurt. <laughs> Everyone has a bias. Object, objectivity is a concept. 
objectivity as a concept is relative. My perception of Brian's bias has to do with Marvel movies, like Avengers Age of Ultron. Brian has begun to get tired of Marvel's formula and simply hanging out with the characters and seeing them fight together no longer elicits wonder. For me, it still does. I am still enjoying the fact that these movies are being made with such quality, and I just don't think about them in any deep way. Anthony, let me stop you here. Right? I disagree with him also. I can still go back and watch Avengers That's, and love it. Yeah. Even though I, I feel this way about uh, Avengers Age of Ultron, I can still go back and watch Iron Man, Captain America the Winter Soldier, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers, um, Captain America the First Avenger, and I still love these films. I love them. I think they are wonderful pieces of cinematic history. Some of the best comic book movies that have ever been made. Yeah, for you to have been biased, you would have to have hated them all, in my right. opinion. Which you loved the characters from the get go. Yeah, the right. whole. I fucking... haven't. I haven't developed a hate. Trid. Uh, I de- developed a hatred of these movies. Um, I just feel like that they are kind of stuck and they're not evolving mm-hmm. um, when they should be a little bit. Um, you know, when I think of phase one and you go into phase two, mm-hmm. I think things need to change a little when you get to phase two. Right. They need to, they need to start changing a little bit. And I, especially when you go into phase three, things need to get a little bit darker. I, I'm not saying that things need to get fucking DC killing joke darker. I'm just saying that there needs, the stakes need to be raised a little bit. A little heavier. A little heavier. Um, and uh, Joss Whedon's voice was just a little too prevalent mm-hmm. in Age of Ultron for me with all the characters seeming to have the same voice and same snarkiness and same jokes. Mm-hmm. Even Thor himself felt like a roast master. He was like a one-line machine. Exactly. <laughs> and, and it kind of took me out of the movie. Um, I still have high hopes for Captain America Civil War. Very much so. I think you have high hopes for Avengers in, in, Infinity, Infinity War. Infinity Wars with the Russo brothers. Um, these are not just automatic tossets for me. I go in and I look at these things uh, in a uh, subjective matter. And I try to rate them appropriately. But if I feel like a director has just rehashed the same things he did in the first movie. And there's nothing original and it's just the same movie, then yeah, I'm going to toss it. And uh, that's how I felt about Avengers Age of Ultron. Upon first viewing, I felt upon it the same way the second viewing. And um, it's unfortunate because I love Avengers, and I still love Avengers. It's still a Tupperware. Mm -hmm. I'm never going to retro-rate fucking Avengers. No, absolutely not. That movie is amazing. I'm never going to look back on that movie and be like, oh, wow, that's, that's... that, that 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 movie doesn't do it for me. <laughs> yeah, Avengers is still a Tupperware. Captain America, the Winter Soldier is still a Tupperware. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is still a Tupperware. These uh, Iron Man still a Tupperware. Yeah, Captain America, the first Avenger, in my opinion, is still a Tupperware. Yeah, that's not even a Tupperware for me. And that's you're, not. And even, you're the biased one. And yeah, I love either. that. I will watch that movie. Over and over and over and over again. Marvel, you just, all I'm asking is just give me something new, a little bit different. Take a risk. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, and bring me back into the franchise. That's why I'm kind of like leaning more towards like the DC side of things and what I'm seeing on their end. Yeah, um, that's it. That's all. That's all I'm asking for. That I. I, I, it's not, it's not about bias. It's not about me getting tired of the formula, um, so much as, as, as the, the formula that they have. It just seems like, uh, maybe it is. Maybe it is. You are a little tired of the formula. Yeah. 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 yeah, It is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm tired of the formula. I, I would say looking at it as an adult growing up with these comics and growing up with the best stories that were ever told in these comics so far. Yeah, we're a little let down, and you see this formula kind of emerge from from Marvel. Right. And when they do it again and again, even when you're just like, okay, maybe they won't do it this time, mm-hmm. and they do it, you know, then you're just kind of like, okay, they let me down yet again, and right. this is going to continue all the way up to Thanos, which you you know, please do not fuck over Thanos as a villain. Do not turn him into a uh, snarky one-liner <laughs> machine. No. Yeah. Um. You know, that's the thing. It's like, you know, when you cast a guy like James Spader as Ultron, I wasn't expecting... I was expecting, like, a dark, ominous voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't expecting them to really utilize him as, like, okay, we want him to be kind of like... You know, yeah, he's he's being patterned after... Robert Downey Jr.'s Tony Stark, so yeah, we're going to make him funny. Right. He's a darker character on the network primetime show he's yeah. on right. than he is in this movie. Well, right. e- even his death was like totally old fucking yeller. Yeah. I'm going to take you back into the woods and shoot you where we n- none of us see it on screen necessarily. Yeah. And it still wasn't that father-son relationship between... You know, uh, our uh, Tony Stark and uh, Ultron. Yeah. It was like between him and Vision. Oh, oh! One more thing I forgot to bring yeah, up about Ant Man. When they made it a point to drag out the chief officer in that building, in the Pym building, like, oh, I got to make sure I get this guy before the building blows up. You remember that? There was like a second where he's like, oh, that guy's tied up. He, the Michael Michael Pena Pena. Yes, he stole stole his outfit. Mm-hmm. They made it a point to be like, oh, I got to save you, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come yeah. on, man. Yeah. We'll, we'll save that for our Ant-Man discussion later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. People, yeah, yeah. We, we've already recorded the Ant-Man yeah. discussion, so this is, yeah. Damn it. Okay, no, you're okay. Right. I just remembered that scene. When have we ever cared about continuity? Right, that's true. Never. <sighs> Anthony goes on, he says, um, uh-oh. Let's see here. <laughs> More? More about how biased and butthurt you are? No, he says, Brian has begun to get tired of Marvel's formula and simply hanging out with the characters and seeing them fight together no no longer elicits wonder. For me, it still does. I'm still enjoying the fact that these movies are being made with such quality. And I just don't think about them in any deep way. Pure escapism. Also, Jake had a nice sarcastic tone when quoting the listening for over a year line. Dude, your podcasts are fucking five hours weekly. With all due respect, considering the above-mentioned authenticity and how you do this, I think it is fair to say that I get some nuance of your personalities. Again, it's a goddamned compliment. It is not... (laughs) It is not easy putting yourself out there, and you are, we take everything the wrong way. <laughs> it is not easy putting yourself out there, and you are doing a good job. Hopefully, that is clear. Sweaty businessmen surround me, and it is hot as hell. <laughs> no, Anthony, dude, seriously. Um, 
I'll be honest with you. Like the email was just kind of like uh, it just kind of we kind of just used it to kind of like go off and have a little bit of fun at your expense. And that's, that's us paying you the highest form of a compliment. Um, every episode I give Dave shit. I give Jake shit. I give Jay shit. I give Frank shit. And the fact that you send us an email and we give you shit should be the highest form of a compliment. You are definitely part of the army. Your opinions are valued. You can call me butthurt. You can call me a fucking asshole. You can call me a fucking idiot. You can say, fuck you, Brian. (laughs) And you're still a part of the fucking army. I don't give a shit. As long as you listen to the show, you love the show, and... You don't even have to respect my opinion. You don't have to respect Jake's opinion, Jay's opinion. You can listen to the show. We can drive you fucking mad. But if you download the goddamn thing every fucking week and you listen, you know what? You're part of the fucking army. That's how we do it here. I don't respect Jake's fucking opinion about everything. (laughs) I I love Jake. I love Jake. I I, I, Honestly, I I feel like if Jake said – He's done with the show. I can't come back. It would fucking it would fuck with me. Yeah, it would fuck with me hardcore. Not knowing that Jake's gonna come back to this show, it would fuck with me hardcore. But you know what? I will never, I will never get on here and be like, oh man, I'm passionate about bobbleheads. <laughs> I'm passionate about bobbleheads because Jake likes bobbleheads. <laughs> bobbleheads are fucking garbage. <laughs> bobbleheads are the worst fucking investment you can make for yourself, for your fucking family. <laughs> Seriously, buy fucking insurance. <laughs> buy, you know, get, you know, I have insurance for my bobbleheads. Oh no, put your fucking money into. <laughs> a 401k plan don't fucking put your money into fucking bobbleheads <laughs> but I still you know I still I still respect Jake's fucking opinion he would know how we felt about each other if he would have been listening for just a year yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so no Anthony no we're just have we, we rip on we everything and we everybody do. exactly it's, you know if we hated you this is how we deal with it. We don't bring you up, but we don't read your fucking email. We'd ignore you. That's what happens when you have low self-esteem. You know, you, Jake, you attack the ones you love. Jake, uh, you speak the truth. Like, uh, yeah. if we don't acknowledge you, if we ignore you, uh, then maybe, yeah, maybe you're onto something. Maybe we're not, we're not into you. But like, like, just <laughs> yeah, the, the, this is the second week in a row we've read, read your email, so you yeah. have no worry. No worry. No worry. To the guy that sends an email every week, but we never read it. Yeah. That's think, the guy that needs to be like, damn. Think, think about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> think about it for a second. <laughs> think about it, man. Moment of silence. Hey, next email. <laughs> wow, man. What a fucking, like, uh, God. What the fuck, dude? This fucking show, right? Do you have a good email next? I don't know. Maybe. We'll find out. It comes from Andy Babcock. Oh, nice. He says, Brian, Jay, Dave, Jake. That 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 fucking Frank. That 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 fucking army. Nice. Mm-hmm. Look, dudes. I've been a member since episode three. Damn. Wow, he's establishing God himself. God damn. Episode three. Hey, what was episode three? Iron Man. Episode three. Or two was Iron Man. Three was Star Trek. Star Wars. Oh, Star it's, Wars. It's just a Star Wars smorgasbord, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was a fun fucking episode. It was a goodie. Damn. Yeah. We'll do that again. Back in the day. Back in the dizzle. Look, dudes, I've been a member since episode three, and I have still not heard your last, oh, say, two episodes, because I just took a new job, relocated from Texas to Denver. Hmm. 
Arvada, if you want to get specific. So he's in uh, Arvada. Nice. So not Denver. Maybe like the outskirts of Denver. Good place. You know what I mean? It's like it's like if you live on the outskirts of Chicago, you don't help people like, oh, I live in fucking Schaumburg or right. I live in Aurora. Elgin. Aurora. Fuck, yeah. Like, oh, I just live in sh- Chicago. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like, because they'll go, where the fuck is that? And you yeah. go like, oh, it's uh, it's northern northern Illinois. I'm hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> like, because we tell people like, oh, we're from central Illinois. Right. You know? And they're like, they still ask, where is that? Yeah. Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> I'm three yeah. hours away, but Chicago. Exactly. <laughs> he says, my new job starts tomorrow, and I promise to listen to the cast during the commute. It's like, it's like he's like, like hey, guys, listen. Yeah, he's my like new, pledging. Yeah, he's like pledging. Like, don't worry. I'm going to keep listening. God damn, dude. You know, just, hey, Andy. We do just, worry. Just lie. <laughs> <laughs> just lie. Andy, just lie. I've been listening since episode three. I've listened to all your episodes. We don't know any different. No. Yeah, that's what I do. You can lie to us. We don't fucking know. <laughs> Seriously, just think of us as like your fucking fiance and shit. No, I've never cheated on you. I, I've never thought about fucking another girl. As far as you know. No, I only think about you, baby. Right. You're all I think about. Whatever, dude. I'm thinking about banging like three different girls right now. Right. I actually, so you're thinking, probably, you're probably thinking about listening to three different podcasts right now. Yeah. Yeah. Don't I'll lie. See. Don't lie to us about yeah. what you're doing. Right. We'll see through it. No. <laughs> Did I just break the bro code? Oh, Did I break shit. It? Did I break the bro code? Okay. Like, guys don't think about having sex with other women. Oh, man. We didn't think about that. No. <laughs> That's just you. You biased. That's just me. You biased. You biased anyway. person. It's because I'm biased. <laughs> you biased stolen glass person. I know. <laughs> so, no bro code broken. Uh, sorry, ladies. <laughs> didn't mean to shatter your world. But yeah, no. guys think about other girls, it happens. Oh my god. Deal with it. <laughs> the travesties. You, you know, the world doesn't like revolve around your vagina. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what a twat twist. <laughs> twist. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> At least pronounce my mispronunciations Sorry. right. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I- I, I'm, oh God, I am like going out of my way to offend people this episode. It's crazy. It is crazy. It's like I don't give a shit. He says, uh, however I may be so selfish, may I take a moment to reach out to any other members of the Mile High chapter of the army? No. Wow. Is there one? I don't know. Why wasn't I informed? I know. The Mile High Club, that's when you're like, yeah, I would love to that's try that out. And you're fucking some girl. <laughs> yeah. Maybe she's not your girlfriend. Oh, damn. Maybe she's not your girlfriend. Right. Shit happens. Shit happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, damn. I didn't know there was a Mile High Club portion. Yeah. Is there? Uh, do they have, like, fucking, like, uh, like patches and shit that they're giving out? Jake, you would know. You're the patch guy. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Andy Babcock is the only pop culture leftover army member of the Mile High Club. Would you Tupperware his patches? Uh, I'll Tupperware any patch. Oh, my God. Any Buttons? patch? Buttons? What about buttons? Oh, but I like buttons more than patches. There's yeah. some fucking bias for you. Yeah. <laughs> he said, like I said, I'm new here and I could use any old school 411 on the area. So he's talking about, like, he's not new to our show. Oh, he's new to his location. Where's he at? He's in Arvada. 
in Colorado. Oh. So he moved from Texas to Arvada. He said, like I said, I'm new here and I could use any old school 411 on the area. I'm a 35-year-old dad and just trying to represent the PCL universe and take care of the family. Nice. I'm so lost right now. I had to write this on on damn Facebook. Anyway, I can't wait to catch up. Welcome back, whoever the fuck came back while I was gone, <laughs> Andy. So Andy, he's looking he's looking for some fucking uh, people and shit uh, in that fucking area and shit. Arvada? Is that in Arvada. And um, he said... Uh, he said, I fucked up a sentence in there. Clown me at your leisure. I don't know what you fucked up, dude. I'm drunk. <laughs> and so I guess he, any listeners out there from that area that mm-hmm. can help this guy out. Yeah. yeah. He said, if any from, if anyone from the PCL Army is so inclined to say, what's up? I am here on Facebook. Uh, he says, they follow you guys on Twitter. And he says, and Jake on Periscope. Please send him my way. Wow. And so his fucking uh, his Twitter, if you guys want to follow our buddy uh, Andy, you can follow him at... B M B City Babcock. So that's B is in boy, M is in Mary, B is in boy, City Babcock. And that's on Twitter at B M B City Babcock. And so uh oh, yeah. I, see, I see him pop in my periscopes all the time. Yeah, dude. So like uh like hey, um you know, I mean you don't even have to be from fucking like Arvada and shit. If you just want to fucking like reach out to Andy and say what's up, that's what this is all about. It's about a fucking community, like everybody fucking like getting to know each other and shit. Mm-hmm. You know, and telling each other to fuck off. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> it's like because if oh, you can, it's not love. Hey, what do we share in common? Oh, we all listen to pop culture leftovers. Oh, what did you think about that trailer? Oh, you didn't like it? Well, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, you fucking piece of shit. Right, and then we hug. True, true. Isn't that how I? That's how I deal with shit. Yeah, you know, like, oh, I liked it. Jake didn't like it. Well, fuck you, Jake. <laughs> you fucking bobblehead, fucking loving motherfucker. <laughs> bobbleheads. Well, you bobbleheads. Right <laughs> I've seen it. That would fuck with you. <laughs> it fucks with me a little bit. I had to look away. I had to stare at the corner. <laughs> Next email, we got actually, uh, we got two emails here coming from Grub. He says, uh, the first email from Grub, it says, uh, I think the closest thing in movies, this is when we talked about, remember we talked about like the AJ, you brought up like, hey, has uh, any of these 80s movies ever recaptured our childhood? Right. Oh, yeah. Right. He says, I think the closest thing in movies that has recaptured the 80s has been Wreck It Ralph. Mm, that's interesting. The combo of arcade culture and dozens of old school arcade characters throughout the movie, plus how the older 8-bit characters moved and all that. It's the only thing I can think of that has done it. You know, mm. like the original Wreck-It Ralph video game from the 80s, like it didn't have like – see, it's just an 80s video I agree. I agree. It, I don't know how much it recaptured because, like, they they actually incorporated new things like the whole candy racing world and stuff yeah, like and that. And I think we meant like a movie from our childhood that had been remade, yeah, yeah. and as a modern movie. I, I can't disagree with him though. Yeah, I can't say like, oh, well, fuck, you know. What they did was they took Wreck It Ralph, this video game from the eighties that like nobody hardly remembered, mm-hmm. and they added like this whole new world to it. Well, Wreck It Ralph didn't really exist. No, it's a real game from the eighties. No. Yeah. It's it's totally a Donkey Kong analog made for the movie. No, it's a real game. I've played the actual arcade game. Really? Jake, I've played the actual arcade game. I mean I I, I always thought it was just a Donkey Kong analog. No, it's I'm pretty sure it's a game from the eighties. I've actually played the arcade game. Okay. Hold on, I'll hold on. Let me pause real quick. 
hey. Hey, guys. Hey. We found out nothing about Wreck-It Ralph except for the fact that uh, – okay, let me, let's break it down. I don't remember Wreck-It Ralph as a child at all. Mm-hmm. All I remember is I went to Garcia's Pizza a few years ago for my nephew's birthday, and they had a Wreck-It Ralph arcade machine there. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, holy shit, this machine did exist. This is a machine from the 80s, and Jake, you looked it up, and it looks like it was just part of, like, marketing and shit. Yeah, they purposely made cabinets that looked like they were from 1982 mm-hmm. to just help go along with the movie. And so I went, I thought it was. I yeah. thought it was from our childhood. And I, you know, Grubb sent us the fucking email, and I sent him a text message, and you know what? Grubb's doing something more important. <laughs> He's No, he is. He's doing something more important than answering my text message right now. Oh, really? He doesn't care. That's a disappointment. So thanks, Grub. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got time to read his email, but he didn't have time to text us back. I know. I sent him. I sent him the text like 15 minutes ago. You're supposed to text message me back immediately. <laughs> Can you see that he read it and then just ignored it? Let me see here if it says oh, that he read it. Good point. That is, good point. Let's see if he has his. I'm. It says delivered. It doesn't say. Uh huh. He's a, that's the worst. He's no. He's he's avoiding me. Uh. <laughs> I feel no like this. I feel like this is. Yeah, I feel like he's avoiding me. Eric, please reach out to me. <laughs> Let us know you're okay. No, reach hard. I just I want to feel important in his life right now. Yeah, definitely. I feel like it's crucial. Like I, I think he saw it pop up on his phone, and yeah. he's like, "I'm not dealing with this guy right now." Right. Yeah, he knew this email would cause this question. Mm-hmm. He created this drama. He created this drama, and now he's like, I don't want to deal with it. You know, like, it's like, it's almost like he pulled the print out of the grenade. Yeah. And he threw it in the room, and he said, fuck you, you deal with it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And now he doesn't want anything to do with it. It's and that up. hurts a little it's bit. It's fucked up. It hurts a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucked up. Eric, you need to straighten this out. Before this episode <laughs> ends, before I stop emails, you need to straighten this out. You need to read this, and you need to let us know what's going on with this Fix It Felix game. Yeah. You need to fix it, Eric. The game should be called Fix It, Eric. <laughs> Fix It Grub. Fix It Grub. Make it happen. All right. Uh, he sent us another uh, email. It's a Star Wars email. And he gives us us uh, our he gives us his thoughts on uh, Star Wars Rogue One. Okay. We, talk, we talked about Rogue One last week. And uh, he has a differing opinion than uh, what I had last week. He says, I need to call almost total BS on the rumor about all these bounty hunters being in the movie. They kept harping on war. War is part of the name of Star Wars, a mix of Saving Private Ryan and Aliens, not an Ocean's Eleven type movie. So basically, like he went to Star Wars Celebration, he sat at the panel where mm-hmm. Gareth Edwards was, and he listened to him talk about like what Rogue One was going to be about. And so this rumor that came out of whatever whoever whatever source this uh, this Rogue One rumor came from, where they were talking about these different bounty hunters being involved in the film, mm-hmm. you know, Bosk and Boba Fett. Uh, he's saying it's, he sounds, he says it sounds like bullshit from what he's heard. Hmm. Um, plus you had all those bounty hunters and there is zero fear in this movie. You, you know, all those bounty hunters are in no danger because you see them all in empire. Hmm. Just like, you know, Leia will get the plans. Where's the drama other than which of the rebels will survive? Plus you might as well call the movie bounty hunter and not rogue one. Why can't we just get a movie dealing with the normal rebel and imperial troopers? We don't need fucking Boba Fett in every goddamn movie. (laughs) Some of this plot might be correct, but it just makes no sense with everything I heard in that panel at Celebration. I don't buy it. It just feels like total clickbait. Grub. 
Hmm. That's a great point. I yeah. never even thought about it that way. Like, like when they first announced, like, oh, these bounty hunters are going to be in there, I thought, like, okay, this makes sense. Like, these guys steal the plans, and, like, how do they get the plans back? Well, Vader's not the main, uh, you know, uh, antagonist in this film. Ben Mendelsohn is, and maybe he, ha- you know, hires some bounty hunters to get the plans back. But what he's saying is, like, these are all bounty hunters that we know of. There's no danger of, en- of them, any any of them getting injured or, or killed. What's the point? Yeah, makes sense. Well, but, I mean, we're also hearing in, in Rogue One, like, uh, Vader's in this movie, and it's almost like they're using Vader just to get butts in seats too. Yeah, are they also using bounty? Do I mean I don't know. You guys talk. You guys tell me. I I, I think the biggest point he makes is if we're going to have all those bounty hunters, that's like people want to see that so much, and I have yeah. a hard time thinking that there'll be like a side story of another movie. You know, why would they just call it? Bounty hunters. Yeah. I didn't really think of that when we were talking about it. I just got excited about seeing all these Me fucking too. bounty hunters. Me too. Again. Me too. But yeah, when you when you think about it, it's called Rogue One. So, yeah. I mean, that's got to be the focus. Yeah. I, I, I'm i with you, man. I mean, uh, now that now that Grubb puts it in that perspective, uh, I agree with him 100%. Like, what's the point of, like, getting a guy like Ben Mendelsohn in there just so he can hire a bunch of bounty hunters to get the fucking plans back? Yeah, but I do, on the other hand, I do think there will be a Darth Vader appearance. Absolutely. Like that, I believe, 100%. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, because who else is going to know about these plans, you know, people stealing these plans? Maybe it is like super covert espionage and like Vader's the only one that realizes it. Yeah. You know, that they've, they've actually stolen the plans. Mm-hmm. I, when I was listening to, uh, the Never Submit movie podcast, uh, Matthew Ciccalo is talking about just this very same point. And what he had to say was, well, yeah, it's a Star Wars movie. You're gonna get the diehard fans in the theaters. Mm-hmm. That's gonna happen because diehards are gonna watch any Star Wars movie that comes out. Mm-hmm. But how do you get the casual fans? Mm, the casuals. Exactly. And his point was, yeah, you tease Darth Vader. That's going to get the casuals in the theater. They want to see Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, wow, that's a that's a great point. That's a great point. I mean, yeah. Uh, are you pandering a little bit? Yeah. But does it make sense on the flip side that Darth Vader would be heavily involved in trying to get the plans back? Yes, it makes sense. Very much so. For this story, it does. For this story, it does. So yeah, I think, uh, I think he made, I think he made a great point on his podcast that yeah, getting the casuals, uh, the casual movie viewers getting their butts in the seats at the theater, this is what you have to do. I agree. So I, I, yeah, I just wonder what the bigger question is, is like, how does it transfer from what we see as the clone troopers, the stormtroopers that we know from the original trilogy to this new, it, 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 is this going to be like the catalyst for that? Mm-hmm. It you won't know? be too much longer until we get that aftermath book, right? Not too much longer. Or yeah. it's right after Return of the Jedi. They're right. going to do strictly Rebel versus Imperial. Well, there's got to be. I, I think there's got to be a bigger point to that. You know, like where where does the tide turn between the the Rebel troopers and the stormtroopers? Where does Something has to happen between those two factions for this movie even to be in existence, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Yeah. You have to tell the story of how the stormtroopers evolve into what we see in the new, in the new trilogy somehow. 
And I don't, I don't know if this is the catalyst. Well, this this is in between. I mean, this is in between episodes three and four. Yeah, it's, so it's I, early. We're not going to see anything of like how they evolve to what they are in seven. It's early, but why is the reason for the bloodbath? Because they're saying it's like Hamburger Hill, you know, yeah. which which was a real bloody fucking war movie mm-hmm. based on true stuff. So like, what what it, what happens there that is so brutal, you know, that you that you don't need bounty hunters to you know fulfill the storyline, right? I, I don't know. It's got to be something between the two forces. I'm sorry. I guess when I first heard the news that we might get a live-action Cad Bane, I just got a little excited. Yeah, me too. Me too. Just all the news was like, it was yeah. it was easy to just eat up and go, yay! Right. It's like, I remember the character Cad Bane from The Clone Wars. I remember looking at the figure and thinking, wow, this is awesome, and thinking, wow, I would love to see a live-action version, and they teased it in that fucking rumor, and I was just like, all right. But Grub puts it in perspective, like, why? Mm-hmm. Why? That takes a little bit of the fear out of it. That'll be its own movie, the Bounty right. Hunter stuff. I yeah. got a feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, next email comes from Ryan Mears. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know that guy. How do you know that guy? I've known him for quite a while. Yeah. Yeah. Met him at Schnucks mm-hmm. when I first started working there when I was like 19, I think. Yeah. Known him ever since. And uh, he does a little podcast that I listen to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Comics, comic slobs. Not heard it. Yeah, you haven't heard it. <laughs> Pretty much gone out of your way not to listen to it. So, yeah. I'm a dick like that. Yeah. Hey, buddy. Not going to listen to your podcast. <laughs> hey, what did we talk about earlier, though? Those fucking friends that want you to listen to their shit, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, hey, Ryan, don't listen. I listen to your podcast. I, <laughs> I Tupperware your podcast. You don't need Jake. I'll plug you all day. I, free, I freeze it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honest answer. Listen to Comic Slops. I enjoy their reviews. They're fun guys. Uh, he sends us an email, and it's titled, More Booze, Please. And the reason for More Booze, Please is apparently, in the last couple episodes, I've started drinking again, <laughs> which I, I think is a bad thing, especially after thinking about some of the things that I've said this episode. Oh, no. Regrets. Episode 99, Regrets. Exactly. That, I'm, I'm not going to title it Ant-Man. I'm going to title it Regrets. <laughs> oh, no. But Ryan's encouraging you to drink more. He's telling me to drink more. And this, it, yeah, he's saying more booze, please, is the title. He says this episode, he's talking about 98. He says this episode has been amazing. <laughs> Pizza ratings, matchmaking for parents. <laughs> And even a little bit of San Diego Comic-Con news. <laughs> keep up the great work and keep pouring them drinks. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. So, just what you need. Just what I need. More encouragement to drink for. Right. <laughs> <laughs> great email, Ryan. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You know what? Well, I, I'm going to read I'm gonna read a fucking email here in a second. But I'm going to read one that I just got. I no. just got it. It's like on my fucking phone. It's I fucking don't even fresh. It's fresh. You know, like right off the fucking press. undiluted. If he says something totally off kilter, it'll be like, oh, there it I is. <laughs> this is from uh, who is this from? David Talbert. He's the guy who sent us an email last week about the. I think about the robots killing that dude in Germany. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Still had it coming. <laughs> Hello, leftovers, Dave. That 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 and Frank. This is David from Bellingham, Washington. This is a long overdue email, and I apologize. Uh oh. I have struggled with social anxiety and depression my whole life, and even simple things like emails are very hard to do sometimes. I wanted to, I really just want to say thank you to all of you. I think, you know, I'm gonna get fucking real. I'm gonna get fucking real with you, dude. David, I'm gonna get fucking real with you. 
Um, and there are times where I have social anxiety as well uh, and depression as well. I'm going to get fucking wrong. I don't give a fuck. Fuck it. I don't give a fuck. I'll tell you. I just suffer some, from depression. I've fucking seen psychiatrists and shit. Yeah. I've fucking taken fucking like medication shit for that stuff. Mm. Me too. You know, I mean, sometimes still people, on it, dude, people have chemical imbalances and sometimes you need to, you need to seek help and shit. So, I mean, somebody has something to, some, somebody has something to say to me about that then you know, whatever, have at it. But there's nothing there. I mean, it just happens. There's fucking chemical imbalances in people. Yeah. So. You can't help it. Most people don't understand whatsoever, right. but yeah. like keep your friends close, man. That's all that matters. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, he says, I really just want to thank you. I just want to say thank you to all of you. My very good friend, Manny, turned me on to your podcast a while back, and I have been completely hooked ever since. Dude, I, Manny sent us some emails before in the past. Oh, nice. So thank you, Manny, for uh, having David listen to us. Uh, I have not read comic books in about 15 years, don't watch much TV, and I'm usually out of date when it comes to movies since I have a five- and a three-year-old at home. I am a huge video game nerd, though, and have started to try to make it out of the house to the movie theaters to see some movies. All of this considered, I get really into the conversations that you guys have because of your genuine passion towards the subjects discussed. Listening to your discussions about TV shows has driven me to seek out shows I otherwise would not. And also, hearing the love of comic books you guys have has me itching to get back into the local comic shop to pick up a few trades. That's awesome, dude. That is fucking awesome. That's so cool, dude. Thank you for being my friends when I needed humor to get through tough spots in my life. Though you don't know me, I am here listening with a smile on my face. Wow. That's the whole email? No, it's not the whole email. I was going to say, this guy didn't know what a long email is. Uh, dude, it's, it's funny. Like you guys see me right now, but he says, "Though you don't know me, I'm here listening with a smile on my face." As I read that, I had a smile on my. You face. did, you did, and that's not bullshit, dude. It's the first smile you've had all episode. Fucking a, it's the first <laughs> smile I've had all episode. I got fucking Anthony with his hooks in me. I don't know why you're so on edge lately. I don't know why I'm so on edge either. <laughs> no, but like, dude, fucking like, shit like this fucking makes me feel good. I, I understand. Like, uh, I could really get into like my social anxiety and my depression and stuff like that. I could really get into it, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to bore you with. Well, it's got to make you feel good that someone with a similar problem as you has found mm-hmm. release from something you're doing. Absolutely. So. I'm glad that it helps. Doing this may not help your anxiety, but at yeah. least it's helping someone else's yeah. out. I'm still anxious as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, honestly, it's helped having Jay back recently. And no, I'm being real. I'm being fucking real. I'm being fucking real. Like, there's times, like, where, like, I've been the show where I'm going to get real. I'm, I'm going to get real. I'm not going to be one of these fucking hosts that, like, oh, every episode's been fucking great. There has been some episodes where it's like, fuck, dude, I can't fucking do this anymore. It's so hard being the goddamn showrunner. Having Jay, having you come back has rejuvenated me. I appreciate that. I, I'll be a god. I'll, I'll be fucking honest with you. Like, like hearing your laugh again on this podcast <laughs> makes my fucking day. It does. Oh, it's fantastic having Jay back. God it's, damn it, guys. So, no, <laughs> and when Brian bullshit. texted me that you were coming back, I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was my exact response was thank God. And having your laugh on here every fucking week, it it makes my fucking week. I'm not trying to stroke you and all that. That's not how I am. But just having you back on here, hearing your input, and just hearing your laugh again, dude, just fucking, it's re, it's re, invigorated me and I look forward to the show again. There's been times where I haven't looked forward to it and I fucking, I fucking like phoned it in. 
goddamn. I, I I appreciate that so much. Like I, I, I I'm so- no. Think about like twenty years from now. Twenty years from now, I'm not like I'm not saying I'm a sharp guy now, but like I'm gonna slow down one of these days. Twenty years from now, I'm gonna be like in my fifties, like looking into my sixties, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna start slowing down. But I'm always gonna be able to fucking listen to these episodes again and listen to me me and my friends talk. Yeah, that's great. It's like a great time capsule. Mm-hmm. It's a great time capsule. That's why I think everybody should do a podcast. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I do. I think like it's, if it's not for the listeners, if it's not for the listeners, just do it for yourself. Yeah. Do it for yourself. You greedy bastards. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like one of these days I'm going to get to listen back and, and listen to like me talking with my friends. I'm going to get to remember like how I was, remember how Jay was. And yeah. like, it's not like I've just known Jay for a couple, I've known Jay since I was seven years old. You know? Yeah, it's too bad you guys can't have fucking. You were doing a podcast when you were seven years old that you don't have that to go back. We did to some shit. Me, <laughs> I, got, I some still tapes. Have, I have VHS tapes. Oh, nice, nice. I have VHS tapes of me and Jay. There we go. Yeah. You should dig those out for episode one hundred. Oh, I've still got them. So. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. yeah. Uh, David, uh, I'm gonna finish your e- your email here. He says, uh, Brian, keep being the most badass host in podcasting history. You are fucking great, man. Jake, I love watching your unboxing videos on YouTube. Thank you. Even though the boxes are full of bullshit. <laughs> That's awesome. Besides the shirts, maybe. I love it. That's fucking awesome, That's David. Great. That's great. Dude, keep it fucking real. Keep it fucking real. Hey, if he's watching, I love it. I yeah. don't care what he thinks about that shit. But it's true, though. I, I totally agree with him. It's like I think people fucking like these. some of these boxes, there's a bunch of bullshit in it. But yeah. <laughs> he says, Frank, I can relate to you a lot being a father video game culture and dealing with anxiety and depression in a world that usually doesn't understand what that truly means anyway sorry for the cameron wilson linked email <laughs> i still don't think this is that long this, this guy's yeah, smart know. i wanted to finally introduce myself and hopefully there is room in the army for one more absolutely yeah well get out <laughs> we, we have pushed anthony hook out okay okay we, we got room now right you in anthony i'm fucking with you dude that's part of being in the army <laughs> You're biased. You hate Anthony. Uh. Can, can I just uh, just say to this guy, like uh, the the biggest issue you're going to have to deal with, and I, and and me and Brian, I I think even Jake knows yeah. this. Like, you've got to be sure of yourself. Like, you've got to love yourself. Like this shit with anxiety and depression, mm-hmm. that's half the fucking battle. I hate to sound like GI Joe fucking infomercial, but. Half the battle is is really appreciating yourself and not giving a fuck a lot, uh, about what other people think. Don't let anybody else build you up. You got to build yourself up first. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've, I've I had to learn that over the past year and a half now in my life. It's like it's like you got to build yourself up first. Don't don't rely on somebody else. Yeah, and uh, but I'm I'm glad that like. I'm glad that, like, dude, that's fucked up. That makes me feel fucking great. I, that makes me feel fucking great. I think, I don't remember an email where somebody sent us an email where they said, like, like, you guys have been my friends. Yeah, we're like. I suffer from anxiety and I fucking suffer from, from depression. And, like, listen to you guys, you guys are my friends. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's fantastic. It's a great email. And if anybody else feels like this, this is, that's fucking awesome. That makes this worth it. Yeah, we're all in the same fucking boat. Like if I if if like our asinine conversations can like make you smile at the end of the podcast, yeah. that's awesome. That's cool. Yeah, rather than being you know 
having anxiety or you yeah. know hanging out with friends yeah i mean that that's that's a great calm down dude i, I suffered from anxiety anxiety for a while for quite a long time it, it's gotten better there's been certain things that i've done to like fix that i've worked on my diet and exercise and things like that and that's helped but like there's a time where like my dearest friends would like ring the doorbell and i wouldn't answer the door me too because yeah. like i i suffered from social anxiety yeah mm. and i just didn't want to be around people and i was scared to be around people and i would sleep 12 hours a day because it was like, I just wanted the day to end. Right. And the only way the day would end was when I was asleep. Mm. And it sucks. I know this sounds like real and shit. Like, oh my God. Fuck it, dude. I, I People have these kind of like issues. And this is like a real thing. Social anxiety sucks and depression sucks. I've taken fucking, I've taken every like depression. I've taken fucking Zoloft, Xanax, Lorezepam. Uh, I can't even tell you how many fucking medications I've taken in the past. And none of them helped. Yeah. It came down to like diet, exercise, and that's what it came down to. Like good things that stimulate you and like finding like what stimulates you. It stimulates your mind. Read a book. Oh my God. I can tell you like when I was going through depression, like I would read like, I would like, like, like burn through like a Stephen King book. Oh yeah. Because like it's like keeping your mind active and, and things like that help. So exercise and read books and eight like, hour podcast, eight hour podcast, <laughs> yeah. pop culture leftovers. Yeah. If that helps, then like by all means do it. But, yeah. um, you know, I mean, uh, Dude, I, I, I understand. I understand. I've been there. I've been depressed and I've, I've been in, I've been in some dark places in my life and I'm glad that, uh, I'm glad that we can, I kind of, I, I don't know. I guess we were kind of a, like a light in his dark tunnel and that makes me feel good. It should make you feel good. That's fucking awesome. So even if it's just one listener that we did this for, even if it's just, just, and I'm not saying just David, just David, like put a smile on my face when I fucking read this email. And that's all I fucking need from this podcast. I don't need to sell a fucking mattress. I don't need to fucking sell hot sauce. I don't need to fucking sell an Audible subscription. If I can get an email from fucking David telling me that, you know what, I suffer from, de- I suffer from depression and anxiety and listening to your podcast makes me feel good and puts me in a good fucking place. Yeah. That's all I fucking need. I don't need to fucking sell David a fucking mattress. No. I agree. That was the Fuck real sponsors. That was the realest email I think yeah. we've ever received. It's awesome. Yeah. It makes me feel good. He says, "Thank you for your time, your friend David." He says, "Your friend David, you are a friend of the podcast. You're a member of the army." He says, "P.S. Frank, if you want to get uh, Frank, if you want to get together to play some games online sometime, I can send you my PSN name. I have a PS4 and would love to game sometime. Just tweet me at KF Grip." KF Grip, I know you from twi- Twitter. Yeah, that sounds super familiar yeah. from Twitter. Yeah. Awesome. Dude, awesome fucking email. Thank yeah. you very much. Sorry we got so fucking deep on me. No, nothing Sorry wrong we got with deep that. on you. Yeah. That, that was the best email I think you've ever fucking read on this. On that's this the one you just got too, right? Yeah, I just got this email. I, awesome. did, I, I didn't add it to my notes. I read it off my phone. That's like, that's fresh right off the presses. All right, next email comes from uh yeah, let's uh, let's change oh, gears this, here. This is gonna suck next after email. That. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How, how can you follow that up? You know? I guess I got to follow this up with uh, an email from Wayne Brunius. Ooh. And uh yeah, after that wonderful email, first thing out of Wayne Brunius's mouth is first fuck Brian. Oh. Oh no. For tossing Funko Pops. Oh no. This broke 25 year old actually likes spending his last dollar at Hot Topic on a Captain America bobblehead. You know what, Wayne? <laughs> you know what, hey Wayne, listen here, chief. 
I like I, this guy, Wayne. I like him too. I like him too. I like him too. I salute you, sir. I salute you, sir. You know what, Wayne? You know what? You grabbed your fucking nutsack. You know what? All these fucking, all these motherfuckers out there that fucking send us these emails. And I, I, I want to offend everybody. And I don't hear about it. And I try to offend everyone. <laughs> equal opportunity equal, offender. Equal opportunity offender. <laughs> I want to offend everyone in the world. Yeah. I want to fucking hurt someone's feelings every episode. And nobody fucking says, hey, Brian, you're a fucking asshole. Right. You're a fucking dick. I fucking listen to your show and you fucking piss me off. I fucking hate you. I hate the sound of your fucking voice. I hate it when you say fuck. <laughs> Is this the email? No. Oh, okay. This is me talking. Uh-huh. Right. This is me talking to Wayne. Shh, just shut this your mouth. This is the ultimate respect. <laughs> this is the ultimate respect. Seriously, like I am, like, like I am, like a fucking veteran looking at the fucking American flag right now. I'm taking my hat off and putting my ha- like my like like my hand over my chest and shit. Right. That's what I'm doing right now to fucking Wayne Brunius. He is. I'm watching. Yeah, I am. I'm totally fucking doing this yeah. right now. He says, first off, fuck Brian for tossing Funko Pops. This broke 25. He's fucking, you know, he's grabbing his fucking balls right now. Yeah. yeah. saying, fuck you, Brian. Tough. I love these bobbleheads. <laughs> I love, I'm a, I'm a real man. Who <laughs> loves bobbleheads? I'm a real man. <laughs> I love bobbleheads. I enjoy taking, like, you know, I like working. I like, you know, I work my 40 hours a week, sometimes 50, whatever. You know, I work my job and I get my paycheck. He works hard for the money. <laughs> oh, yeah. Get into it. So hard for it, honey. Yeah. Right. He works hard for the money, so you better treat him right. You know what I mean? So he works hard for the money. <laughs> nice. And what does he do with his hard-earned money? He says, you know what? I'm a real man. I'm going to go to fucking Hot Topic, and I'm going to buy some bobbleheads. Right. Yes. You know what I mean? So that's what he's doing here. Right. He's like, I'm gonna, you know what? I'm, you know, I'm going to do what any good Amer- 25-year-old uh, red-blooded American is going to do. I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to spend my money on, uh, you know, whatever. I'm going to, I'm going to buy some bobbleheads, just right. like any red-blooded real American male would. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck know, yeah. I'm not gonna buy condoms. <laughs> bobbleheads, fuck yeah. Yeah. Bobbleheads, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, he's like, he's taking his hard earned money and he's going to the hot topic. Cool. He's like, I'm gonna get a Captain America bobblehead. How old's this That's guy? 25. Awesome. Okay. 25. He's like, this broke 25 year old actually likes spending his last dollar at hot topic on a Captain America bobblehead. Man. So we commend you. We commend you, sir. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. That's awesome. She's just going to hit awesome. the fan for you. Is that you. the whole email? You <laughs> Sorry. Is that the whole email? No. I'm telling you. No. Keep going. Fuck Keep... off or no. say fuck you, Funko. No, he wanted to say, you know, first off, fuck. No, I, you know, I commend him. I commend him for saying fuck Brian. Yeah. I do. I got to, you know. He's, you know what? He loves these, he loves these Funko Pops. He loves his little bobbleheads. Yeah, so fuck yourself, yeah. Brian. Fuck you, Brian. <laughs> fuck you, Brian. I like fucking bobbleheads. Funko Pops. I'm passionate about Funko it. Pops. You know what? I don't like sex. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get fucking laid. Real human emotion. Can you, and seriously, think about it. Ashton Kutcher takes a chick back to his pad. Do you think he's got a bunch of fucking Funko Pops sitting up on the shelf? No. Fuck no, he doesn't. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. doesn't have any fucking Pops. No. He is, you know, he plays Iron Man. He doesn't have any fucking Iron Man fucking pops on his shelf as he's fucking like snorting a fucking line off her ass. Oh, he absolutely and he is. rails yeah. his chick. He's not clean. He's not doing any of that shit. <laughs> he any bobbleheads on the wall. But you know, I gotta commend you, Wayne. Yeah. Took some real tits. Yeah. <laughs> takes re- it takes a real man to buy a fucking plastic with, the, with a bobbly head. <laughs> what to say with you, Jake? <laughs> 
I, I completely agree. I didn't know it was a choice between bobbleheads or sex doll. I'm starting to regret life decisions now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, who's more fucked up at this point? Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, whatever. I if guess. You, if, you, if, you like, if you like these Funko bobbleheads, that's cool, yeah. I guess, for you. But to say, fuck you, Brian. No, that's fine. Dude, I, no, I commend him for that. Okay. I commend him for that. Okay. I commend him for that. If, no, stand up to me. Fuck you, Brian. Right. Okay. I like these stupid ass things. Disrespectful. <laughs> I, I like, no, I like these dumb things yeah. that bring this fake joy into my life. Right. I like looking at little dumb faces, these giant fucking, <laughs> fucking happy elephantitis looking fucking heads of characters that I enjoy from movie and film. Makes me feel better about it myself. Makes me feel better about myself <laughs> for a short period of time. They come in little boxes and I can look at them. They sit on my shelf and it's basically, it's like fucking, it's like a sex deterrent. Like, oh, you know, like, 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 you know what I mean? It's birth control. You know what? Like, I guarantee you fucking Wayne's not a father. He doesn't have to worry about fucking impregnating some chick. Right. <laughs> because, like, seriously, like, who's going to fuck this guy who's got a bunch of bobbleheads on his fucking shelf? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Do you have bobbleheads, Jake? <laughs> do, do I have bobbleheads? Yeah. Do you have bobbleheads on your shelf, though, in your bedroom? I don't have a shelf in my bedroom Wayne, I'm kidding. Jake's getting, I didn't think you would. I'm sorry. Jake, no, okay. Jake's getting laid. I know, Jake, I, we, not like we talk about it, but Jake, you, you're definitely getting yeah, laid. Yeah, I'm not trying to be yes, a dick yes, to you. Yes, I'm just right. asking. Yeah, sex Jake, has happened get, while I've owned bobbleheads. Exactly. <laughs> I, Sexy no. sex. Wayne, I'm fucking with you, dude. Like, I guarantee you Jake's getting way, Jake's pulling in way more ass than I'm pulling in. So, <laughs> I, can, I can guarantee you that I don't have any fucking bobbleheads except for the Funko Pop bullshit that I'm getting in these Marvel Collector Core. <laughs> and Jake is pulling in way more fucking ass than I Is am. it all in like the corner of your house in like a fucking pile no, of I, I, bobbleheads. Can, can, can I be honest about yeah. like where Please do. Mine are still in the box. Like I keep, <laughs> I keep everything in the box. I, I open the box yeah. and then I keep everything in the box. The only thing that are out of my Marvel Collector Core boxes are the comic books. Okay. And I, I put those in my fucking... T-shirts. The T-shirts... Actually, the Ant-Man T-shirt is still in the box. Okay. Um, the uh, Everything else is in like... Uh, Long boxes, like my comic books, I mm -hmm. take them out and I put them in a long box. Yeah, that's about it. So, but yeah, I, I, because I, I, I like sex, and I, if I, <laughs> if I, if I do have sex again, it's gonna be, it's not gonna be because I have like a fucking like a, a bobblehead sitting out. It's not like I'm gonna like bring this chick over and like she's gonna start going, oh my god, oh my god, you gotta. Funko Pop. Oh yeah. my god, and she's gonna start like fingering herself. You're gonna make shit. her Funko Pop. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Icebreaker! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, is that the new fucking Harry Potter Gryffindor fucking pop? Oh god. The scar is so accurate on his big bulbous head. <laughs> Dude, this this uh, chick is turning me on. <laughs> why don't you bubble your head on my vagina? <laughs> <laughs> Where can I meet this girl? Sounds uh, perfect. It is. <laughs> yeah, so Wayne, I, dude, I gotta commend you for saying fuck Brian. That yeah. makes me feel good. I'm glad because like I don't get that on here. Like I'll say like fuck you, Dave. I'll say fuck Jake. I'll say fuck Jay. Yeah. Nobody says fuck Brian. No. Nobody says fuck Brian. So my hat's off to you. <laughs> hats off to you, Wayne. Rats off to you, Wayne. Yeah. You <laughs> 
he keep, means his condom too. You, <laughs> you keep collecting those bobbleheads. Yeah, you're doing good, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> you keep not having sex. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Enjoy your abstinence. Make the bobbleheads have sex with each other. <laughs> reenact, reenact sex. Jake. Come on, buddy. <laughs> Too far. <laughs> he says, second, have any of you ever watched Hannibal on NBC? Nine. Mm, yeah, no. No. It was <laughs> But they, they do make Hannibal bobbleheads. No. Do they really? Yeah, yeah. Funko Pop does Hannibal. Wow. Yeah. What don't they do? I do. That, that's the fucking horse. That's a good question. <laughs> yeah. It it was, they do everything. He says it was recently canceled, and I know that I am the reason why. This has been a show that I have watched live every week. It's been on since April 4th, 2013. But so far this season, I have five episodes unwatched on my DVR with no desire to watch. This This so far has happened with a lot of shows I watched. Within the past week, I've erased The Blacklist, The Originals, Helix, and 12 Monkeys without even watching five straight episodes. Mostly because some of those new shows are available on Netflix. Cut do, the cord, buddy. Do any of you ever finding yourself just randomly dropping shows without feeling guilty? Hold on. Dude, is he saying that he's dropping, like, the... Okay, I know the blacklist got nixed. Yeah, he's saying he's letting those no, shows... No, 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 the blacklist is still on. Yeah, he quit watching those shows. He just got tired of them on his DVR and got rid of them. Okay, because, like, uh, I was worried that he was talking about 12 Monkeys He getting, was. Oh, it's not canceled. canceled. He just yeah. gave up on it. Yeah, because 12 Monkeys got renewed for season two. They just got new showrunners for season two. They got the original showrunner left, and season two showrunners are like producers from the original season. So I was like freaking out. So he's just saying he just got sick of them. He knows. Yes. He, okay. That's I happened did, to me before. Terra Nova. Yeah. Watch. Okay. <laughs> guilty. This, I'm guilty. The, the first season of Terra Nova. Mm-hmm. I watched the entire first season, except for the finale. Wow. I never watched the finale. Oh, wow, the finale was like the best episode, too. I never watched it. Ugh. I never watched the finale. Why do you do that? Is that is that like a punishment towards the show? Like, I, fuck you. Once I, found out, once, I, I, yeah. once I found out it was canceled, okay. it, was, I, it was one of those things where it was like, what's the fucking point? Right, yeah, okay. Yeah. What's the fucking point? Do they tie up the series in a nice, pretty, neat little bow? No. Exactly. Or do they leave you with a cliffhanger wanting you to watch the next season? A giant one. I've learned my lesson yeah. from shows like Alpha's. Where Alphas went two seasons, and then they left you with a cliffhanger, mm-hmm. and Sci-Fi canceled it, and they never came back and addressed it. Right. And it was like, what the fuck? You know, like, we talked earlier about fucking um, the Superman Libs yeah. mm-hmm. documentary. Why the fuck doesn't somebody start a Kickstarter or an Indiegogo? Where they do they where they start one where it's an animated version of Superman Lives. Like, oh, we can't, you'll never get the fucking movie. It, the movie was supposed to come out in 1998. It yeah. never happened. But why not? Let's have a fucking Superman Lives animated version. We'll find a fucking voice actor that sounds like Nicolas Cage. I'm sure we'll, Nicolas Cage would do it. <laughs> Nicolas Cage might even do it for the for a, for a good amount of money. Ten bucks. <laughs> he needs it. I mean, he needs the money. He does everything. Yeah. Yes. We're going to have him on the show next week. <laughs> nice, nice. We're going to get in the cage with Gage next week. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, like, 
why not? Like, why not have somebody do an animated version of Superman Lives? That's yeah. a great idea. Why let that? Why have that screenplay go to waste? Another thing that I've always wondered is like, why have they never made like an a new version of like? Remember the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon yeah. from the yeah, 80s? yeah. The script you can read it online. I've read it online. Mm. I know how it ends. I I've read the script for Superman Lives online. It's available. Right. Why don't they just make these things on a Kickstarter in Indiegogo and we could watch these things lived out? You know? Yeah, it would make sense. I, I would I can't imagine that the Superman thing wouldn't make some kind of return. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I know that you, people all the time, they're buying the documentary. Yeah. Why in the fuck wouldn't they buy the actual Superman Lives in an animated version? I think the animated thing is a brilliant way to go, too. I mean, fuck a Kickstarter. DC should just put that out and make the money them damn selves. Agreed. Agreed. So, so yeah, that's, that's, that's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah, Dungeons and Dragons is the same thing. What the fuck is Willie Ames doing these days? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know? That makes a little more sense. Though. I'll do. I'll do fucking uni. I'll be the voice for you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, anybody can do fucking uni. Just fucking get somebody in there. I would love to see that fucking series wrapped up. There's certain things that I would love to see fucking finally played out. Just do one direct-to-video, two-hour movie to right. wrap it up. Yeah, Two, you don't have to do another whole season or anything. Exactly. Just do it. Just do a movie like. Just an Indiegogo where we, they send you, like, oh, yeah, you want the digital download of the movie? Yeah, well, here you go. Here yeah. That here. that was one of the biggest letdowns of my childhood was Dungeons & Dragons yeah. not, not finishing after yeah. watching it religiously every Sunday after church. Oh, I, agree. <laughs> I, agree. I agree. There was a lot of Saturday morning cartoons like that that just... It was weird. Disappeared. It yeah. was weird. They we, were there and gone. We got fed some weird shit. Yeah. But it was good. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I can't say that it had a negative impact on my life like some of the stuff we see coming right. out now. But. Yeah. He says, lastly, uh, fuck you, Brian. Again? No. Yeah. No. <laughs> He's pushing it. I that? wish he would have. <laughs> Dude, I love it. I love it. I love it when pu- uh, I get a kick out of it when people stand up to me. Fuck you, Brian. I, I love it. I, it'll happen. It takes now. a lot of guts and a lot of what are these. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of guts, a lot of guts and a lot of nuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, if I hadn't known the history of the Battlestar Galactica universe, I would think that the synthetics on humans were the primitive versions of the humanoid Cylons. So he's talking about humans on AMC. Okay. Yeah. Have you been watching? Have you been keeping up with that? Yeah. I'm all caught up. Yeah. Have you been watching humans on AMC? No, I haven't heard of it. Oh, dude, watch it, dude. It's on demand on Xfinity. Okay. How far into that is it? Uh, we're only like three, four episodes yeah. in. Okay. Oh, it's, I love it. It's human. Uh, I lent you my, uh, copy of Ex Machina. Yeah. If you like that, you're gonna love humans. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this next team, hey, hey, Wayne, thank you. Thank you so much for saying fuck you, Brian. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Keep collecting those fucking bullshit Funko Pops. Keep doing it. You're make no, you're making some great decisions with your life. Your mother should be proud. You collect fucking plastic bobbleheads. You should be fucking proud of yourself. Making some good decisions. Right. Seriously. Able to judge yeah. others well. You know, grab your balls and be like, yeah, I cl- I'm a, I'm a 25 year old man and I collect bobbleheads. Be proud. Stand tall. I collect bobbleheads. I love pussy. And I, and I collect bobbleheads. That's I'm a man. I'm a real man. I'm a real man that collects bobbleheads. You tell me. Fuck you, Brian. 
Fuck you. I collect bobbleheads, you motherfucker. This next email comes from listener Jay. It's not, not me, you, Jay. Not it's me. Not listener Jay. Come on, guys. And it's titled Thoughts on Lex. And he's talking about Lex Luthor. Thinking about Lex a little bit. Yeah. So I listened to last week's episode and I watched the trailer. A psychotic number of times. I just spit all over my fucking That's okay, keyboard. man. Jake spilled like a motherfucker oh, that's earlier. True. That's true. Did you true. see that? I did. Yeah. I remember the that. The wires. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I listened I listened to last week's episode, and I also watched the trailer a psychotic number of times and came up with some thoughts about what's going on with Mr. Luthor. Hmm. After listening to you guys discuss it, I started thinking about the way he's shown in the trailer, and I have to say they may be doing something incredible here. I have mentioned before I'm studying screenwriting, and if you think about the natural arc most characters travel in a film, they may be setting up Luthor for the next film. Everyone saw the picture of him with his head shaved, so we can uh, we can ascertain that most likely happens at the end of the film. My guess is he's been arrested, and that's his mugshot. I believe that he will start the movie as nothing more than a rich troublemaker who dislikes Superman. I think this. I think he begins pulling strings with the Senate and Holly Hunter's character, not by paying her off, but by creating situations which create a false idea of who Superman may be. I have this weird feeling that he will end up using the blood of General Zod to create some group of super soldiers, which would explain that red suit, the red suits are coming line. Hmm. Hmm. Just imagine if a group of bad guys were running around dressed like Superman. Pretty good chance that would turn to be uh, that pretty mu- pretty good chance that would turn the public opinion against the Man of Steel in a hurry. This would also explain how we end up with Doomsday uh, with the Doomsday emergence. He could be an experimental super soldier gone wrong at the very end of the film. This would be a perfect way to push Luther over the edge. Superman and Batman team up, realizing these soldiers are a risk to both Metropolis and Gotham. Upon being captured, Luther would snap and go from being a guy who likes to cause trouble to being a man bent on the death of all superheroes. This is a long email, I know, but I would <laughs> sincerely love to hear your opinions on this possible story arc. All right, let me th- let me throw this out there. You know, I'm agreeing with some of the stuff that you're saying about the blood of General Zod mm-hmm. coming into play into this movie. Uh, on the flip side, I do not like the example that you use, that they use the blood to become a super soldier gone wrong. I feel like that's too along the lines of like the Chitari yeah. in Avengers where a bunch of these soldiers are the super soldier. I think that maybe possibly he uses the blood on himself mm. and that's why he loses his hair. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't like his that. body rejects it. I don't like how he said that that would be the catalyst for why Batman and Superman would team up either would be because mm. of these super soldiers. Like that yeah. sounds like a dud of a finale. Yeah. Like a, a, that's a not a good third act in my opinion. It's just Chitari. Yeah. Batman and Superman are hugging it out and teaming up to take out some soldiers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not really feeling yeah. that. No, I don't think it's going to be that simple, man. I what, think there's a lot more behind. What about him using the fucking blood? Yeah. To fuck it on himself, and that's why he loses his no. hair. I think you were right in what? the fact that 
uh, last episode we talked about how they used the blood and the kryptonite mm-hmm. to 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 get to Zod's DNA. Yeah, you're yeah. not going to get to Superman's DNA. Right. So there's a lot of speculation that okay, this is a Bizarro fucking Superman that we're looking at, but that's impossible. Yeah. You're, you're, you have Zod's body. You have kryptonite. Lex Luthor is going to put those two things together, mm-hmm. like you said, right. and figure out how to operate on this and like and to hurt him. Yeah. Find out a way to hurt him. So maybe that's why he's subservient in this to Lex Luthor. Now I don't know what. I, the only thing I can fathom is with like the people with the Superman patches, the soldiers. Yeah. This is a government op. This is like Shield. This is the same kind of situation where we. I'm hearing a lot of people saying that like those people with the patches on and stuff like that. that that's a, a, a dream sequence. Yeah, either that or they're they're just rogue people. I don't think they're sanctioned by. Any, they're just people that just up and decided to do that. That could be Bruce's dream. I, I'm still under the belief that these people are bankrolled by Luther. Yeah. Me too. But a lot of people are saying that this might be a dream sequence that Batman's having. But why would Batman be in such, like, fucking gear? You know what I mean? Like, he's mm-hmm. in desert fighting gear. I, 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 I'm, I'm 100%, I believe that there's gonna be flashback sequences. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. we've seen the murder of Thomas Wayne mm-hmm. in the, in the trailer. But as far as, like, Batman's, like, dream sequences, <laughs> yeah, you know, what weird. are we gonna get? Like, a harp sound? <laughs> <laughs> and like see like Batman dreaming that just doesn't make sense to me right yeah that seems very wacky yeah do you think it's possible that Luther just shaves his head too I mean it doesn't mm. necessarily have to be some kind of it does, it looks it's, it's such a it's at like dude is straight up bald yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's you know what I mean yeah, yeah. dude and he's up. shaggy in this yeah. so yeah. far as we've seen yeah close razor <laughs> I, I is it the kryptonite that makes him go bald. Does I it, feel like it, that's a bigger chance. Is than it exposure the, to the kryptonite? Like, does he inject himself with kryptonite? Yeah, I could see that. I don't does know he if he, he does. He, does he inject himself with uh, the Kryptonian blood? Yeah. With Zod's blood? Maybe that's why he's acting so fucking weird in the first place, too. I mean, you know, Jay, our listener, says like maybe he's injecting like super soldiers with you know Zod's blood. Yeah. Maybe he. I, I don't know, dude. I mean, there's there's so many fucking. But for Batman to be in that scene that we saw in the in the yeah. in the trailer, like beating the fuck out of those guys, right? They, they can't possibly have Superman's blood. But why why are they kneeling to him, and why is he just walking around like it's no big deal? Right. You know, supposedly we don't know. Yeah, we've seen those guys in too many scenes to think that it's all just one Batman dream. It's it's it, it has to be. You know, again, we talked about this last episode. You brought this up. It has to be Luther has some kind of wild card mm-hmm. to be able to control Superman. I don't see a fucking clone. I don't know if I even see Doomsday necessarily. Right. But there is some kind of wild card, and, and it involves Lois. Right. And it involves Zod. That's the only way it makes sense. Yeah. Like, and that's the only way it makes sense for me as far as, like, Superman is concerned. Like, Superman, the only reason that I could see him bowing to Lex is to protect those that he loves. Right. Mm. If there's any other thing, like, like mind control seems stupid. No. Um, but to protect those that he loves, like, that's, that's honorable. And it seems like he's in like control of like who he is because like the look on his face after he does it is that of like hatred right. towards mm-hmm. Lex. Mm-hmm. Like fucking like, I'm doing this, but on the flip side, if I could, 
oh my god, I would love to fucking snap your neck like I snapped Zod. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, that look on his face is just out of pure, like, like disgust. It's hatred. one of the biggest fucking scenes in that trailer. Superman says nothing in no, that trailer. He just looks up like, he says fuck you. Everything yeah. with that one law. Right. Um, and he, and, you know, there's also the argument, okay, well, he almost blasts Batman into oblivion mm-hmm. at one scene. Why is no, he attacking people him? People are, okay, the, hold on, hold on. That's a great question. Yeah. People are not, they're not saying that, is that, is that, is that Superman? Using, I guess we don't know. Is that Superman? I've, with heard, the heat I've heard people saying that it could be someone else. It could be someone else. Yeah. I've heard that too. Yeah. And like, who is Wonder Woman attacking right. in that scene? Who is Wonder Woman going after? Is that Doomsday possibly? Yeah, possibly. Is that towards the end of the movie where the Doomsday is the bigger threat? Could Batman be using the grappling hook to get away from Doomsday? Do we know that? Because, I mean, you know, if Doomsday is this Kryptonian fucking alien yeah. used by uh, – is if it's Zod reincarnate, could he be using the fucking eye blast, the, la- the uh, heat vision? Look at that scene and, mm-hmm. and look at the surroundings. They're in like some kind of apocalyptic. It's yeah. not earth necessarily. It, it looks like just volcanoes are going off all over the place and it looks like apocalyptic. Right. So where, where the hell are they in the first place and who is, who is Wonder Woman fighting? Yeah. Mm. On the Wonder Woman stuff, on the Superman, Batman stuff, that looks like it's just in the city. Yeah. That part does. Yeah. That part does. But that could also be Lex, you know, pulling the strings of whatever is going on at this point. You know, like you have to go. I I don't know why he would attack him with such vigor. You know, he definitely is blasting him to kill him in that scene. Yeah, right. and Batman gets out of the way. So is Lex like, okay, I know about I know about Batman. I know about Superman. I don't want any of these people mm-hmm. to to exist. I I don't know. I don't know. It's fascinating. Yeah. I don't know what they're going to plan on doing. I mean, like, part of me has been like, uh, I just want this movie to be Batman v Superman, but on the flip side, like, with all the mystery behind it, if I'm in the theaters and all of a sudden we do see Doomsday, I'll be blown away. Yeah. I will be. I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Like, if they can keep this under wraps until March 2016. And in a I'm perfect watching- world, though, wouldn't you rather them not have that in this movie? Sure. Absolutely. I would. Yeah, you'll be blown away by the secrecy. It seems too much. I would be blown away by the secrecy that they got away with keeping it under wraps. Yeah. That like it was rumored that Doomsday might be in this movie. Yeah. Okay. And then I'm finding out that they did. I'll be blown away. I'll, I'll be blown. Like whether they can execute it and pull it off mm-hmm. is another story. Now, if for some reason like Doomsday never even comes into play in this, mm-hmm. I'll be surprised too. Yeah. Because it's like Batman v Superman. If all we get is Batman v Superman at the end of this thing, they shake hands. Why else would you? Yeah. yeah, And why else would you bring Luther in? Yeah. Luther has to be a mastermind of this shit. You can't have Batman, Superman, and then Luther be like a sideline. Yeah. Man, I I have struggled with this all week, and and I've watched the trailer a couple more times since we talked about it last week. And you and Dave, Jake, you and Dave said that that Luther came off as goofy. And I, 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 I don't know if he came off as goofy more than he came off as like, 
is we didn't get to see enough of him. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that whole, like, the red capes are coming, the red capes are coming. I want to see, like, how that's used in the movie. Um, man. I agree. I could be wrong. I know. It's, but what they give us, it's what they give us. Like, Jay said, like, he's one, see, that's the thing. Like, like, I've got you guys saying he comes off as goofy. I've got Jay saying, like, no, that's not. He's not coming off as goofy. And then I'm on the freeze it side. I am thinking to myself, like, like, you asked the question last week, like, oh, do you think this is the final incarnation of Lex Luthor? Like, do you think this is, like, what we get? Like, this is him. Yeah. I don't. I think this is Lex Luthor. I think this is misdirection. I think he knows exactly what he's doing. I think he is coming off like he's, like, this crazy lunatic that nobody's going to look at. I, I mean, I want you to be right. Like, oh, don't look at me. Don't look at the man behind the curtain. I'm acting like I'm crazy, like I'm a lunatic. Don't worry about me. I'm the last thing you need to worry about. And on the flip side, once he becomes bald, boom, this is your fucking villain. I'm the mastermind, and there's this flip. There's this switch, and he turns into a different character altogether. Like, yeah, like uh, Batman, Superman, don't worry about me. I'm just doing things on the sidelines. I may be saying some crazy fucking shit. I may be like, you know, uh, I don't know, just saying some nutty shit. Don't worry about me. Fight each other. But behind all the scenes, I'm the puppet master. It goes, and it goes back to what you said yeah. about him being pulling the strings. I think... I think there is a flip, though. I think there's a flip. There's got to be a flip. It goes back to divide and conquer. Yeah. And it's the simplest fucking notion. And and Lex Luthor has to know this. He's got to be pulling this... But is he... He's not the catalyst for them two fighting each other. He can't be. Unless he's swaying public opinion. No, the building. The fucking building. The fucking... The, the fight between yeah, it seems like Zod. Batman takes it upon upon himself that he's going to fight Superman. You're right. He ba- figures it yes. out on his own. Batman's yeah. even got fucking Alfred telling him, like, dude, this guy's not your fucking enemy. Yeah. You guys need to fucking, like, fucking talk to each other and figure this shit out. But Batman's, like, hell-bent on fucking, like, no, this guy's an alien. I don't trust him. He fucking took out my building. Yeah. He fucking killed people with, within this Wayne building. I've got to fucking, I've got to be the representative for human, for mankind. Yeah, I'm not pulling little girls out of the rubble anymore. Yeah. This shit's going down. Exactly. I'm not running towards the rubble and saving one girl. I'm fucking saving the planet. Yeah. I, you know, I've been retired for a long time. And I, for some reason, I've retired because I felt like I didn't make a difference. Mm -hmm. But now I realize, like, my calling is... I ha- I have to I have to I have to live up to to being the Batman. He hasn't been Batman in a long time. He gave up, dude, and fucking like like Gotham is I mean, he's probably maybe he's put away a lot of criminals and maybe Gotham is this downtrodden place because we've got a Batman that's just like, you know what? I did I didn't make a difference. Yeah. I'm done. But if you can do this one last thing to protect humanity, right. maybe it'll all make up. Well, I mean, I think maybe like that's why they showed us the fucking Robin suit in this. Yeah. Like once it's like, you know, he brought in somebody, he started a bat family and one of the people in the bat family died and he's like, well, fuck, I'm out. 
like I can't involve any more people. I'm out. I'm done. I got to retire. I loved whoever this was. And like, what's the, the 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 rumor is like now the big rumor is like fucking like like uh, the Joker was a Robin at one time. Right. Are I've you guys? Heard this. Yeah. Are you guys buying this fucking rumor? I think it could be true. I like the idea. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. And I was telling Jay this the other day that I hate them changing fucking canon like this. Like I can understand Snyder changing certain things about like Paul Kent mm-hmm. and changing certain things like that. Yeah. And like I was even going to be like, okay, you're not going to bring kryptonite into the universe. Okay, whatever. Fine. But like if you change Batman's fucking like in the Joker's origin that drastically, I'm out. That's fucking bullshit. Like – like have like the Joker actually be a Robin at one time? Yeah, I I, I, I wouldn't have a problem with it. I think really? it could be done okay. That could be really fucking scary. Mm. Yeah, I mean Frank, you know Frank Miller did it in his series. He ended it with Dick Grayson being a immortal psychopath. Um, it I don't know. It kind of ties up both of those of those things. It's like the biggest question in the Bat universe. How can we have? a Robin in a Batman film. Mm-hmm. And then how can we also have the Joker in a Batman film? And how do we make that last? You yeah. know what I mean? I don't I don't want them to do that. I don't. I want I want the Joker to be as mysterious as he's always been. Right. I want the Robin to be dead. Mm-hmm. You know, and I want that to be at the hands of the Joker. So I think they're going to play with that notion, but I don't think that's what's actually going to happen. So I think I think the Bat family emerges because of, you know, Batman's wanting to have a family again. His yeah. his family was murdered. We're taking a different approach with Ben Affleck and, yeah. and G.F. Johns. We're going to tell the story of the Bat family, which has never been told right. before. And then we're going to have this protagonist of the Joker, who's this outside fucking force. Uh-huh. Who nobody, nobody really knows who he is. I'm just thinking, like, you know, like Joker fucking... In this, in this, in this version, it would just be cool, like, you know, like the suit, like that we saw in the picture said, ha ha ha, jokes on you, yeah, right? Yeah. And I'm thinking, like, and he, he's kind of holding, like, this, like the, the bat suit, it's actually holding kind of like a staff. Yeah. You know? And I'm thinking, like, that reminds me of, like, the Joker when he beat down fucking Jason Todd mm-hmm. with almost, like, that crowbar. Right. Like, he's almost like the, you know what I mean? Mm hmm. And it's like, is that Jason Todd? This would be a great way to introduce, like, the Red Hood later on. Are they both still there? Right. Like, did he right. not actually kill Jason Todd? Right. He fucked him up. Or are we going to start introducing, like, Lazarus Pits, too? Mm. No. So I don't know. If Joker is a Robin, it, what Robin is Joker? I think he's Dick. Oh, I, I think he's Dick Grayson. I think that I yeah, think the that whole the whole reason they're showing us Dick Grayson's gravestone, which could be fake, but who knows? Right? Is that yeah? He's Dick. He's the guy that's closest to Bruce. He knows where he lives. He sends him a letter. Yeah, but you see, killed like, your family. Yeah, you killed your family. Or let your family die. Yeah, you. Uh, yeah, that 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 note that where they show the picture of the city of Gotham, yeah. and it says like you let your family die. Like I just took that for what it was. Like it wasn't something deeper. Mm-hmm. I took that for what it was. Like you let your family die. The people in the building, right? The people that in the building when the building went down, like that's that. I took it for at face value. Like you know, I didn't take it as the Bat family. Okay. I took it as like the Wayne family, people that worked for Wayne. Enterprises, you know right. what I mean? Like people that work for you know Wayne. I, I didn't think it was like like some deeper message. 
but who knows where he lives? You know what I mean? Is it, does the Joker know who he is mm-hmm. and sends him that letter? Or is it a Robin that absolutely knows where he lives and sends him that message? You let your family die. You let me die. Well, I mean, even in the comic books recently, I mean, like, there's been hints that, like, you know, the Joker knows who he is. Yeah, like, for you know, sure. They found, like, you know, the Joker's card inside the Batcave and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the Joker playing card and stuff like that. I mean, it could be the fact that the Joker, this Joker does know who he is. Yeah. But his end game is not to fucking, like, um, expose Batman for being Bruce Wayne. It's just a fuck with He him. loves the rivalry. Right. Like, I was telling you, like, he sent that whole fucking, like, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, you killed your family message to him to bring him out of retirement because this is a joker that has become bored over the years because he's been, you know, he's maybe he's been in jail or whatever or what, whatever he's been doing. He's been bored because he hasn't been able to battle Batman. Right. And like, he loves that. Like, like, like these two are like rivals and like they, they keep each other excited and, uh, they, you can't have one without the other. And like when one retires, it's almost like one part of the other character is dead and so like he wants to bring batman out of retirement because he wants that excitement back it's almost like he misses that from batman so i i I don't know you guys could be absolutely right like snyder could be like you know what i'm gonna give you the twist of a fucking lifetime yeah he was a he was a fucking robin at one time Mm -hmm. i could be wrong um and and maybe it's it's not what i want but maybe if Snyder gives it to me, maybe then I'll be like, wow, I can't believe he fucking did it, and I love this movie anyway. I don't know. It's one of the fun things about the character of the Joker is because the backstory has never been 100% so clearly defined. Yeah. You can be a little bit more liberal with what you do with him in the movies without yeah. pissing so many people off. Yeah. So you can take a big risk like that. You can. I mean, even in the comic books, I mean, he was Red Hood at one time. Yeah. So, I mean, you, I guess you can do whatever, if, what you want to, so... Uh, P.S. Uh, yeah, Jay says, P.S. I'm very happy things worked out for Jake. Nice. Uh, he's saying when I were, and he's talking about, uh, when your TV was taken. He says, when I, uh, went to Iraq, a lot of people had their stuff stolen while they were out of the country. That's fucking bullshit. Yeah. They're fighting for our country and then they have their shit taken. He says, it's a physical and emotional violation. And I was happy to hear that the army stepped up to help out what seems like a genuinely decent guy. He doesn't know me that well, but I, I, I appreciate the sentiment. Yeah, you don't know, Jay. What a fucking piece of shit. What a piece of shit. I mean, of decent, holy crap. He's a shitty human being. <laughs> Kelly Carver sends an email, and Kelly says, I was searching for another podcast about Sense8 and ran across you guys. I don't listen to music, just podcasts when I go to the gym. I love that you guys, I love that you guys' podcast is so long. I'm very appreciative of your assessment, and you inspired me to watch Bloodline. Nice. You turds are awesome. <laughs> so that's cool. I didn't know that like people would like listen to our podcast because of our Sense8 talk. Yeah, that's interesting. And then on the flip side, we we inspired Kelly here to watch Bloodline, and that makes me feel good. Yeah, for sure. Good so, shows. Yeah, let us know. Hey, let me know what you thought about Bloodline. So I'd love to hear it. Next email comes from Dennis Aspero. He says, I hope Brian had watched this by now because Dave's assessment was way off. He's talking about, he's talking about the, the Fear the Walking Dead trailer. Mm-hmm. Oh. 
I hope Brian had watched this by now, and he sent me the trailer, and I did get to watch it. He says, I uh, hope Brian had watched this by now, because Dave's assessment was way off. <laughs> There's nothing in this trailer that even sniffs the notion that they are going to reveal what causes zombie apocalypse in The Walking Dead. Characters in the trailer even say multiple times that they have no idea what's going on, which just adds to the intensity and integrity of the show. It's the same showrunners from The Walking Dead. Robert Kirkman's still heavily involved, and they are not going to do anything that's going to ruin their bread and butter. It's just showing how this shit popped off in different in a different area of the country. Mm-hmm. So I watched the trailer, and yeah, I'm in 100%. We actually talked about this on the porch outside. I'm yeah. in 100% agreement. I don't know what the fuck trailer Dave was watching. <laughs> Yeah, he had me going down that path, too. I yeah. hadn't even seen the trailer. I was just going yeah. by what he said. Yeah, by the end of it, I thought everybody was dressed provocatively, too. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck he was talking about. Thank thank you, Dennis Sparrow, for keeping everybody straight on yeah. this, too. Yes, yes. Nothing was revealed. Nothing was revealed. They have no fucking clue. And I'm looking forward to it, and it's a Tupperware trailer. It was a great trailer, and yeah. I'm not even following the show. It comes out August, right, real quick? Yeah. Mike Smith sends us an email, dear leftovers, dot, 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 and Dave. Dave's not here. Then listening to <laughs> since your Winter a Soldier episode and have been hooked ever since, I even went back and listened to the older ones. The podcast is great, and I appreciate all the work you guys put in every week. I'm not a Marvel or DC fanboy, just a fan of good comic movies. I like most of the MCU movies and agree with Jake when it comes to my thoughts of Man of Steel. He loves it. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, he doesn't like it very much. Yeah, he's totally in agreement with you. He says, that being said, I really enjoyed the Batman v Superman trailer. A lot of people have. Looking forward to seeing what Snyder can do with this world they've set up without Nolan breathing down his neck. Now, I, Nolan was just an executive producer, though, yeah, right? I never, I, ne- I definitely don't blame Nolan for so basically with Man of Steel. As far as like executive producer, like w- would you think like as far as executive producer goes, like like they just gave Nolan like a script and let him read it? Yeah, it's, executive producer is a real tricky thing yeah. like it can be very hands-on or it could be not very hands-on at all and still be executive producer right you know yeah. a, lot, a lot of times it means you're just helping financially back the movie or you 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 your name is just helping get the movie put out there right more you know a lot of times that's all it is yeah right. like uh teenage mutant ninja turtles with uh michael bay yeah you see S- steven spielberg doing that kind of shit all the time too yeah. trying to help get projects more notoriety by lending his name to it uh, he says, anyway, my question is, hypothetically, if Marvel did get the rights back to Fantastic Four, how would you like to see them integrated into the MCU? I'd like to see maybe a cameo from the Human Torch in a solo Spider-Man movie, seeing how that they are good friends in the comics, or maybe having Doom, Doctor Doom as a villain in an Avengers movie. I've tried watching the Fantastic Four trailers with an open mind, but failed to be impressed. Maybe the Fantastic Four just can't be done well on the big screen. Or maybe it'll be the best movie ever. I don't know. Even if this movie bombs, I seriously doubt Fox lets the rights go. Thanks for reading my email. And keep up the great work. You guys are awesome, Mike. P.S. Hope Frank joins the podcast again soon. 
All right, guys. So, you know, Fantastic Four. How would you like to see them integrated back into the MCU? If let's say if, if uh, Marvel ever got the the rights back to Fantastic Four, it's a great question. Like, let's say Marvel buys them tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It seems like we can't do a third origin story in fifteen years, right? Like, it seems like where Marvel is right now that the that these characters should already exist yeah, in this universe kind of, kind of, almost that like we the, should already have like a Baxter building. Yeah. We should already have, you know, you don't, you know what I'm saying? I completely agree. I completely yeah. agree. It's, it's so hard to just like, Oh, we're just going to pretend they were there all along. Like they're century or something. You know? Well, they should have been there all along. Yeah. But how, yeah. How do you introduce that? Yeah. yeah that's, that's fucked up. They need to be you... the Avengers before the Avengers were the Avengers kind of situation i think right yeah yeah they're no longer the first family they're like the eighth family i yeah. can understand them being able to incorporate spider-man at this point if they take him from like you know 14 15 years old yeah, yeah. but like uh marvel's first family just now being introduced in like let's say phase three right mm. wow yeah it's rough i mean and yeah I, i'm totally with you dude i would love to see fucking uh Doctor Doom be the main villain in an Avengers movie. Yeah, in a fucking Secret War movie. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, and I know this sounds crazy, but I would love to see. I, God damn it! I would love. I loved fucking Willem Dafoe as Green Goblin. I loved William Dafoe as Norman Osborn. As Norman Osborn, yeah, exactly. <laughs> a great point, but. You know, I've also like thought about him. Like, what would he be like as Mephisto? Yeah, He'd be a great Mephisto. I've seen him dressed up as the Joker this as week. The Joker this week. But like on the flip side, it's like, man, he. I think he'd be a goddamn good fucking Doctor Doom too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Um, so I, I don't know, man. It's like one of those things. Like, yeah, I'd love to see Doctor Doom as fucking an Avengers villain. I mean, he's definitely Avengers level villain. Mm-hmm. It's Doctor Doom for crying out loud. Um. I just don't, yeah, like you said, like, I don't see Fox letting the rights go. I mean, as long as these X-Men movies are doing well and Deadpool movies are doing well, they're going to hold on to Fantastic Four yeah, and keep rebooting it until it works. That's why they're not officially saying that, like, the Fantastic Four, this this crew, they're going to incorporate this crew with the X-Men universe yet. Yes, they're, they're, they're holding off they're on that holding for sure. On. Exactly. They're waiting to see how this movie performs. Yeah, one of the reasons Doom is, has always been my favorite villain is when I was a kid, he was the villain in every fucking comic. Mm-hmm. Like, he was the villain in an X-Men comic. He was the villain in a Spider-Man comic. He yeah. was the villain in a Fantastic Four comic, Avengers comic, so on and so forth, you know? Yeah. And so I was always like, man, this guy is fucking a badass. Yeah. He'll fight them all. Uh-huh. I mean, even as ground level as fucking <laughs> Daredevil is, I mean, we've seen Daredevil take on Dr. Doom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I really like that about Dr. Doom. Uh-huh. He, he fights other bad guys. Like, he gets into right. fucking fights with other villains. Right. So I love that about Doom. Well, and I mean, even just, like, uh, in the comic books, I, I, like, he's not even always fighting, too. Even if he's just sitting down at a fucking table talking to Reed Richards, mm-hmm. I'm locked in. Yeah. I love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah. He's, he's such a deep, layered villain, and we haven't seen that in the movies yet. <laughs> no. And the fucked up thing, the fucked up thing is here, is that Fox, if any fucking studio can do it, it's Fox. We've seen them. I think they kill it on the villain side in their X-Men movies. Mm-hmm. Fucking Sir Ian McKellen as Magneto. Mm-hmm. J- uh, fucking uh, Michael Fassbender as Magneto. 
they've they've been able to do this with those villains yeah. in the X Men movies. I think they do. They even Kevin fucking Bacon's character mm-hmm. in First Class was fucking better than any Marvel Studios villain besides Loki. Absolutely, that I've seen in these movies. Fox Studios has done a great job with their villains in these films, and it's crazy that they cannot get Doom right. Yeah, right? of all these villains, of all these villains, if you can do Magneto. Who's a very layered character? You should be able to be able to take the same approach with Doctor Doom. Yeah, I would love to see a Doom solo movie establish that. Wow! Like I think, I think that's the only way. I think otherwise, it'd be, it that's the problem is there's no nuances to the character. Right? He's just that evil guy or that evil blogger, mm-hmm. or you don't you're not you don't like understand his level of yeah. commitment to what he's trying to do. Right. So I almost feel like having a Doom movie first would be the way to introduce them into the Marvel Universe. Or a Doom Richards Ben Grimm origin story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That'd you be know? super cool. Yeah. But, I, you know, I'd like to see this, like, how Doom got his powers in the movie. Sure. I think that could be a lot of fucking fun. Right. We've yet to see that, the villain movie. Yeah. It's the most hidden thing from the trailers, too. They show you a glimpse of Doom and, you know, how he kind of looks. Yeah, it's scary. Doom is coming. It's like, do they know that's what we want to see? Or do they know they fucked that up and they don't want to show it to us? Right. That's the biggest question. Biggest question mark is this Fantastic Four movie itself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, The marketing has just been all over the place with this. Yeah. From Denny's commercials to the first Nolan fucking... Uh, trailer. It looked very Nolan-esque to the next one being very funny and light. You know, Michael B. Jordan quips and jokes as the mm-hmm. human torch. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, it's, they don't, it's like, almost like, like Fox doesn't know what kind of movie they have. So they're trying to target every audience. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Throw everything at the wall, see what sticks. Exactly. And then if that works, we'll continue with that notion. Right. Right. Yep. If it sucks, we're just going to keep doing this All as well. All I know is that Susan Storm is dressed provocatively. I know. Oh, wow. Very Gosh. She's wearing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you can see right through her costume. Invisible woman. Next email comes from Jesse Privet. He says, hey, guys, first off, let me say I love the pod and how you guys talk no bullshit about the geek community. Seems to be too much bitching in it now that we have finally taken over the world. It seems people aren't sure how to react, so they all bitch about the properties that they loved so dearly in the past. Anyway, enough of my rant. I wanted to ask you guys if you think Snyder changed Batman's origin story. We all know about his parents being shot in the alley, but when I watched the newest trailer while he is watching Zod's heat vision destroy the tower, he is on uh, he is uh, on the phone with someone maybe they didn't die in the alley maybe his mom did and his dad thomas now heads up wayne financial building in nearby metropolis because he can't stand being in gotham anymore looks like ben screams dad into the phone as he is watching the heat vision and then runs towards the fall the falling tower this would certainly fuel his rage and he also and he also received a note from the Joker saying he let his family die. Hmm. Just a thought, probably way off, but it would change considering we all have seen the same old origin of the Bat in countless tellings. He did skew Superman's origin slightly. Uh, 
he says, he also goes on, we're going to address that, but he says, don't end at 100. I'm sure plenty of other people feel the same way as this guy does. Thanks, guys, Jesse Privet. No, we're done at 100. Um, But, yeah, your question about Batman, let's get on to that. I need a fucking break, Jesse. I've read all these goddamn emails from you, and it'll be 100 episodes of me reading emails. I need a break, a permanent break. So episode 100 is my permanent break. Yeah, final. Yep, it's it. Uh, it's uh, it's over. It's very sad. Yeah, thanks for buying Jacob TV. Fuck off, we're done. <laughs> yeah, at least I'll have more time to spend with my bobbleheads. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. More time with your bobble. We don't have to waste hours upon hours reading your emails. <laughs> you can just sit there and stroke your fucking bobbleheads. You and you and Wayne Brunius. Yeah, can just you know. Take your money, your hard-earned cash, and buy fucking pieces of plastic that bounce up and down and make you feel happy. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Dorks. <laughs> yeah, I don't judge the community, do I? Never. Never. No, whatever. I mean, if you like, if you like, if you like bobbleheads, whatever, it's cool. Yeah, bobbleheads are cool. Yeah. Bobbleheads are awesome. Um, but he wants to know, like, do you guys have, like, do you guys think that, uh, that, uh, Thomas Wayne is actually fucking, dude, that trailer, I mean, we saw Jeffrey uh, Dean Morgan, we saw Jeffrey Dean Morgan in that trailer. Sure as fuck looks to me like he fucking, we see a gun, yeah. and then we see Jeffrey D. Morgan's face. Next thing you know, we see fucking like Bruce Wayne fucking screaming and shit. Sure as fuck th- seems to me that fucking uh, Thomas Wayne gets killed. Yeah, I'm going to make that into two questions. And question one is, could Zack Snyder change the origin? Mm-hmm. Possibly. Question two, could either of Batman's parents still be alive? No fucking way. No. Mm. I really don't think that that's no. a possibility at all. I don't know. I don't know where he's coming from with that. It looks like he's screaming "Dad" into the cell phone. I have to watch it again, but I, yeah. I didn't notice that. I yeah, you've got better drugs than me because I did not catch that. I honestly <laughs> thought he was yelling "Stop" or yes, "No," yes, yes, yes. something like some that. Right. Yeah, no, they're not going to fuck with Batman's parents' dad. I thought he was yelling "Funko Pop." Right, Funko Pop, Funko Pop. <laughs> I would have tougher word the shit if that would have been. Bowheads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no way in fuck they're they're fucking with his origin. I don't, yeah. I highly doubt it. Maybe oh. some other people, but not his. I hope not, man. Yeah. So, yeah, but we're still going to end after episode 100. For sure. I can't wait. Yeah, that's a good no 101. There's 101 Dalmatians, but not 101 nah. episodes. I can't see myself doing this two more episodes. Yeah, that's a lot to One ask. One more and I'm done. One and done. Uh-huh. One and done. One and done. Well, like 100 and done. Uh-huh. <laughs> I've told myself, 100 and I'm done. Yeah. I've about had it. It's realistic. Keep yeah, keep those emails coming though. They'll never <laughs> keep them coming. Though. Brian will still read them. I'll still read them to myself. <laughs> to I won't acknowledge them or respond to them. <laughs> you won't know he read them. Mm-hmm. You won't know, and that's his joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Next email comes from our buddy. Uh, it's the last email. Yeah, they do end eventually. Oh, shit. oh my god, I yeah. smoke. <laughs> Last email comes from Jacob Harmon. I'm excited about this because Jacob Harmon, 
great guy. Yeah. I'm a big fan of his beard. Hella, hella beard. Uh, I'm praying that his email isn't about Batman v Superman. Uh, his actually, his email is, hey, Brian and team, these pics leaked a few weeks back. He sent me some pictures of, uh, the, uh, the, these Lionsgate pictures of the, uh, uh, Power Rangers, uh, oh. concept oh, designs. Yeah, yeah, Have you guys yeah. seen these pictures? Uh-uh. I, I think I saw him posting that stuff. I can pull it up on my phone if I need to. Um, so you guys can see it. He says these picks uh, leaked a few weeks ago. Lionsgate works hard to get them pulled, but I snagged them while I could. Two appear to be the Pink Rangers Zord, and one looks to be the Red Rangers. Hmm. The cockpit of the Red Zord even looks like it could be transformed into a Tyrannosaurus. Uh, with how much Lionsgate put into getting these pulled, I feel that there's got to be some grain of truth to these images. Um, let me see if I can pull these up real quick. I'll finish the email here. Yeah, here they are from Jacob Harmon. These pictures. Ivy took a look at those, Jay. Okay. Uh, he says, I totally Tupperware this concept art. If what we get is similar in tone to this, there's going to be some very happy fans. If each Zord has their dinosaur mode as well as a jet slash flying mode, it would make more sense. I highly doubt the Earth is just going to split apart and have Zords come out like it did in the show. If they all could fly around, that would make it easier to get around before having to combine into the giant robot. Also, I just got word, and I heard this today too, and I was fucking flipping out. I also just got word that Back to the Future will be having 30th anniversary screenings. Since it came out five years before I was born, that makes me feel old. Yeah, yeah, yeah shit. Yeah. Five years before, fuck, I was like seven years old yeah. when that shit came out. Yeah. Did you guys, I didn't see it in the theater though. Uh-uh. I, I did. I saw Back to the Future 2 in the theater. Um, I watched Back to the Future on VHS like a hundred times, like a yeah. year after it came out. Oh, me too, me too. Since it came out five years before I was born, I never got to see it on the big screen. Is there a higher rating than a Tupperware? <laughs> Tupperware party. Yeah. That's it. I mean, it is like, it, it is my favorite. I, I'd say it's my favorite time travel movie of all time. Yeah. I'll say that. I, I think I'll subscribe to that. It's one of the funnest, funnest movies ever. More than Terminator 2. Yeah. Oh fuck! <laughs> no, 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 no. <sighs> Shit! It's almost a different genre. It's a different genre. I, I would yeah, say it's like still time travel. Though. It's no, time okay. travel. No, but... you win. You win. Terminator Two is my favorite movie of all time. And as far as like, it's my favorite movie of all time. But as far as like time travel goes, god damn it, Jake, that's a tough one. Yeah. I love Back to the Future. I know, I have something in my head when you said that. I'm like, I know there's something that he really likes. Back like, to oh, the Future is yeah, more Terminator. fun, but Terminator 2 is more of the, I don't know, the serious side of it. I think I, I classify them as... Well, there, 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 there's there like... two different genres, I agree. Yeah, yeah there's like, it's, it's like comparing like uh, like two different times, two different types of sci-fi genres. Like Back to the Future is more in line with like Bill and Ted and Time Bandits. Yeah. And then you have like Terminator Two, which is more in like like Looper and like some other sci-fi Serious, time travel movies. Yeah, yeah. but I, I don't. That's a tough one. I, but if you if you like Gunpoint, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna pick Terminator Two every time. Back to the Future over Terminator One. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Back to the Future, absolutely over Terminator One. Yes. Yeah, but like Terminator Two, I've got to take that every time. That's my favorite movie of all time. Okay. 
Um, he says, also, I just got word that Back to the Future will be having 30th anniversary screenings. Since it came out five years before I was born, I never got to see it on the big screen. Is there a higher rating than a Tupperware? Because getting to see Back to the Future in the theater is deserving of that rating. <laughs> I totally agree. I yeah, yeah I agree. I haven't seen it. It is almost more than a Tupperware party. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's more of, yeah, it just hits you in a different yeah. level. Yeah. I don't care what age you are. If you it's see a Rubbermaid movie. party. Is Back to the Future, um, is that on Blu-ray yet? Because I, have it, it on, is. It I is. have it on DVD. It is. But they're re-releasing They're coming it. out with a new Blu-ray. Yeah. 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 A, a total remaster. Yeah. They're fucking with the actual negatives and shit. And yeah. Like it's going to look gorgeous. Right. So don't buy it right now. Yeah. Because they're going to trick you. It's going to come on sale before the re-release comes out. <laughs> Uh, okay guys, thanks for the awesome shows lately. Having three leftovers plus Dave has been awesome. Many well wishes to Frank. Keep up the great work. It's greatly appreciated by all the army. And that's from Jacob, Har- Jacob Harmon. You know, like, the, the thing is, like, with the, I'm hoping that there's a movie that gets me into Power Rangers. I've never been into the franchise at all. No, me uh, neither. The only thing I ever kind of, like, got excited about was, like, that Addy Shankar fucking uncensored version. Oh, yeah, with, um, what's her name from Battlestar? Yeah, yeah, uh, what was her name? God, I'm an idiot. Too. Sackhoff, Katie Sackhoff. Yeah, Katie Sackhoff. Yeah. So. I don't know, dude. I, what did you guys think of the concept art? It looked okay. Yeah, it looks all right. I mean, not, not enough to make someone that wasn't a fan freak out. That's yeah, exactly. I, I look at this, and honestly, I'm I'm not going to compare it to Transformers. <laughs> not not the not the cinema cinematic version. I'm not going to compare it. But what I'm looking at here actually looks like Transformers character concept of characters that I saw after Transformers the movie came out. Right. It actually looks like characters from like like 87 that they came out with. I'm not going to compare it to Bayformers. Right. But it lo- it does look very Transformers-esque like as far as like characters that came out I don't know after Transformers the movie. Yeah, I, I don't understand why you can't go out on a limb and make it ridiculous. The damn show was ridiculous. Yeah. No one's going to be taking this. Are they going to be taking this seriously? I fucking hope not. I think they want to. <sighs> I, I hope Power not. Rangers fans want to take Power Rangers. It was just supposed to be a fun, stupid show, and they've got to be like, oh, we've got to make it more serious for today's times and have well, more modern designs, you know. <laughs> well, I, I don't see why. Like, don't do that with Voltron and don't do it with Power Rangers. You're doing it on a bigger budget. Um, yeah, I don't Does it know, have man. the appeal? Like, how silly that show was? That's why I watched it. that was the appeal. Was See, the I didn't camp- watch it. Yeah. Campiness. If it, I were to watch it, it would be for the campiness in the first place. I watched it because it was ridiculously campy. I don't want to see... See, I'm on the flip side. I don't want to see that fucking campy shit that I saw in the fucking cart... In the, in the original TV show, excuse no. me. I liked the Addy Shankar version that I saw. Okay. I thought that that was fucking dope as fuck, and I loved that shit. I thought, like, okay, dude, uh, if you have Power Rangers, and it was fucking, like, targeted towards kids, like, 20 years ago, well, the version that he gave us was, like, okay, well, those kids that watched it that were fans 20 years ago have grown up now. Mm-hmm. And here's something more targeted and suited for you as you've grown up with the property. Here's what I think you would like now. Yeah, I think, Brian, you make a good point. It's very much like Batman, like the Batman yeah. 60s show. Yeah. Right. It was super campy. Yeah. And when they made it, you know, a movie, like, 
in the 1990, they weren't like, oh my god, we got to keep that campiness. Exactly. Adam West Whereas Adam West, we got Adam West has to play fucking Gordon now. Yeah. And and we've got to, you know what I mean? And hmm. I don't know. I, I I think that the the the, the property needs to grow up a little bit. Just yeah. grow up a little bit with with the audience. The audience has grown up. I'm not saying like on the flip side, like okay, you know. Like if they come out with like a Scooby Doo movie, Scooby Doo needs to grow up a little bit. I want to fucking see like him turn into Cujo and rip somebody's <laughs> leg off. You know what I mean? Yeah, like Scooby-Doo the next Scooby snack is going to be somebody's dick, and he's going to rip it off their fucking body and shit. Right, right. But like for Power Rangers, I think like on the flip side, I think the franchise needs to grow up a little bit. It doesn't need to be rated R. And I'm not saying no, that at all. But maybe like a PG-13 Power Rangers, and it grows up just a little bit. Okay. And we take it down a different road. Uh, I don't know. A little bit of stakes. I guess I don't want to see a silly He-Man either, you know, by that token. Right. You know, if we're taking something totally ridiculous. Yeah. I don't want to see a new He-Man movie be silly. You don't want to see a silly Transformers movie. Exactly. talk about something more modern that's happening. Well, Transformers is goddamn different. You want to see it have some weight and not be fart. Transformers had weight as a cartoon, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like... He-Man and Power Rangers necessarily did not. Transformers didn't have weight until the fucking Transformers movie. Until the movie. movie. True. Mm-hmm. True. You watch those original Transformers uh, cartoons and they're silly as fuck. You're right. Agreed. You're right. And the only reason I still like those is because I grew up on them as a kid. It set the fucking bar. Yeah, it set the, the fucking movie bar. Did. They're yeah. hard to watch. Those pre-movie Transformers episodes are hard to watch. For right. me, for me, it's... It, for you, it's hard to watch, but Transformers was fucking like religion for me. Yeah, and so like for me, going back and watching them, I, I love them. But yeah, on the flip side, like it's like uh, okay, yeah, you like you think like okay, the origin of the Dinobots, it's going to be some amazing fucking thing. Right? No, it's really not. No, let not me break at all. down. The, let me break down the origin for the for the Dinobots. <laughs> fucking Wheeljack was talking to Spike about dinosaurs, and Wheeljack was like. Okay, well, uh, let me make some dinosaur robots. Yeah. And that's what he did. Yeah. And the end. The end. There was no amazing, like, fucking, you know what I mean? The extra ones appeared from nowhere later on. It, yeah, exactly. There's no amazing, amazing origin story for fucking Dinobots. No, no. True. It was just like, True. Wheeljack was just giving you, like, a history lesson about the fucking dinosaurs on Earth and just decided to make robots that were dinosaurs. Yeah. You know, and we bought the toys right, right after. That, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that day. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, but the movie changed everything. The movie was great. Yeah, yeah. So. but see, the movie isn't hard. Like I, when I watched the movie, I still love it. Yeah, like I was a diehard Transformers kid too. Mm-hmm. But that cartoon, I mean, not it's not just the stories and the animation, but like there's. A lot of it is the animation for me, I think. Yeah. Like, you see character models, like, change within the same fucking scene. Very hit or miss. Yeah. yeah. Like, colors are changing within the scene and shit. And like that yeah. kind of shit is hard for me to watch as an adult now. Yeah. Regardless of nostalgia. Sure. And the movie kind of, like, and movie and post-cartoons after that, yeah. they kind of clean up their act a little bit. Right. As far as little continuity things, like, colors changing and window sizes changing. And right. Goofy shit, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, after Optimus Dine, shit got real. Yes. I mean, it, it did. It definitely did. Mm-hmm. It definitely did. And the animation budget held over, I think, after the movie to, to the show. They for put sure. more into the show. Yeah. For sure. But I, I don't know how many people are clamoring for real serious Power Rangers. I don't know. I, maybe I'm just in the dark. Well, for, for, okay, for me, 
for me, I'm not clamoring for a, for a Power Rangers movie at all. Right. Like, if they didn't make the Power Rangers movie at all, I'd be fine. I would sleep fine at night. Like, yeah. like if I, if there was like a no announcement for Power Rangers going forward ever, right. I would not care one way or the other. Now, if they said like, oh, we've got a Power Rangers movie, it's going to be PG 13, I'd be like, okay, cool. Now, if they said there's going to be an R rated Power, uh, R-rated Power Rangers, uh, Power Rangers movie. I'd be like, okay, I'm in. I'm I'd watching be their opening that night. Show. I'd be, I'd be their opening night. Okay. You, you've got my money. Absolutely, dude. If I fucking like saw like, uh, I don't know, dude. You know, like that fucking Addy Shankar video, that uncensored thing. We're fucking like, what was it? Like the Black Rangers, like doing coke and shit, right. and fucking <laughs> having a menage a trois with chicks and shit. Like, dude, that was fucking dark and shit. I was like, dude, that's that's crazy. Like. The characters have grown up since the fucking show. Yeah, I agree. Just like every Transformers fan wishes the Michael Bay Transformers movies had weight, I got to imagine that every Power Rangers fan would hope that a, a reimagining of their mm-hmm. of their franchise would have weight and not be silly. Yeah, and have fart jokes and be yeah. quasi racist at parts. <laughs> yeah. Like if, if they ever fucking rebooted like Saved by the Bell, like, like I'd want to fucking see. Like some fucking, I'd want to see like fucking Screech stabbing people in bars on New Year's Eve. Trauma, yeah. I'd watch TMZ. Oh, you're right. That actually happened. That's bizarre. I get your point. I'd want to see fucking Jesse Spano, like, you know, she drops out of fucking like college and shit and she's like a stripper now. Yeah. You know, she's dancing on a pole and maybe she has like a sex scene with Janine Garofalo. Not Janine Garofalo. No. What's her name? Not Janine Garofalo. (laughs) Thank God. What's her name? I want to see sex scenes with Janine Garofalo. Not Janine Garofalo. What's her name? Oh, look at that. Gina Gershon. Yeah, Gina wrong. Gershon. Oh, there you go. Okay. There you go. <laughs> and I don't know, whatever. Fuck it. But you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying like as we've gotten older as fans, I want to see the fucking they don't have to target it towards our kids. Right. Well, yeah, that's kind of what we yeah. I agree. They don't have to target like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, dude. I think it would be cool if they're like, "Okay, all right, this Michael Bay one that's directed by Joel uh Liebstein or whatever the fuck his name is. This is one's for your kids." Right. But we've got this other version that we want you to check out. It's targeted towards like the people that grew up with the turtles. Mm-hmm. And we've got like fucking like a badass Casey Jones that when he fucking like punches somebody in the foot clan and shit, there's fucking blood spraying right. on the floor. Right. It's and a great idea. It's a great idea. Comics basically do that very same thing every exactly. month. Exactly. Exactly. That's how it originally started out with I'm TMNT. telling you right now. Yeah. I'm telling you right now. Deadpool, if they would have made that shit PG-13, it would have bombed. Oh, absolutely. And I'm yeah. telling you right now, with Deadpool being rated fucking R, yeah. that shit is going to blow the fuck up in theaters. It's a game changer. It's going to fucking... It's a game changer, and I think we're going to see this movie spawn... A, 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 it's funny I use the word spawn. No pun intended. Because yeah. I think we're going to see an R-rated spawn come out of I hope this. so. The Deadpool thing's really tricky to me, though. I, I agree that... Um, Without the R rating, Deadpool is a failure as yes. a movie. Yes. But I also don't associate Deadpool with something that needs to be R. Like, almost every Deadpool comic book I've read is not I know, a hard it's not, R. It's, it's not, you're not gonna get F bombs, and you're not gonna get this, and you're not gonna get that. But I think in order to do the character justice, 
for what fans expect from the character. See, I feel like it's in order for it to stand out amongst a bunch of similar things more than it's doing justice to the character of Deadpool. Okay. I in think the, it will the, with the, the In the comic books, you don't have the F-bombs and, and stuff like that. But on the flip side, there's a lot of blood. Right? Yeah. And I think you need that R rating to get that blood in there. And on the flip side, as long as you get that R rating, you might always, you might as well throw in some F-bombs. Yeah. It would be weird to hear Deadpool... F F F F F to, sure. to me, sure. Like that's never been the character. It's never been the character, and so I get weirded out when it's like to do Deadpool properly, it has to be R. Yeah, because I'm like, eh, I'm thinking not of, I'm, so much. I'm thinking of the violence level. I'm thinking of the violence level. You know, like I'm thinking of like like in the comic books where like Deadpool like rips through another like a huge monster. Yeah. And like he like, you know, fucking like rips through the monster's abdomen and comes out the other side and there's guts like all over the fucking ground and shit. I'm thinking like, you know, I want to see like him cutting up like, uh, like almost like foot clan soldiers and shit and just yeah. blood spraying like a fucking Kill Bill movie. I think that'd be great. I don't necessarily think like he has to curse, but I, I agree with that. Even the gratuitous violence, I think it's more to, it, it doesn't seem like it's there to serve the character. It seems like it's more there to, to serve a movie to stand out on its own mm-hmm. rather than just be another cookie cutter superhero movie. I'm all for it though. I'm all for, for it too. For, but it's, for some reason I'm all for it. But yeah, like it doesn't hinge upon that. But I think, I think honestly, I think they had to make this R rated for this movie to kind of like, I don't disagree with yeah, that. Yeah, like, for this movie to stand out, for for people to get excited about it, I think yeah. they had to make it R. I, I agree. I, I think if it would have just been Deadpool PG PG thirteen, it would have just been another exactly another one of these. It might as well be fucking Ant Man. Yeah, if it's PG thirteen, that's exactly why it needs to be done. I hope to change that, all yeah. of that. Shit. I hope, but I don't want Ant Man to be RJ. I don't either. I don't no, want no, no. I don't want Ant Man to be R either. I just want it taken a little more seriously. But I want Suicide Squad to be R. It doesn't take R to be serious, though. But I want Suicide Squad to be R. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. I mean, I can name a hundred movies that are serious that aren't rated R. I, I think the biggest difference is, is that, like, what people are going to pay attention to. And I think you need something like an R-rated film no, I disagree. for people to be really into it. Now, I'm not saying that every film thereafter needs to be R-rated. No, I think even with fucking Marvel using a PG-13, it's used loosely. Those are not PG-13 movies anymore. Mm-hmm. Marvel yeah. takes no risks. They might as well be PG. Right. Oh, I don't know. Agree. In my opinion, I think that I think that's my biggest point is you need to change the formula, okay? And this but, is the only way to do it at this point, and this is the only character. Iron Man three gets a PG thirteen rating because he tells a little kid that he's a pussy, and yeah. I, that's as, that's as hard as it gets. Yeah. Because that's Robert Downey Jr. saying, yeah, that's what we're going to put into this movie. I'm just saying adding blood and profanities to say Avengers isn't what the franchise needs. Like, that's not the fix that we need. I don't want that. It it needs a less of an ADD approach to where they're actually, like, giving the fans some respect and saying, oh, you can handle a little explanation of this shit instead of ADD this scene, ADD this, oh, this is funny. I I wanted Ultron to be a little bit more Darth Vader. Exactly. And a little less fucking, like, jokey time robot. That's what I mean. I I totally agree. Yeah. I think this movie will bring some of the people that have criticized movies to come out of their shell and be like, okay, this was good. 
Um, I'm sorry that I just fucking, you know, sucked the dick of all these other movies that were just perfectly placed. Every scene was perfect. Every, every joke was perfectly placed. You oh, know what that, I mean? That movie sounds great. I think, I think they need this to open up the doors to say, okay, we don't have to do that all the time, even though all these comments have said, oh, I want it to be funnier. Oh, I want, I don't want it to be dark. That's what I mean. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I, I don't know if I'm conveying it properly, but my argument is just against the R rating. Isn't the end all be all to make that the case? But I think no, this opens I, doors. R rating doesn't mean like like you have to be, like make this movie serious. In order for a movie to be serious, it has to be rated R. And Batman Empire, Superman. Empire Strikes Back is PG, yeah. right? And it's a very serious movie towards the end of that film. Uh, and Darth Vader is a serious villain mm-hmm. in all three of those original films, and that's fucking PG. Right. All those three original films are those PG. Those movies are still lighthearted and have jokes at times, though. Well, sure. Empire was dark as fuck. Sure. Even Empire has jokes. It does yeah, have jokes. Comparing those right. jokes to the jokes that we've seen in the Marvel movies... I'm not comparing. I'm just saying it doesn't have to be all dark to be good. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. But it, it has to be something different than this current I think formula. That, I think when you're dealing with comic book characters that deal in a world where there is good versus evil, you do need some dark. You do need some good characters that are reacting to what's going on. They need to be affected by the bad things that are going on in this world. And sometimes in Age of Ultron, when there are bad things going on, I've got Captain America and Thor laughing about shit and joking around. I I know, I know. I'm I'm, I'm just saying, like, I'm just getting characters that are joking about things throughout the entire movie and I never feel like anybody's in any real fucking danger. Right. Because everybody's fucking joking about shit. And it's like, it's like, it's like they're setting up civil war. Yeah. Oh, civil war. Okay. Yeah. You're gonna, you're gonna get the big bad. You're gonna get the real threat in civil war. Don't <laughs> worry about Ultron. <laughs> Ultron in that trailer, my God, he fucking was terrifying. Uh, when people look to the skies, I, I want them to, you know, like he's going to rip all the hope out of the world. I want them to look to the skies and have no hope and yeah, shit like that's that. That's all true. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. Then, and then when we finally fucking got the movie, it was just like, that's, it's not, that's not what we got. You would, no, you, you, I you, agree with you that. would have thought they have learned a little bit from X-Men Days of Future Past. Yeah. That's what, I mean, again, like, Which I, is not R-rated either. I hate to, yeah, again, this is just another variation of what you can do with yeah. comic book characters. Yeah. And it does not have to be this Disney style all the fucking time. I think it has to be a happy medium, though. I don't want humorless comic book movies either. I don't care. I don't want no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, Jake, I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. I think Man of Steel, one of the big things, one of the big beefs I had with Man of Steel, I Tupperware the movie, but there should have been a little bit more humor in it. There should have been a little bit more humor. I wanted to see, I wanted to connect to Clark on a human level. And there should have been a little bit more humor in it. There was humor when, uh, but see, we didn't get to see him much as Clark. Yeah. We didn't get to see him at Daily Planet. And that's where we got our humor from the original Superman, the Donner films. But we did see him trying to learn how to use a power set he wasn't familiar with. Sure. I mean, that feels like the humor is built in right there. Right. Yeah. I don't know. And, uh, I feel like you're selling Empire Strikes Back short too by calling, like, making it sound like the darkest film ever. Where there's like 50 jokes in Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, but overall, like, I didn't leave that movie thinking, "Oh boy, but on the that was flip a laugh." Side, fest. When, <laughs> when the shit hits the fan, it stays dark. Right. I agree. There's real. There's threats. not. There's yeah. not a moment 
where the where where like the big bad yeah, Darth is, Vader's not making jokes. Exactly. I, Darth I, Vader's I, not making jokes. Right. And you know, and Luke's taking things seriously. It's not like when Luke gets his hand cut off, he's he doesn't say, Well, well, how the fuck am I supposed to jack off tonight? <laughs> but I mean Deadpool can have like Deadpool can be rated R, it can be full of profanity, it can be full of violence and blood, but at the end of the day it can still suffer the same problem that a lot of these comic book movies suffer where they have a villain that they don't give any background to or any weight to. It's true. Like, they still miss that point. It's Even true. With the it's blood a good point. And the violence. But it's, it's not just about the villains, though. Like, that's just one factor of what's wrong, I think, with, with Marvel films. It's one of the biggest factors. Yeah. It, is it, the bad yeah. guys aren't very It's a bad. huge factor, and the emotional connection is lost. Uh, uh, I, I don't know if it's because Iron Man 1, like, just set this tone, like, we can't touch that or something. Um, Even Iron Man 1 is a shit villain, though. It it is, but the emotional connection that you have to everybody in that film is a lot different. I love Jeff Bridges, but my God, that was a fucking horrible villain. Yeah, Yeah. another example, yeah. And my God, you know, it's like like if any villain should be shit, it should be Darth Vader, a guy who you'd never see his fucking face until the final film. He can't even emote. It's just the amazing voice work. Of fucking James Earl Jones and the way that this character commands this presence while he's on screen. Right. It's just like, wow, he's dressed all in black. He's got this fucking uh, amazing fucking helmet and shit. And, uh, he, yeah, he just looks like this big dick on screen. <laughs> I guess, I guess my whole point to go this back to big this. big imposing dick, right? I mean, heavy hey, breathing. I, I can agree. we say that? I mean, he looks like a dick helmet, right? Yeah, you can he say that. Helmet. Yeah, him. seriously. <laughs> I should have that fucking plan every time I get ready to run somebody. <laughs> I, I, like I said, I think my biggest point is, is I, every time I hear this, it, it's to do service to the character. It kind of makes me frustrated. I think it's more going to do a service to the superhero genre in general, then it's doing a specific service to Deadpool. Mm-hmm. It's it's not honoring Deadpool as a comic book character to make a Deadpool R-rated movie. I agree. In yeah. my opinion. I think, though, if you don't have Deadpool rated R, you kind of limit what you can do. Yeah. You kind of limit what you can do. I mean, yeah. Men in Black had aliens' heads blowing up, and that's what happens in almost every issue of the comic book. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but when the aliens' heads blow up, you see green spooge. Yeah. In this universe, you're going to see blood. Yeah. I want to see some blood. In the Deadpool movie. In the Deadpool movie. I want to see real blood. And in order to give me that blood, I'm going to have to get that R rating. Now, you know, unfortunately, we're probably going to get a bunch of CGI blood. We're not going to get fucking, like, practical blood like corn syrup and fucking red dye like we did back in the 80s, which I fucking love, which is awesome. We're probably just going to get a bunch of fucking CGI blood, which sucks. (laughs) But whatever. That's You you take, you know, you got to sacrifice where you got to sacrifice. But fucking, in order to get that blood, I think you got to get that R rating. I agree. If you want blood, you need the R rating. Yeah. I, I totally get what you're saying. It's not like I read a Deadpool pool and, and comic. You're not, you're not I'm not the, reading a Deadpool comic, and he's not like fucking like, oh, here he is, uh, you know, the second panel, he's b- dropping an F-bomb. Here he is in the third panel, he's fucking a stripper. And, here in the fourth panel, oh my god, he's like snorting a line of coke. Here in the fifth panel, yeah, he's and, fucking... And I know this comes off a little bit as me attacking you as being like the perpetuator of saying this, but mm-hmm. it's, it's really just kind of a built-up frustration that's sure. kind of just snowballed down. Right. You are by far not 
the biggest person pushing this. But yeah. I, I hear, and I know you know your shit, which is yeah. another big change, right. game changer too. I hear yeah. people that I know don't know their fucking shit. Yeah, saying, "Oh, this is the only proper way that you could have ever done a Deadpool movie," and I just feel like I'm being fucking like hand-fed some bullshit by someone that doesn't know two shits about Deadpool in the first place. It's true. It's true. It's like, uh, I get it. I think you could do a proper Deadpool with a PG-13 rating. You yeah. could. You could, because it's not like Deadpool's dropping F-bombs. He's I not. don't think the, the violence and the profanity are the two biggest ingredients right. as to what would make a good Deadpool movie. Right. I think, though, on the flip side, let's let people know that this is going to be a different kind of Deadpool by giving them that R rating mm-hmm. because they've already fucked him up in the PG-13 arena. <laughs> yes, yes. When it came That's to- a very valid point. <laughs> yes. That you have to get as far away from right. that as possible. Right, okay. I'll buy that. He's called the Merc with a mouth. Yeah, yeah. And what did you do in Wolverine? <laughs> you know, you did in X-Men Origins Wolverine. You sewed the mouth of the Merc with the mouth. You gave him no mouth, and you fucked up his origin. So let's separate ourselves 100% from that, and let's just fucking – let's just go for it. Are these characters the same character? Are we supposed to – because they both take place in the X-Men universe. If we are saying that they are breaking down the fourth wall, I'm thinking that they are. And I think they'll make a joke of it somehow. That that would be very funny. They've got to be. Uh, They've got to. I I, I think I would – I would love if – if they could keep it under wraps that Hugh Jackman showed up. Yeah, for sure. For fucking, you know what I mean? If Hugh Jackman could show up for a cameo in this, if they could keep that under wraps that he did, uh, that would be amazing. I agree. I agree. That would be awesome if they brought him back in. All right, gentlemen. Yeah, it's Let's time. Food. It's time. Thank you, Jacob Harmon. It is time to end the show. Uh, but no, it's not because you guys got to listen to the Ant-Man review. So what I'm going to do right now <laughs> is I'm going to stop. You guys are going to listen to the Ant-Man review right now after break. Greetings, Leftover Army. Pop Culture Leftovers is the people's podcast. They're always looking for new writers and YouTube reviewers to join the team because they themselves aren't talented enough to write them. In all honesty, they're not even sure Frank can read, but their listeners can... So send your reviews to popcultureleftovers at gmail.com, and if the leftovers like it, they'll contact you, and you could see your article featured on popcultureleftovers.com. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Leftover Army. You should follow the leftovers on Instagram at instagram.com slash popcultureleftovers and on Tumblr at popcultureleftovers2.tumblr.com. If you get a few shots of vodka in you, it's almost as sexy as my voice. That's gangster. All right. Hey, we are back. It is time for our Ant-Man review. But I wanted to introduce our special guest this week. Uh, a lot of our listeners I know listen to this show. Uh, it's another podcast. Uh, welcome, Steve from the League of Geeks. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Absolutely, dude. So, I mean, you, you, you do the League of Geeks podcast. You, you used to do Pop Culture Leftovers with me, um, and you do League of Geeks now. Now, if our listeners haven't, like, listened to League of Geeks, like, you know, how can they listen to you, and, like, what's your show all about and shit? 
Yeah, well, basically our show just uh, – we have three different shows that we do. We do our, our League of Geeks you know, main show, which is basically just movie news, TV news, talk about toys and action figures, stuff like that. That comes out every week, uh, and we also review movies. That's a separate thing. We call that Geek Flicks, and then we review uh, comic book trades to a month, and that's called uh, our comic book corner. So you can find us, iTunes, Stitcher, basically anywhere podcasts are, and social media, everywhere. Just look up League of Geeks. And it's Geeks know, with geeks. a Z. Yes, Geeks with a Z. You look that up and you'll find us. And I know Alil and Sean are doing the sports geeks now too, right? Yeah, but that's a little tricky. They <laughs> they like to record at, at hours that are inopportune for a weekday uh, <laughs> for me. I'm not I'm not usually able to make that one. So yeah. But yeah, that's a that's actually a pretty cool show too. They basically take, you know, a geeky approach to all things sports and that's with uh, Alil, Sean and Jarvis. Right. So that's a good show. Jarvis from the actual Iron Man movies, guys. Oh, nice. Wow, yes. nice. They, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Paul, Paul Bettany himself. Yes, he's there. Paul Bettany sits in studio with these guys. It's amazing. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. What kind of funding do you have? <laughs> the reason I have Steve on this week is because I knew, I, I knew, like, uh, he's not going to be recording with the geeks this week because I was listening to their last episode and Sean, uh, fucking Sean and Alil. They decided to take a little uh, vacation together, a little rendezvous <laughs> down to Florida, go to Disney World, and uh, it left Steve all by himself. Dude, I listened to that fucking episode and I felt bad for you. I, no, I did. I felt like fucking like I felt like uh, like Martha and Thomas Wayne were like, you know what? Fuck it, let's go to the movies without Bruce. <laughs> You know what I mean? Oh, man. And it's like I, after, after listening to that episode, I was thinking, "Fuck, they deserve to get shot." Oh man, oh, they, no. they deserve to get shot in that fucking alley. You know what I mean? Does that mean Steve will become Batman? Steve, you're going to become Batman. Oh, lucky bastard! Oh man, yeah, a, a, a short Irish bearded Batman. <laughs> Perfect. They'll never know. So I felt bad for you because, like, this is like a fucking – this is a fucking Ant-Man. This is a fucking Marvel movie. And these guys, yeah, yeah. they they plan their fucking vacation around – to, to leave during a Marvel – couldn't it be, like, during a bullshit off week? Yeah, like during gym, yeah. like the gym week or something. <laughs> yeah, like we reviewed San Andreas. Like oh, we could have – you could have gone during that. Exactly. <laughs> oh, like, poor guys. Yeah, like, okay, I, I gave San Andreas maybe, like, ten minutes. You guys – did you guys dedicate a whole show to that thing? Yeah, we, we reviewed recorded a whole review to that thing steve you need to talk to a little man <laughs> i mean seriously i mean does it does it like is like does it i mean does it does it start with a little and then trickle down or can you can you talk to him you know what i mean does he have an open does he have an open door policy sort of a voting thing though, you know with only three people it's hard people are like oh, yes Jesus. it's like well fuck, here we go beer all over the place yeah jake did a party foul spilling beer all over the place <laughs> So, yeah, that's that's great. Jake's really excited to have you on, Steve. I am, I, I guess am. so. Yeah, I got beer on my computer. That's great. All over the cables and wires that's as well. Probably alcohol be, abuse, bro. be losing you here in a second. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and pause. <laughs> uh, premature abirulation just happened. So I'm going to pause here real quick. Thank you, sir. All right, Jake. Well, we got, the, uh, got your mess cleaned up there. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry about that. <laughs> You're all embarrassed and shit. I'm yeah. a little embarrassed. Yeah, I would be too. I, I don't, I'm not normally Captain Spill on this what podcast. What kind of unprofessional ass show is this? Exactly. Dude, yeah. I know. It's fucked up, dude. We had to pause and shit and like Jake's like soaking up the fucking like you know, he's got like a fucking towel and shit, soaking up all the beer that he spilled all over the table. And then he's using the fucking cords, the wires for to soak it up for at one point. That did not happen. Dude, 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 you lifted them and you're like, Oh, you know what? I'm gonna put them back down. Put them back down. Into the pool. Into the pool. 
<laughs> that may have happened. <laughs> I'll, I'll change. I'll change it. Gosh, trying to welcome Steve and Jake. So I got excited, excited, man. <laughs> It's a party now. <laughs> I didn't know you didn't tell me who the guest was going to be, and then I was uh, like, Steve, and I'm knocking flinging his fucking beer at Brian <laughs> and all his components. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, you cleaned it up like a fucking pro, man. You can't even tell you spilled anything. So. I agree. Oh. Shit looks shinier now. <laughs> You've been masturbating for how long and cleaning up your mess that way? You <laughs> expert. Might, so I you're have an experience expert. with the towel. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the same consistency. I, don't, I, don't I would hope not. In the towel, it was an easier consistency. Can you imagine if you came and it was fucking like all like watery and liquid and shit? Oh, oh man! <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say I'd never masturbate again, but that's a lie. <laughs> yeah, it's very mildewy in here. <laughs> you have to. Okay, whatever. I'm not gonna say. It. There's certain things I don't say. All right, we're gonna talk about Ant Man. <laughs> I'm afraid of the list of certain things you won't say. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna say that there's a certain way to masturbate into a fucking pint glass, oh, yeah. so you don't get a, get get a lot of head on it. Oh, you don't want oh, to be frothing. That is funny, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta hold it to it. You gotta hold the towel tilted. I think Steve hung up. <laughs> I don't blame him. Too provocative him. for Steve. I don't blame him. <laughs> Yeah, All right. If they said, come on, talk about Ant-Man, and here we are talking about jerking off into pint glasses. <laughs> Welcome that to Pop Culture long. Leftovers. <laughs> that didn't take long. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, it's time for a Pop Culture Leftovers movie review, which means I got to play the bumper, which means I got to find the fucking thing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, here we go. Uh, I don't... <laughs> Yes, that means I don't suck. If you can't find the bumper, <laughs> shit. <laughs> I really can't. I have, am I knocked off your internet? I really got to read. Yes, I survived. I'm awesome. <laughs> no, it's gonna happen. <laughs> I'm making sure that this gets played. It's too late. I'm this, awesome. No. <laughs> Jake's awesome. <laughs> oh, there it went. There it goes. <laughs> See, now you're just asking for it. So. No, no. I can't. Honestly, guys, everything's like breaking up right now. I can't hear anything. Oh, uh, it's because of Jake's. So, <laughs> let me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try and close, and I'll call you back. All okay. Right. All right, we're back again. <laughs> it's only our. Yeah, we paused three times there. <laughs> Magic. Magic. <laughs> I only spilled once, just to yeah. make that clear. Mm-hmm. Oh, but it was a big spill. It was, it was a big spill. It was a big spill. <laughs> it was like the Exxon <laughs> Valdez. There's people protesting outside right now. We got baby seals. Covered in beer. dying over here. <laughs> so excited. <laughs> All right, guys. It's time for... Uh, let's get this right. This th- oh, I'll get it right this time. It's time for a Pop Culture Leftovers movie review. Uh I do. You do suck. <laughs> you, and you know what? You proved it this week when you spilled goddamn beer I all did. over the place. I got, I got nothing. You got me speechless. <laughs> I tossed myself. <laughs> Finally makes sense. It's like all the pieces come together. I. It, oh man. <laughs> Realization hurts, I tell you. <laughs> I know. Every other every other fucking episode, you're like, why do I suck? Why do I suck? Uh, <laughs> I don't like this episode. 
<laughs> Mommy, I don't want to be here. <laughs> no, it's, it's a real fucking eye-opener for yeah. you, isn't it? It's it a is real a, fucking eye-opener. It is an eye-opener. Lesson learned. God damn that bumper. <laughs> <laughs> it's so real. Synopsis for the Ant-Man movie. Armed with, armed with a super suit with the astonishing ability to shrink in scale but increase in strength, Con man Scott Lang must embrace his inner hero and help his mentor, Dr. Hank Pym, plan and pull off a heist that will save the world. So another another movie where our main goal is to save the world. Right. Save that world. Save the world again. It's directed by Edgar Wright. I mean Peyton Reed. I wish, I wish it was. <laughs> uh, it's written by Edgar Wright, Joe Cornish, Adam McKay, and Paul Rudd. So it's nice to know that they still gave Edgar Wright a little bit of the writing credit. Yeah. Michael Cornish wrote Ant-Man? Joe Cornish. <laughs> not, not our listener, Michael Cornish. <laughs> it was pretty jokey. We had Michael no Cornish. idea. Yeah. yeah, he's so serious. <laughs> Batman. Why are you holding out on us? <laughs> yeah. Batman would have starred in this movie. <laughs> Been Michael Cornish. It stars Paul Rudd. Uh, he's Scott Lang uh, and Ant Man. Joseph Gordon-Levitt was considered for the role of Scott Lang. Um, hmm. Adrian Brody was interested in the role at one time. Hmm. I didn't hear that Marvel was interested. No, no, but Adrian Brody himself was interested. Ewan McGregor was also in the running for this for a while. Hmm. What do you think of all these names? Any of them you would have rather had? Oh man, uh, I'm interested in the Joseph Gordon-Levitt man. Yeah, I like I, I, I like JGL man. I'd rather have him as Strange. Really? Than Ant-Man. Yeah. If I'm picking between Doctor the two. Doctor Strange? Yeah. Man, I don't know about him as Doctor Strange. I think that'd be cool. Yeah. I think even when he's serious, he's, like, fun, you know, to watch. So I don't know. Yeah. I think doc- his Doctor Strange would be fun. Like, I, I think he's good at being fun. serious and, like, <laughs> eccentric at the same time. Yeah. Like, he could pull that off. Maybe eccentric. Not fun, though. I was thinking Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Aunt May. <laughs> good casting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Kill it. Yeah. yeah I Go see- all the way with it. I could see it. What do you what do you what are you thinking, Steve? You thinking you, are you digging Joseph uh, Gordon Levitt as Ant Man? Do you think they got the right guy? I think out of, out of the the list of three, you got Joseph Gordon Levitt is probably the best one out of there. But yeah. I like Paul Rudd. You know, I, I thought he did a he did a pretty good job. Yeah. You know, I'm glad they didn't cast Adrian Brody. It would have much it would have been a much different shaped helmet. <laughs> oh! Oh! <laughs> wow, zing! A little helmet humor for you. <laughs> like that? Uh, we had Michael Douglas as Dr. Hank Pym. Uh, Sean Bean, Pierce Brosnan, and Gary Oldman were considered for the role of Hank Pym. Hmm. Mm, all good. Well, if. I think he. Uh, spoilers, he would have died had it been Sean Bean. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Uh, I found this interesting. Um, in an interview at Comic-Con, Peyton Reed said that Marvel originally wanted Steve Buscemi for the role of Hank Pym. Oh, oh man. But due to a scheduling conflict, they had to go with Michael Douglas, their second choice. Buscemi is, would later be rumored to be in the running for the role of Uncle Ben. <laughs> oh, wow. Still? Wow. That's still a thing? I don't know if it's still a thing, but can... Steve Buscemi's uncle Ben. Steve Come Buscemi on, Pete. married to Marissa Tomei. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. That is a stretch. No, yeah. no, it's not. You guys have seen the King of Queens. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, man, you're right. Still, like just hearing him deliver the line of like, you know, with great power, I was great. It's, yeah. You know, <laughs> hey, kid. Weird teeth. Everything. Just like I, like, I can't take this seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's about right. We've Mr. Mercer told me he's apparently blind. Yes. <laughs> yes. He has a great personality right. <laughs> and a great speaking voice. Yeah, he's so charismatic. 
<sighs> so yeah, um, Steve Buscemi. I wouldn't. I, I guess I don't know. I guess I wouldn't mind him as Hank Pym, but not definitely not Uncle Ben. No, yeah, not yeah, Uncle yeah. Ben. I I was kidding. I definitely yeah. see him as Hank Pym though. Yeah, we have Evangeline Lilly as Hope Van Dyne. Yeah. Evangeline Lilly, of course, we know her from like the Hobbit movies. Mm-hmm. What yeah. else is she? She's Kate from Lost. Kate yep. from Lost. See, I never saw Lost. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jessica Chastain she also, uh, did a really good, uh, really good role in um, Real Steel. Oh, okay, I have never seen that movie. I haven't the seen Hugh it Jackman either. Robot Fighter. Yeah, I haven't yeah, seen yeah. it either. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. Yeah, yeah. it's garbage. <laughs> <laughs> she, was, she was good though, huh? Well, you know, well, she's always Jane good. Lily, yeah, she's yeah. freckles, man. Mm. Why didn't yeah. they just call that movie Rock'em Sock'em Robots? Yeah, no shit. Isn't that what it? Yeah. Isn't that what it was? Essentially, it kind of was what it was, but with I don't know. It's it was, it was a mess. Hmm. We're not reviewing that movie, right? No, no. no. It was like Let's over, jump into it was that like over the top, basically with robots, right? <laughs> like that real steel. It seemed like the same kind of movie. There was. It was even a father son story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Don't you be knocking over the top, Jake? I wasn't knocking it. <laughs> I'm saying they're ripping over the top off. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, over the top. Yeah. Oh, I love that movie. Real Steel is basically the same movie formula, except with fighting robots. Without the heart, the soul. I I agree. And semis. And fucking semis. And arm wrestling. (laughs) And arm wrestling. (laughs) So it's like, it's actually not the same movie at all. (laughs) (laughs) When you break it down. Essentially, it's nothing like There's no competition. It's a father-son in a competition. (laughs) Was there an asshole in either of those movies that spilled a beer on the table? (laughs) Probably over the top. I've only seen one of them. That just happened on the podcast. <laughs> we had Corey Stoll as Darren Cross, the Yellow Jacket. Corey, De- Corey Stoll, he describes his character of Darren Cross as a shadowy version of Hank Pym. He says, quote, Cross is a guy who is not that dissimilar from Michael Douglas, character of Hank Pym. A brilliant scientist who is not ethically pure. The great thing about the whole movie is that everybody is in those shades of gray. He definitely reminded me of a character from Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, <laughs> watching I, this movie. I'll see how that. I guess we'll get into it later, but I don't see how that character was gray at all. Yeah, Mm-mm. he's like turning people into goo within the first fifteen minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like him. I like him immediately. Yeah. Did you see a cute animal? Yeah, he's killing kill cute right baby animals. Don't you look away. Uh, he's a great gray bad guy. <laughs> right. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the fuck's he talking about? Oh, man, dude, I that little baby lamb. I know. Come on. I know. You motherfucker. What a jerk. That whole, the whole purpose of that yeah. scene was to get you to hate that guy. And even, okay, spoilers, yeah, whatever, fuck it. Uh, even when he fucking yeah. flicked the little, when, when the little lamb got shrunk down and he flicked the fucking, like, container it was in, yes. I was like, what a dick. Yeah. Yes, yes, when he made it jump in the uh-huh. container. And then he spilled beer on a table. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking cock. God, you took it to that to level. What's up, Steve? Oh, am I not coming through? No, no, Jake. Jake just doesn't know when to talk and not. Oh, <laughs> kidding, Jake. No, I, I I'm going to drown myself in my beer right now. <laughs> <laughs> Pay no attention to the gurgling. We had uh, Bobby Cannavale as uh, Paxton, Judy Greer as Maggie Lang. My God, Judy Greer just gets every part in every little movie. She was in Jurassic World as the mother. Yes, yeah. yes. What is up with that? If you want to see her in a sitcom, she does Married right now on FX. Right. 
Essentially, so. she plays a mother and and wife in every movie. <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yes. Pretty much. And wow. she's always great at it. Yeah, she plays a really, really pissed off mom well. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking true. Yeah, she play, or like you know like uh, like like a woman that is just like she's been let down and hurt, and so like you you can do nothing right. She plays like that wife that like you know like you can do nothing right, right. wife. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like. It's like you promised to fucking clean the garage out six months ago, and look at that garage. It's right. still fucking dirty. <laughs> Not one thing has moved. Right. Yeah. You spilled that beer on the table. Oh, no. All right. I knew I should have said do you, do you need money or something? Is that what you want? Uh, damn it. All right. I'm shutting my mouth again. We had Abby Ryder Fortson. Is Cassie Lang, and I'm I'm not kidding you. This is the cutest little girl I've ever seen in my life. Cuter than Young Murph. Fuck Young Murph. <laughs> this girl is. This girl was so cute. She's missing her front teeth yeah. and shit. Yeah, yeah. You know, like you look at a homeless man missing his front teeth. That's not cute. But on a little girl like this, it's adorable. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. She was she was so adorable in this movie. She was awesome. Yeah. She was cute, but you know, like I, I bring like a personal side. I, I actually have a stepdaughter, so when she was like being like, I hope you don't catch him, <laughs> like yeah. she was talking about her dad, I was like, shut up, you little punk. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying his best. He's trying his best. <laughs> He's walking into a really fucked up situation. <laughs> giving him a chance. That's funny. Wow, I didn't think that at all. You know what? <laughs> uh, fuck it. Let's get into spoilers about that. I, that's one thing that I did like about this movie. You had the stepdad, and in most movies, he's the asshole the entire time. Right. Yes. And then by the end of the movie, when it comes time for him to protect the little girl, in most movies, he's going to like throw her in front of the villain right. and use her as a shield. And in this movie, the stepdad fucking – he. Dude, he fucking stood up for her. He loved that little girl, and I—that's—I I, like—I did like that about the movie that 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 they didn't go down that road of just making this guy like a one-dimensional asshole. Right. I'm just here for your mother. I'm just here for I, your mother. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it wasn't about Paul Rudd trying to break that up in any way either. You know, right. nothing yes. about that. There was no intrusion. It was really good. Uh, well, yeah, hello, San Andreas. I <laughs> know. <laughs> oh, oh, am I right? Boy, the exact opposite of exactly. Exactly. You know what I'm talking about. That's almost offensive that that's what they're doing in San Andreas. Mm. Oh, God. It was so overt. <laughs> like like uh, uh, Mr. Fantastic was just fucking – what's his name? Griffith. Uh, Yoan act- Gruffled. What? Like Yoan Gruffled or Gruffled? His last name's Gruffled? Griffith, I think. Something like that. He was he Mr. Fan- the, yeah. Yeah, he Mr. Fantastic. Mr. Fantastic. But yeah, dude, every chance he could when shit was hitting the fan, he was fucking – Killing other people to fucking survive. <laughs> He's a dick. Holy shit, when he threw that one guy into... Yeah. Was it a wave or something? Oh, you're like in that? my spot, dude. Fuck off. <laughs> that was crazy. That was crazy. It's like the movie goes out of its way to make sure that this guy's like an evil person. <laughs> so you don't feel bad when he's squashed. Oh, yeah. Or when The Rock gets his wife back. Spoilers. <laughs> what? I haven't even seen that yet. Oh, no. I was waiting for HBO, you dick. Uh, there's earthquakes in the movie. Too. Spoilers. What? In your face. What? Tons of beers were spilled that <laughs> All right. The, the fucking earth is shaking. Beers are going to get spilled, man. Jesus. I think, no, I think this thing, with me bringing up the beer this entire episode, I think it's affecting you. It's affecting you. If I'd had an earthquake, at least I'd have an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> Just own it. Just be like, yeah, Brian, I fucking spilled a beer. Fuck off. Just own it. Uh, yeah, fuck off. I spilled it's, a beer. Thank you. <laughs> 
It happens. Shit happens. <laughs> I've given you a timer in my head. I was like, if this beer shit's going on in 30 more minutes still. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Oh, I hope it is. I, <laughs> I get a kick out I don't know. We might, we might be reviewing the movie and Scott Lang spills a beer. <laughs> it could happen. It, it could, could happen. happen. <laughs> All right. Uh, we, shit, I haven't even got through the goddamn cast yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Abby Ryder Fortson is Cassie Lang. I thought she was adorable. Michael Pena is Lewis. Michael Pena, he was in, what was he in? Broad, not Broadchurch. Was it Broadchurch that was on Fox? What do they call it? That You guys are looking it up. God damn you know it. I'll fucking yell at it if you don't. Grace Point. It was Grace Point on oh, Fox. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, figured, I, figured, I figured it out. See Steve on my show. If I can't figure out like who's on something, that's like code that these guys need to get on IMDb and look it up because oh, otherwise I'll yell at them. I freaked out. That's that rapid typing sound. Has <laughs> Oh fuck! <laughs> I felt you. I could hear you guys sweating. <laughs> a disturbance no. of the force. That wasn't beads of sweat hitting the table. That was just beer hitting the table. <laughs> Still dripping from everywhere. I, I wasn't looking anything up. I found a pint glass. <laughs> so, because I, I don't, I don't hear a lil yelling at you guys about looking shit up. So. No, we look shit up all the time. Yeah. A little doesn't yell at you guys. Can I be on your podcast? <laughs> <laughs> we had uh, David Dastmalkian as Kurt. David, I want to commend you on the world's hardest to pronounce last name, Dastmalkian. I did. I think I did a pretty good job. I'm not that even going to attempt that. Was that. Good. <laughs> I'm not even going to try. <laughs> I'm going to do it with my eyes closed. David Dustmouth. Holy shit. Yeah. God damn. He plays Kurt and, and T.I. as Dave. Yeah. 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 Not, not our Dave. Not our Dave. No, different Dave. Different Dave. Yeah. Uh, Martin Donovan plays Mitchell Carson. Uh, Mitchell Carson is also in the comics. Do you remember Mitchell Carson yes. from the comics? He was at one time going to be Ant-Man, but instead that suit went to Eric O'Grady. Oh, okay. Okay. So, all right. Ant-Man had an estimated budget of $130 million, and it looks like it's going to be performing fine in the box office. It was estimated that it will hit the 55 to $65 million range, and it looks like it'll do somewhere slightly below $60 million. Mm. Uh, Thursday night, I think it made $6.4 million. So, not bad for a Thursday night. Not bad for a Thursday night. Uh, how did everybody see it? Uh, Steve, how did you see this movie? Uh, I saw it on a, just a 3D DFX. It's a larger screen, but it's no, nowhere near IMAX. Okay. But, you know, but uh, yeah, I saw it in 3D did saw you? It this morning, me and about eight other people in the whole theater. Wow, wow. Not, not a big yeah. turnout. Nope. Well, you did see it. At, like You said 945. Yeah, I saw it really early. Yeah. Jake, how did you see this movie? I saw it in uh, IMAX 3D. So, yeah, it looked real nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw it in uh, 2D, and I saw it at about six o'clock. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I was actually surprised half the theater was full. Yeah. So I, I didn't expect that at all. But yeah, it, 2D. I saw it in IMAX 3D. Uh, what was it Thursday night? And uh, it wasn't packed. There's there's some seats open. It wasn't like Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy was fucking packed. Yeah. yeah. I saw it Friday at like one thirty. Yeah. So there was like it wasn't even half full. Mm-hmm. Um, we are gonna have. Uh, did you guys did uh, did you guys get to see the Batman v Superman? No, trailer? I did not. I watched it online. I didn't get to see it in the theater. Steve, did it, you see it? For me, it wasn't the new one though. It was the older one with the statue. Oh, are you shitting me? No, I was like, ah, oh, come on. I got to see the new one in IMAX 3D. Yeah. 
Oh, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Why would they show the old one? It's some. I might have left after that. Hmm. <laughs> like, ooh, I just can't know if I, I don't know if I can follow that up. Yeah. That's fucked up that they showed you the old one. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I got to see the new one, and it was, oh, God, it was fucking glorious. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Did it the 3D was, look cool? The 3 oh, it wasn't in 3D. Okay. They didn't show it in 3D. It was in IMAX. Like, after that trailer, they're like, put your glasses on now. Mm. And I was like, don't fucking tell me what to do, movie. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck do you think? I went all Jerry Springer. Don't fucking tell me what to do. <laughs> I'll put my glasses you know on when I'm ready. At my theater, they had these giant screens throughout the lobby, and they were all playing the uh, Suicide Squad trailer. Oh, wow. No shit. Fuck. Yeah, I was like, whoa. I just, I got stuck, like, in the concessions line. They're like, I'll help the next person. I'm like, you can go ahead. (laughs) No shit. Watch that. Yeah, it was, oh, God, that trailer's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I listened to you guys talk about it last week. Now, um, my question for you, dude, while we have you on, is, like, did, am I right? Did, Did Ben Affleck not talk that entire fucking trailer? Did he talk? No. Uh, he talks. He what says he more say? than Cavill says, right? Cavill doesn't say shit, right? In, in the Batman v Superman? Yeah, yeah, the new one. Yeah, he talks. He talks about how he can destroy all humanity. Yeah, yeah. He has to destroy him and all kinds of other stuff. Okay, okay, okay. I get actually, maybe that might be all he says. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, uh, but yeah, he definitely talks. Yeah. And he doesn't have a Boston accent, so that's nice. Mm-mm. Yeah, thank God. Uh, all right. All right. So, yeah, we're going to have spoilers throughout this review of Ant-Man. Uh, what we're going to do right now before we get into the whole review of Ant-Man is uh, we're going to rate it. And, Steve, you are our guest this week. And so I'm going to let you go ahead and rate Ant-Man first. Uh, our rating system, and I'm not giving you shit, but I remember the first time, the first show you were on. <laughs> oh, I was going to do it this time, too. <laughs> <laughs> but what did you do? What did you do? Is it like you get like, like a Sons of Anarchy or something. Like a like five like, stars or some shit? <laughs> like, like, a, like I was like, oh, three and a half stars. Why don't you tell me how many thumbs you get, you fucking Siskel <laughs> or some shit like that? <laughs> then I, yeah, I turned into an asshole. Um, as I usually do. Yeah, spoilers. I'm a dick <laughs> but um yeah so steve well our rating system if you don't remember it's toss it taste it tupperware uh you got a chance to see ant-man this morning what were your thoughts on uh ant-man and your rating so i'm gonna give it um i'm gonna give it a taste it on the higher end it, it, i think maybe i hyped the movie up too much for myself i was expecting something a lot a lot different than what we got. Now, and what we got was good. Don't get me wrong. It was a fun movie. The I liked the special effects. There was some touching parts in it. You know, get you in the feels with the whole father daughter thing. Um, I liked the comedy in it. I just man, it's another issue with the villain. And basically, every side character did like did so little. They had, I mean, a couple of them didn't even have a moment. Like one one of the guy's moments was stealing a cop car. Like that's that's great. <laughs> You know, like, ugh. so I don't know. I, mm. I, I, I like the movie, but I, I was expecting more and I thought it probably could have been a little bit better. So I'm going to give it a taste it, but on the higher end. Okay. So high taste it. Yeah. Okay. A high taste it. So we got a high taste it. Um, Jake, uh, I'm going to go to you next. You, you're a resident Marvel fanboy. Yeah. And so I'm interested, uh, your thoughts on Ant-Man. I'm going to give it a taste it. Not even a high one either. I think right there in the middle. Um, I'm surprised I'm saying this, but I really think this would have been a lot better had Edgar Wright stayed with it. I feel like um, I agree with Steve that the villain was really kind of meh. There wasn't much going on there. Um, there were things I really liked about this movie. I thought Michael Douglas was fantastic in this movie. Like I, 
you know, with when Glenn Close is phoning it in and other like big t- time people come in and don't do a great job. I thought Michael Douglas was really into this and I really liked his portrayal of Hank Pym. Mm. I thought Paul Rudd was just serviceable though. It felt like like with Guardians, you got Chris Pratt, so you had him doing lots of Chris Pratty things. Mm-hmm. But with this, it's like you got Paul Rudd, so let's have him with some good snappy dialogue, and let's have him be Paul Rudd and have him be funny. And I thought it was kind of a waste of Paul Rudd a little bit. How many comedians do we need in the Marvel Universe at this point? Yeah, I mean, I'm fine with Ant-Man being a comedian, though. Yeah. I know, I'm okay with it. I thought this movie also suffered really heavily from trailer-itis. I feel like... Um, they showed so many of the special effects and the VFX shots in the trailers that if I would have been wowed by these things for the first time in the movie, I feel like I would have came away like a little bit more like mm. just pumped up from excitement. Right. There was a lot of really great special effects shots that we had already had spoiled, like him meeting all the ants for the first time. Mm. Like it looked really great and everything, but I was already like seasoned to seeing it like 30 times before I saw the movie. Right. Uh, seeing the first 10 minutes before I saw the movie. I forget what movie they showed it to us in. Oh, you're, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, the, we got to see the first 10 minutes. Was it Jurassic World? Yeah, I think it was Jurassic World. Jurassic World, they gave us the first 10 minutes of the movie. We got to see the prison fight scene, which like did not live up to my expectations at all. It turned out to be a joke. Yeah, it was cut for cut what they showed us before Jurassic World. Yeah. I yeah. thought Michael Pena as a comic relief character was super fucking annoying. Like I, I did enjoy though, like uh, I like when his, he's relaying the stories. I, I was good, with the exception being the story yeah. relayed. Yeah, that was like funny, like in a way they shot it way of funny, like seeing all these other characters lip sync like him. But there's no character in life that's that stupid. Yes, <laughs> and like all of his yeah. jokes, even his the jokes, jokes they spoiled. What about the, the whistling trailer. joke? Did they did they follow up on that like they did? Because I didn't. Did he whistle in yeah. the movie? Yeah, did he? yeah. okay. They showed yeah. all that in the trailer too. Though. I saw that in the trailer as well. Yeah, and they still showed yeah. him whistling. Um, it's some Disney song. It's, it's a, a small, small world. world. Okay, so just to remind uh, you, that you're watching so that's why a Disney small movie. it's a small world was credited at the end of the movie. Yeah. Okay. Yes, okay. I was wondering. I kept thinking to myself, where did I hear that? I don't remember hearing that in the movie. Yeah, so I was kind of disappointed. I expected a lot more to do with um. Just seeing like what would happen with the powers, like a more exploration of the powers and being shrunk down and what different unique stuff you could do with that and everything. Yeah. But it was basically just your run of the mill. So the training movie. montage didn't do anything for you? It was okay. It was so quick though. I thought, you know, I did enjoy like the training montage when it showed them try- jumping through the keyhole. Yeah. Trying to yeah. jump. I thought that was, maybe they needed more stuff like that. Right. You know? I thought, one thing I did like though was the, I mean, we're gonna go all into this, but I mean, when we talk about the end credit scenes, I thought those were actually very well done. Yeah. As opposed yeah, to like yeah. the last four Marvel movies sure. in credit scenes, I thought right. this one actually had some pertinent ones at least. Yeah. Jay. So, yeah. So we gotta, we gotta high taste it from Steve. We gotta taste it from Jake. Jay, what are your thoughts on Ant-Man? Um. I'm just gonna be blunt. I hated this movie. Really? Yeah, I am. I am tossing this movie. Wow. Um, I hate to be a downer. <laughs> but. You're, not, you're not tossing it because I've given you so much shit. No. Over the past no, few not at all. Not um, with with Terminator, it was a fun nostalgia kind of thing, and so sure, I enjoyed sure. it afterwards. Sure. This, um, uh, it felt to me like a made-for-TV movie. Uh, brought to you by Disney, of course, with It's a Small World After All, of course, was the whistle that he did, which kind of reminded me when he did that. I was like, wow, this is really kind of 
Well, I, done, this seems to be a repeating theme in these movies. We saw it in Avengers Age of Ultron with the Pinocchio. Right. Yeah. There yeah. are no strings on you. Now they're using it's a small world. I mean, how many other ways can they plug Disney into these films? Right. I don't know. I, maybe that's a, that's just a small complaint. They should make Mickey Mouse a fucking <laughs> Avenger. <laughs> <laughs> but it it, it um. <laughs> You know, I, I could see myself liking this a lot if I was a kid, you know, and and that's kind of what I felt like this was more geared towards mm-hmm. was another kid's movie, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I did like a lot of, uh, I like the costume design. I do like the uh, effects when he's going back and forth from being big and small. Um, and I think there's definite shades of Edgar Wright in this that are, are good. Yeah. And yeah. You, you can, they kind of stick out like a sore thumb. I agree. Yeah, the uh, the dance club scene. Yeah. And, and I would even say the relationship with the parents and, you know, the, yeah, the stepmom, yeah. stepdad, I feel like that is more up his alley. Um, some of the stuff with his, you know, side supporting characters, yeah, it fell flat. But some of it I did see, again, like that Shaun of the Dead kind of vibe where they were all talking together, you know, and uh, it was a little more, um, you cared about them a little more at this point. But right. overall, like, that's that's kind of my biggest issue again. And this has been my issue with, you know, Age of Ultron as well. Um, there's nothing in this that makes me care about these characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like the, the, you know, the relationship with him and his daughter, but it was very just kind of, to me, like shoehorned in there. Like, we've got to make sure we have this kind of emotional tie, but I didn't, I didn't really feel it necessarily. Um, I didn't have the emotional impact like an Iron Man one right. did, where right. you're really feeling for his character. How long was he in prison too? Right. Did we get that idea? I mean, the, the uh, little, three years. Three years. I think that's what they said. How old was this little girl? Would she even remember her dad at this point? No. I, I, and it was like she so. was just like, "Daddy," you know what I mean? Like, had she? You know what I mean? It just felt like they had like how after three years when they're that young, would she even have a connection with him? Right. Yeah, it felt like four to seven, maybe. Right. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, let me just say my biggest problem. Um, she was definitely not seven years old. She was like a no. really. She was. She dude. She was like. Five, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Steve, how old was she, dude? You know kids. I'm, I don't so, even... I'm, yeah, I'm saying five. I'm saying yeah, five. Yeah. Maybe she just turned six at that birthday. Yeah, so like... Exactly. So she, she, even if she just turned six, the last time she's seen dude was fucking when she was three and shit. Yeah. And it doesn't sound like Judy Greer, the mother, has been taking her to, like, uh, you know, prison visitations. No. 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 Yeah. You know? Yeah, probably not. Yeah, I, I mean that that part for me was compelling. I did like I did like the relationship, and I thought there should be more of that done mm-hmm. in a better way. I yeah. guess. Yeah. But my my biggest complaint about this is this is another cookie cutter Marvel movie where the villain just disappears. He doesn't necessarily die, but he you know kind of goes somewhere, implodes or whatever. Yeah, you know the villain gets defeated, and then we have this you know happy ending story, and we have a villain too that again it's like. He was probably a little meaner than some of the other Marvel villains I've seen lately, like Ultron. Yeah. Like, where you did think, wow, this guy's a dickhead. Yeah, yeah. But still, it was very, you know, fell flat. And, of course, there was that resolution. Well, he's got to be defeated at the end of this. Right, right. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of good points with Edgar Wright's stuff. I think it's in there. I think people will appreciate that. Um, and people, he, I think, I, it, but I think this Corey Stoll guy is a holdover from the Edgar Wright film, right? Yeah, it's I believe not, so. It's not like Edgar Wright had a different guy cast as Yellow Jacket. I think the only guy that was like recast was Patrick Wilson. Right. Yeah, I think you're right. Patrick Wilson, if you're not familiar with him, he played uh, the Owl from Watchmen. Mm-hmm. And once Edgar Wright left the production, he left. He left Ant Man. Right. I think so. Jay's on to something. Who's he gonna though. play? Uh, he. 
I don't even think I mentioned that character in the in the lineup here. Maybe it was Paxton. I'm not sure, but I know he was in the movie. That would make sense. Yeah. Just by looks. Yellow Jacket was very snidely whiplash evil, like just like by the numbers evil character. Didn't care about. And I agree with Jay that that was like eh. right. That, oh, what, what I will say. Okay, um, what I my favorite scene was the the wasp scene with you know original Ant Man right. Michael Douglas. That scene to me was fucking awesome. At the there end? was something about it. No, no it was no, kind no, of no, in the no, middle. No, no, no. Oh. The, uh, the flashback scene, right? Yeah, where we oh, see the wasp yeah. suit and, yeah. and she's flying. Who is in the suit? Do we know the actress? No, they, no. they made it so you couldn't tell. Okay. Yeah, probably just CG. She's coming back, right? Yes. Apparently you saw her in the subatomic world. I, I saw her. I, we'll talk about that later. Oh, okay. I didn't But, see but it. I did love that scene. That yeah. was one of those like, yeah, this is a Marvel moment for me seeing the old Ant-Man and the original mm-hmm. Wasp. Fuck. So yeah, there was good, good moments, but toss it overall. All right. Um, uh, I, I'm going to go ahead. I'm just going to rate it. I'm going to give it a taste it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, uh, better for, uh, better for me. I thought it was better than Age of Ultron, mm-hmm. but it was not, uh, I mean, it's not a Tupperware and by any means, uh, it's not Avengers. It's not um, shit. It's not Iron Man, the original. Uh, this is not Captain America: Civil War, uh, Captain America: Winter Soldier. Right. So you know, rating it against those other movies and some of the other superhero movies, this is just a you know, just straight taste it for me. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. There were no risks taken. Uh, you know, my dad asked me today. My dad texts me and, and he's talking about you know movies and stuff. And I said, yeah, I saw Ant Man. He's like, what'd you think? And I said, I said it was a good movie. I said, uh, you know, he shrinks and he saves the day. I mean, that's basically what, yeah. what happens in this movie. What I did like, what, what did give this movie a taste, it was the, 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 the CG. I, I did like how they showed the scale of things when he did shrink. Mm-hmm. When they showed him shrink, like that first time we showed him shrink in the tub mm-hmm. and we got that look, it did feel like you're looking at it from his perspective. I wanted his more POV. of that. They, I agree. I wanted more of that too. His point of view was awesome. I loved being in that whole world. Of looking at things from his perspective, even when he was flying on the back of Antony, yeah, agreed. I thought that was very cool. There needed to be a lot more of that. Um, I loved how they showed the different ants and their attributes. Oh, I love that too. You know, you've, I can't name them all, but you had like the you know it was the bullet ants. You had the carpenter ants. You had those one ants that would they said that were the crazy ants. Were those the fire ants or something? Fire ants. Yeah, were yeah. they called crazy ants? Am I? Oh yeah, yeah maybe they did. Yeah, yeah. Were so, were those the ones that later on in the movie that they formed the uh, the ant raft? No, they did. Uh, I think they did the grid thing at the end, the electrical grid. Okay, I don't know what was forming the raft. Yeah, no, those are those little the little orange ones did the electrical thing. And, uh, that's what she said. She said that they could uh, conduct electricity. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. okay, yeah. Uh, who who formed the ant raft? It's got to be them crazy ones you're talking must about. Must have been the crazy ants. Crazy ants. Yeah. Crazy ants. And they, they, yeah, they form the ant raft and then like, like that ant, uh, you know, chain. Yeah. And I thought that was cool. Um, I, I did think it was kind of predictable though, uh, and not funny when, uh, he'd get scared of them and then pop up into the dirt. And it was just like, once it happened the one time, I was just like, well, they're going to do it every time. Yeah. Yeah. He's, they're gonna do it. They're they're gonna they're gonna, Marvel is gonna milk this joke all day long, and they did. Um, I didn't. 
I didn't think that, you know, when they were, I, I loved how they were talking about the different ants' attributes, but I don't think it paid off. I think they cheapened a really cool kind of science lesson about learning about the, the ants with like a joke. And then, uh, they didn't use those ants in the best way possible in the heist to like give them a specific job to do during the heist. Some of them they did well, like the electric ones. Right. That was very cool. I agree. But like, like, like they cheapened like the bullet ant scene with the one guard. Like those big bullet ants were like biting him or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. And it was just like, I didn't get the feeling like, oh, okay, we're going to send like, we're going to send our brutes after the guards. Right. Like it should have been like, it, it, they really should have played up like, okay, send in the bullet ants, send in the fire yeah. ants. Because there are a couple of guys that get bit by those ants and all they do is just throw them. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Them, like, that's like supposed to be the most painful bite ever. Right, right. And they make a big deal of it, like even showing them on the floor. Yeah. And how big they are, and uh, I don't think that they t- capitalized on that. Yeah, lots um, of great setup. Setup. Yeah. It's a slow burn, exactly. and then there's no payoff. No payoff. Exactly. Uh, I think the character of the the ant Antony yes. was very weak. Yeah. I think that there should have been more of a relationship between you know Rudd and Antony. I'm, I'm not talking about Avatar where he fucking like sticks his dick in the thing. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we don't need that. We don't need that. We saw that in fucking Avatar where they link up or whatever. I don't need that in this movie. But just some kind of like an emotional connection because like the moment where Antony spoilers gets like hit by a bullet or whatever. Yeah. Like, he just turns around and says, Antony! <laughs> and it's an afterthought. Yeah, it's hardly when Harry Potter's owl dies. Right. Exactly. You, you're just like, eh, whatever, right. the audience member. Right, right. The wing and, falls slowly to the ground, and you're just sitting there going, I don't care. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, I look back at, like, Bing Bong dying and fucking Inside Out, and I'm a little bit more oh, yeah, tore yeah. up. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> so, spoilers, Bing Bong died. <laughs> yeah, spoilers for Inside Out. I'm just, I'm fucking all your Disney movies this episode. <laughs> um, Baby's I, I, mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dumbos. Oh, yeah. She's yeah. dead, too. Um, shit. And uh, fucking uh, Bruce Willis, he's dead. And, yeah, dead people. Whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's technically a Disney movie, too. So. Yeah. What's well, it? A Touchstone movie. They own the studio? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. I think they also changed. I think they took too many. This is another reason I give it a taste. I think they took too many liberties and they changed too many things. Cassie didn't even have a heart condition. Right. Yeah. And that's one of the things that kind of draws you to that relationship. And I think they cheapen it here. And, you know, Marvel is so light and fluffy, they can't even show us a sick kid. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. I couldn't help think that that kid's dead in the current Marvel universe the whole time I was watching her. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. she's stature and she's yeah, long gone. Stature, right? right. Yeah. Uh, Scott Lang is he, he's portrayed more here. And correct me if I'm wrong. It's not like I've read every Scott Lang comic, but he's he's portrayed in this more as like a Robin Hood type thief. Yeah, mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. the hood. Yeah, for sure. And I, I and in the comics, I just thought he was a thief. He right. was a straight up fucking cat Thank burglar. You. That's what I thought. Yeah. And, I mean, they and Marvel is like doing this whole thing where like you know. Uh, Greedo shot first. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And they don't want their heroes to look like, and the whole, and, and this goes against everything Stan did with his characters. He wanted his heroes to be flawed. Right. And this goes against everything Marvel stands for. It's a great point. It's hardly a fucking redemption story. Yes. When the crime is justified as not even being a crime in the first place. Exactly. It's fucking weak. I, it's a great point. 
And that's what drops this down to a taste it for me. Uh, another thing, there's a serious moment, a, a really great moment between uh, um, uh, Michael Douglas and Evangeline Lilly. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, father and daughter reconnecting. And I'm really, really buying this scene. Yeah. And it's followed up by a fucking Paul Rudd joke. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it got too dark for a second. We it, gotta tell a joke. It got too serious. Yeah. And I mean, it didn't get serious in like the fucking like full house, you know, Michelle got caught stealing something and fucking Bob Saget's gotta tell her, hey, yeah. you know, Michelle, you can't steal stuff in the house. Let's, you know, cue the fucking sad full house music. No, this was like a real fucking scene. Yeah. And they fucking killed it with a Paul Rudd joke. Yeah. And I think that they, they, you know, you, Marvel, you don't have to rely on the funny all the time. We yeah. can give us something to feel. Yeah. Don't take us out of the moment. Give us something to feel. There's a time to there's a time to be upset and sad, and then there's a time to laugh. And, yeah. and I don't think that this was the time to laugh. I, I was really starting to connect with with Pym and, and Hope Van Dyne in this scene. Yeah, me too. And Paul Rudd killed it. It's a great point. Yeah. In the scene, on a downer note, there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Exactly. I, I would have to say that for me, like Hope was the strongest character. I cared mm-hmm. about her more than any of the other characters, mm-hmm. just because of the way it was played. And then I would say Michael Douglas, Hank Pym, second. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they they fucked that. Like you're, I'm finally like, oh, I'm getting into this yes, now. Yes. Yes. No. I like Evangeline a lot too. Steve, what are you, what are you thinking about? Do you, do you feel what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I hear you. I'm, I'm thinking that this is arguably the best scene of the movie right here. You know, when you're getting the flashback and they're opening up and yeah. she's not even saying anything. She's just crying and shit. And it was, it was hard to watch. You're like, wow, this is great. And they didn't even have to end on a higher note. You could have just had Paul Rudd like nod his head, smile and turn around and walk away or something like that. He, it didn't have to end on a, they could have ended on them hugging, but no, like, you're right. They had this shoehorn in this terrible joke. It, <laughs> it's it, like, yeah. it's like, man, yeah. you really did ruin that. Like, it, you not only, you didn't ruin that moment for them you ruined that moment for everybody everybody in the theater mm-hmm. yeah and uh you know uh did you get people laugh at that joke? i did i didn't have very many people i didn't like, have many people laughing that joke it sounded like you know? a bunch of buttheads going <laughs> you know that kind of thing <laughs> but you know back to things that i did like I, I love the special effects in this i loved how it looked when he was running with the ants it was like he was running with an ant herd yeah mm-hmm. and i thought it was very cool you could hear that i loved it when the ants would actually sound like a helicopter mm-hmm. i know? like that a lot too. i love that uh when the ants form the raft like i said and they're going down the drain i was very impressed on how peyton reed decided to use these ants as you know um, you know forming a raft number one mm-hmm. forming a chain and how each raft uh, how each ant had like a specific job he could have done it a little better like I said like with the bullet ants and stuff like that but like that raft scene I thought that was amazing I loved how 3D they, was great in that scene too the 3d was great in that scene yeah um, but uh, yeah uh, my hats off to uh, you know the uh, VFX team on this mm-hmm. when he did shrink down and you got his point of view his perspective and how things looked it, it it's something that i've never seen before like in uh you know honey i shrunk the kids we got like practical effects like mm-hmm. oh we're just gonna build like big blades of grass and yeah for its time it was cool yeah but you knew that you were just looking at a li- little debbie oatmeal cream pie made from practical shit <laughs> this they actually made it look like he's in i don't know how to explain it, it, it the carpet scene for instance the carpet scene yeah yeah yeah, yeah. They it, did, it is pretty mind-blowing yeah i've never seen anything done like that in a movie yeah um 
But you know what? We're we're gonna we're gonna talk about, it. and I'm also gonna be in agreement with everybody here that we've talked to today about Corey Stoll as the villain. Okay. Yeah. Um, little bit, I guess, a little bit better than Malekith. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit better, in my opinion, than uh, fucking Ronan. Mm-hmm. A little bit more fleshed out, but still pretty one dimensional. Yeah. Yeah. I put villain was pretty lame, but him gooing people and baby lamb were amusing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that first bathroom scene. Woof. This is becoming so much hero versus hero. Everything mm. about Marvel right now is hero versus hero. Right. They don't give a fuck about these villains. But just to, um, to criticize your review for a second, Jay, mm-hmm. um, I-, I can see where you're coming from made for TV thematically, but visually, I, I-, I don't see where you're coming from at yeah, all. Yeah, the CGI is mind-blowing. Yeah, I-, I don't mean to take away from that. Yeah, I-, I agree with Jay 100%. I mean, yeah, this has got a Hollywood VFX budget. Yeah. Yes. But honestly, when you watch – I'm not even talking about Ant-Man right now. But when you go back and you watch Avengers, yeah, you're watching. It's very TV writing. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. love Avengers, but Joss Whedon's a TV guy making the transition into a movie. I agree. Like I said, thematically, I agree. Right. But on the visual right. aspects, I guess I didn't catch that he complimented the visuals too. Yeah, I, I, I didn't. I, he didn't. I, yeah, but I. Yeah, I'm totally on board with the visuals. I was definitely blown away by the visuals. Yeah, uh, very good. But yeah. overall, it felt like I could be watching this on TV rather than, you know, the big screen. And and the further it got in the story, the more I thought that yeah. I wasn't like feeling better about it. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. It's like I, I I I watched this movie and I didn't hate it. I watched this movie and I didn't love it. But I but I appreciated what they did accomplish in this. I I I didn't enjoy those scenes where he shrunk down and it looked yeah. very fucking cool. Yeah. I think in a lot of ways the special effects in this movie were better than Age of Ultron. I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As far as just the visual effects. Yeah. Like I never thought, yeah. oh now it looks like a big video game. Right. Right. And the suit was so cool looking. I, I love the design of the suit. I think it's my favorite costume design yet. Yeah. And the wasp suit. I thought that oh, was yeah, cool. Oh, yeah, the yellow jacket, too, looked awesome. Yellow jacket looked cool. Can, yeah, you know what? While we're talking about the suits, I'm, we're going to talk about the suits right now real quick, and then and then I'm going to break, uh, and then we're going to open up this movie for more discussion. Mm. But let's talk about the suits. Um, I thought it, it was very interesting, um, and maybe you guys noticed or didn't notice, the Ant-Man suit is a real suit. Right. That they made for this movie, the yellow jacket suit. Corey Stoll never put on a suit. Okay, it was all motion capture. That none of that suit is real. So That's basically, good. they had done a great job of balancing the practical, you know, real physical suit with a with a CG suit. Yeah, uh, I think they did a great job there. They they tried to do a real suit with a yellow jacket suit, and they said that it looked too impractical. Right, they, they that could makes sense. they could not do it, and so yeah, it's completely CG. All those skin. Any uh-huh. tentacles that's got to be hard to do like practical and yeah. have that like floating there or uh-huh. whatever you know well it, it, depending on what material they use those things would be moving a little bit yeah. and yeah. if you did like a practical suit with the tentacles being cg then it kind of you've got practical with cg and maybe it wouldn't mix this so even just, the headpiece i'm yeah. seeing it would be mm-hmm. hard practical to do right could you guys tell that it was that it was no no i i assumed i could tell that it was sometimes cg but i assumed that they had made mm-hmm. one of those too yeah like that they had a, a real working one of those as well yeah yeah Steve. I, 
yeah, go yeah ahead. I, I didn't know that there was any any difference in the in the suits and I think the best looking suit of all was probably the Michael Douglas Young suit that he wore at the beginning of the movie. Oh, I love that suit. Which, the color which schemes was in that like suit. I was like, wow, that looks great. This yeah. is, we're, we've come far from the uh, scary as hell Tron legacy uh, aging yeah. makeup or, or special effects, and to now this that that really did look like Michael Douglas a while ago. You know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, in Tron. I mean, it just looked like uh, they basically like uh, like he got a glamour shot. They photoshopped him. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, here yeah, we're gonna here's some CG Botox. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he looks like a character from that Animatrix CG movie. Yeah. Basically, he looks yeah. painted. Yeah, yeah. Jeff Bridges does not look. Back then, I thought it looked cool, but yeah, right now the way they did this yeah. this movie, I thought he looked really really good. Yeah, after so. seeing uh, Arnold and Genesis, and then seeing this now, I think they've got that figured out. Yeah, that I I am going to definitely commend Genesis. Have you guys seen the side by side comparison yes, video? I, I did not. No. If you go on YouTube, there's a side by side of the original Terminator with the Genesis, uh-huh. and you can watch them. In uh, in tandem, playing at the same time. Oh, cool! And uh, yeah, it's like dead on. It looks so good. They wow. did a great job. <laughs> they nice. did a great job. Very cool. Uh, I'm gonna. You know what, guys? We've been uh, rating this and talking about it for about 50 minutes. So I'm gonna stop here real quick, and we'll come back, and we're just gonna break down the movie. Break it down. Sounds great. I'm fresh. You gotta. You gotta. You gotta. I gotta be fresh. All right, hey, we're back. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're just gonna talk about some things in Ant Man, what we like, what we didn't like, and uh, we're gonna kind of break this down. I mean, the movie starts and uh, it's, it shows, it goes into that scene that Steve brought up originally, like the, the scene from 1989 where mm-hmm. we get the young Michael Douglas. Yes, you know, and uh, he's, uh, you know, he he's he he resigns from Shield after. Discovering, like they're they're trying to replicate the the pim particles, his shrinking technology. Uh, he he feels like it's too dangerous, uh, and he's like, you know what? I'm I'm not gonna let this happen. I'm not gonna let you guys use this technology. Um, I thought it was very cool that uh, we saw Hank Slattery return as Howard Stark. Yeah. In this, we haven't seen him since Iron Man Two. Right. We got a Haley Atwell appearance. We got Haley yeah. Atwell in this. Yeah. Um, th- guys, this scene I thought it was also interesting. This takes place at Triskelion back in 1989. Triskelion was the base, the Shield base that we saw in Captain America: The Winter Soldier that got destroyed. Okay. Okay. Very cool that we got a you know glimpse back at Triskelion. Um, I don't know. I I really like the scene. I, I agree with Steve 100. I thought that the the uh, the de aging of Michael Douglas looked really 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 good. I was blown away by the Michael Douglas de aging in that scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was. It was. The, I mean, I wasn't even thinking about it. I was like, oh oh shit, that's CGI. You know, yeah. I was so into the moment of that scene, and then yeah, they did a hell of a job on that. What do you? I don't know. I'm looking for dude. I fucking drank all my go. beers and shit. <laughs> I was gonna I say. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do you have a? Uh, you got something I can pop this open with? Yes. Right on. Yeah, listeners. That's a Budweiser. You could twist that off. Yeah. And my hands are slippery and shit, and I don't want to spill it. Right, Jake. <laughs> correct. Correct. I'm done. I'm, I've had two. I'm cutting myself off. Yeah. I, I think that's another reason why I loved Michael Douglas's character was because they brought that back, and I'm like, oh man, I fucking love old Michael Douglas. You know, when I saw him mm-hmm. when he was young, and then they kind of 
I think they carried that over well. His character arc, I really did. You, I did like that. You're a little bit biased when it comes to Michael Douglas I, when he gets yeah, older. A little bit biased. Wow, you must, <laughs> you must really hate his father, Kirk. No, but it's just it's just growing up and watching the older films. Can you, you believe know? Kirk Douglas is still fucking alive? I know, yeah, man. That's wild. That's How old is he? My God. He's got to be in his 90s. He looks like fucking Mr. Burns and shit from Simpsons. Like they <laughs> yeah, wheel him yeah. out and shit. And it's almost like it's like he's like a fucking like a circus sideshow. Like, all right, the man that's still alive. <laughs> the air conditioning is hurting me. <laughs> oh, yeah, kind of. <laughs> Seriously, put him out of his misery, right? Yeah, no kidding. How is this guy still alive? <laughs> I don't know, man. It's, it's all, that, a, all that money. Some kind of Illuminati conspiracy, probably. Freemason. I feel bad for him. <laughs> I don't want to live that long. No, me neither. Me How neither. old is he? He's almost like 100 and shit, Look right? Look that up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to it. But I did like that scene, too. Like, I'd be worried, like, if he sneezes, like, he turns into dust and shit. <laughs> it might be yeah, too he's much. Pretty old. Yeah, he's really fucking old and shit, dude. Careful. <laughs> Oh, here we go. If we have an oh my gosh, listeners, you want to guess before I tell you? I'm going to say 96. You got to guess, Jay? 98. Steve? I'm going to go with 100. Jay is on the money. 98. Shit. Wow. Yeah. I figured why not. I know him so well. He was <laughs> December 9th, 1916. Wow, buddy. Jesus, 1916. 1916. Okay, wow. when did the when did the Titanic go down? <laughs> Is that 1912? Ah, so many checks here. Hold on. <laughs> oh man, Jay's, Jay's gonna beat Dude, me. These on this guys one. are these guys are looking it up, Steve. Oh, I know. Fuck. I can hear the typing. <laughs> fuck. It's like 1911. Oh, 1911. Five years after Titanic. Holy shit! <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. 98. Holy Man, God. 98 years old. It's like I've had great grandparents pass that were, you know, they knew about yeah. the Titanic. They yeah. saw it, but wow. Dude, seriously, I don't want to live past 70. Like once I hit 70, it's like I'm putting a bullet in my fucking head. It's such a good number. I'm no, I don't want to live. I don't want to live past 70 and shit. I think I'm taking up space after that point. Right. Right? Yeah. Adult diaper years. You don't yeah. want none of that. Fuck that shit, yeah. right? <laughs> I agree. 70 is great. Like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm just going to be like, listen, I'm taking up space. Let's Kevorkian in my ass, right? <laughs> <laughs> million dollar baby time. You know, like, no, seriously, like, fucking Kirk Douglas is 28 years past due, right? <laughs> Jay's gonna spit beer. There's every way we can spill beer possible this show. Dude, he's like 28 years past expe- expiration. Day. I know, yeah. <laughs> he's been taking up space a little too long. I know. He's in my way all the fucking time, man. God damn you, Kirk Douglas. Get out of my fucking way, yeah. Kirk Douglas. I mean, all, honestly, all it would take was, like, a pillow over the face for, like, maybe 10 seconds. Because he... Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't put up much of a fight. No. Yeah. No. Like, I can beat thank that guy. You. <laughs> yeah, there'd probably be a thank you involved. You'd probably hear a muffled thank you over the pillow. One little really slow sit. thumbs up. <laughs> slow clap while you're choking. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So we just talked about yeah, he's, Kirk. He's still alive. Yeah. He's still kicking. <laughs> That's a thing. Jake, am I going out of my way to fucking offend people this episode? Am no, I, 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 I didn't take that yet. Okay. There's I'm still a I'm, chance. I'm trying to get there. Still a chance. <laughs> so we, have, we haven't read emails yet. <laughs> That's where we really get them. That's where we shine. <laughs> so, uh, we saw, they, they, like, they jump ahead and it's, uh, we see, <laughs> we see Pim's daughter, Hope Van Dyne, and then, uh, his protege, Darren Cross, and, uh, I mean, 
So we've got two different. I mean, it's still called Pim. It's called like Pim Tech, right? Yes. Yeah. But I mean, you know, when they bring Hank Pym in, and Darren Cross is gonna show him like the the fucking uh, the yellow jacket suit for the first time, and that whole presentation, mm-hmm. he's already got it called like Cross Technologies. It's almost like they're pushing Pym out of this. Yeah, that's like his own video. He's like a subsidiary of Pym, I right. think is what's going on did there. Did you guys see any of the viral videos that were going around for this? I did not. Uh-uh. If you went to YouTube every once in a while before they showed like a YouTube video, they'd show you like a viral video uh, about, uh, you know, like uh, cross technologies. And it was like I saw an interview and they had an interview of some guy interviewing uh, Darren Cross. And he was talking about the company and the guy was talking about like, well, you know, you guys haven't made anything new in the past in so many years and blah 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 and you could see like cross getting pissed off in the interview Mm. i tried to find the interview afterwards but it was just like one of those things i couldn't find i could only find it when i pulled up the youtube videos and i was like okay that's kind of cool that they're that they're doing that but it's like almost like the youtube videos were fleshing out the character more than the fucking actual movie (laughs) right yeah that's kind of ridiculous and that was disappointing (laughs) that's what that's the thing they just they expected that we all watched those things so right we we knew what was going on right i hadn't even heard of those things until you brought them up yeah yeah so, yeah. yeah. Did you guys see when uh, Paul Rudd went on Conan? No, no. I heard about that. What happened? He, his clip. He had a he had a clip from the movie, and it was like you know when uh, when they're sitting on the front porch and they tell him to go into the ant hill, mm-hmm. and he shrinks down, and then he goes into the ant hill, and then it cuts straight to uh, Mac and Me, where the wheelchair kid flies off the cliff. <laughs> he does that all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's like the Paul Rudd joke. Yeah, he goes on to Conan and does. That's crazy. <laughs> He does they superimpose like an Ant Man, like ducking out of the way of the wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like a running gag on Conan. Brides right about that. Yeah, they awesome. always cut that Mac and me in there somehow yeah. with Paul yeah. Rudd movies. They always do that with like, oh yeah, here's like an exclusive clip, and it's that Mac and me wheelchair yeah, yeah. scene. Here's a scene from <laughs> This Is Forty or whatever. Scene. It's it's like it's almost like getting Rickrolled. Yeah. <laughs> Did we, we got rickrolled on this fucking show before, didn't we? I think we did. I think that was really... I'm trying to remember what it was. I remember it made me laugh, though. I think I rickrolled our listeners with something. <sighs> oh, really? Yeah, I think I was like... I think it was like April Fool's Day, and I was like, hey, check out this exclusive clip of whatever, and it was like, never gonna give you up, never let you know. I think I even fell for that yeah. one. Uh, yeah. I was like, damn it, Brian. I, I, I vaguely remember falling for that one, too. Yeah, see? <laughs> you trust him. <laughs> Uh, so the, the, then we get like our Scott Lang released from prison scene, mm-hmm. and uh, you know um, I don't know I, I was I, you know when you saw this in the trailers originally I was thinking like wow this guy's gone through some shit in prison and then it just turned out to be kind of like a buddy kind of like haha joke and shit yeah. Like yeah. That. Oh, you guys have the strangest going away festivities. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they, they they pulled a lot of punches. This and is it like starts right here with this one. Yeah. Exactly. This is like like I can't I cannot see any prison scene in Suicide Squad resembling anything like we just saw. In no, this. that doesn't happen. <laughs> Nothing in this movie happens. <laughs> yeah, that was like the friendliest prison scene. God, that yeah, scene in any prison's movie all right. In the last like twenty years, <laughs> yeah, it's not. <laughs> Guys, I don't want to... Watch, wanna... like, Blood In, Blood Out, and then watch the... <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Blood In, Blood Out. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, even Orange is the New Black or any anything. Well, on the flip side, I don't want to see fucking, like, American History X and Paul Rudd no. get fucking butt-fucked in this movie. No. <laughs> you know? Oh, wouldn't that be crazy? <laughs> I know. It's like, you wish you could shrink your asshole now, don't you? <laughs> 
but yeah, I mean, like like a couple months too late with this technology. <laughs> right, right, shit. I wish I had the suit on now. <laughs> Even Gene Hackman's prison in the Christopher Reeve Superman movies was scarier than this prison. <laughs> like it was. <laughs> okay, now Jay, you're pushing it. <laughs> <laughs> what was his? What was? Uh, what was uh, his sidekick? Uh, Ned Beatty. What was his name? Uh, Otis. Yeah, Otis. Oh. Yeah, I loved it when he was trying to step on the little ladder and it he kept pulling down it. the because he was fat. Because he was yeah, he was a little chubby. <laughs> it was funny. It's funny though. It was funny. It was funny. Yeah, it was I did funny. And then, then years later, I watched him get butt fucked in another movie. Yeah. I'm talking about characters getting butt fucked, right? Yeah, what? The it heck? happens, people. It's like, well, it's that like one? the twisted six degrees of Kevin Bacon game. Yeah, the six degrees is. of getting butt fucked. <laughs> <laughs> let me name a let me name a movie and you connect it to something getting butt fucked. <laughs> and he and, and and Ned Beatty was in that movie with Burt Reynolds, and he was getting butt fucked. <laughs> he was in that movie with Jennifer Connelly, who was in Requiem. <laughs> What's that, Steve? I said, didn't Burt Reynolds get butt fucked in Deliverance? So we can go there. No, it was Ned Beatty that got butt fucked in Deliverance. Oh, it was Ned Beatty. Okay. Yeah, yeah, great movie. <laughs> Squeal like a piggy, right? Yeah. Lovely movie. <laughs> and this is our Ant Man review. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's that Ant Man review. It's that Ant Man. I'm sure this is going to happen in a lot of Ant Man reviews out there. Oh, they, How can you not talk about butt fucking when you're reviewing Ant Man? It's just a natural conversation point. Oh, whoops! I guess we got you know caught up in that rabbit hole of talking about Ned Beatty getting butt fucked in an Ant Man review. That's a classic fucking podcast. Podcast mistake. Podcast yeah. mistake. I'm a on one. <laughs> yeah. That happens all. You, the time. you guys will have that, that problem when you do your uh, geek review. I'm sure. <laughs> in three weeks, I won't remember any of this in three weeks. I ain't gonna go. You'll remember it. that part. <laughs> you know, guys. Oh, like, you know what? It was three weeks ago when I saw it, but I do remember somebody got butt fucked. <laughs> Scott Lang used to burgle things all the time, and there was a character <laughs> in Deliverance that burgled net. Bur- <laughs> He's no. I laughed. I still knew where that was going. Except that was more violent, so I guess you technically could have said it was robbed, right? A little darker. And then he whistled Disney songs while he butt raped people. It was the ultimate butthole heist. <laughs> All right. I don't even no entry. What? Steve? I said I don't even know how to get back on track. I don't, need, I don't either. either. I don't either. Let me spill my beer again. <laughs> that might help. That might help. So, all right. So basically, uh, he's released from prison, and this is where we get introduced to Michael Pena, his old uh, cellmate Lewis, uh, and uh, they're driving on. You said, Ugh, so uh, I want to know what that's all about. I, I just that character drove me nuts. He was such an obvious comic relief character. Yeah. There was no substance to this character. Other than making goofy jokes and well, being comic And it's not like Michael Payne is a bad actor. He's, he's a really good <laughs> no. actor. I mean, we've seen him act in stuff like, you know, uh, Grace Point and stuff like that. And, you know, even though it wasn't critically acclaimed and shit, I mean, he played a serious role in that. Right. You didn't have to have him be comic relief in this. This was just, oh, he was a cartoon character. Yeah. He yeah, was he, so over the top right. silly. Yeah. Back it up. Back it up. <laughs> well, they didn't have enough one-liners in there, so they needed oh. somebody else to include those. Yeah, he was... Uh, every Marvel movie, like, he's the uh, character from Thor The Dark World, except it's a female in that movie. Mew Mew. Oh, yeah. you're talking about, uh, yeah, Kat Dennings? Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. I he's, love Kat Dennings, though. He's the male Kat Dennings. She's very likable. Yeah. 
I, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Like that, yeah, his humor I thought was probably the best in the whole movie. Unfortunately, oh, the rest of the humor felt like, okay, I know this joke's coming. But at least with him, I didn't necessarily know that joke was coming. I'm with Jake on this. So the only humor that I liked is when he was doing the constant uh, storytelling and they would use like his voice for other characters were yeah. talking. Right. It was just funny to see the lip sync, the sync up between him speaking and right. The, and the the way the, the way it was shot was really funny too. Just zooming around from character to character. It was kind of like an Ocean Eleven's type thing or yeah. something. Yeah, that's kind of one of my problems with the movie in general is that like they it wanted to be a heist movie, but. It really wasn't like they. I guess they kind of pulled off a heist, but like it, the heist itself was always overshadowed by something else that was going on. Yeah, you never actually even got. You got way more buildup than you did actual heist, and the yeah. fun of Ocean's Eleven or anything like that is seeing the heist actually happen. And this doesn't do that. Yeah, the, the whole heist scene. When, when let's jump ahead, like they're breaking into fucking cross technologies and stuff like that. Yeah, and like I mean, they're even cracking down on people like going in there. Like they're shutting off like the main vents and everything, and they've doubled, they tripled their security. That I, I wasn't really feeling that entire scene. I, I actually kind of like uh, started like drifting off during that whole scene and thinking about yeah. other things. I started thinking about like, oh, am I going to masturbate tonight when I get home? <laughs> Stuff like that. You Why know? doesn't the thing wear pants? It, the yeah. <laughs> exactly. It pisses me off so much. Right. I'm, think, <laughs> I'm thinking about other fucking studios and properties, and I'm thinking about the thing wearing pants or not so wearing right. pants. Yeah. Hey, Steve, my question to you is. Is like, did it feel like? Did, do you think that like Edgar Wright would have been able to pull off the heist a little bit better? Like maybe this movie was made for Edgar Wright to pull off that heist, and Peyton Reed just kind of like kept it in there, but it just didn't work. Or I don't know. I think the problem is that even if Edgar Wright stayed on directing this, it's, you know, the higher ups at Marvel are the ones that ultimately direct the movies. You know, guys like Kevin the directors Feige. are really given very little they can actually do. Their their input kind of doesn't really matter. So I'm not sure what how, how this this heist could have been fixed. Um, I I mean, was it just me or did they actually sacrifice like hundreds of ants blowing those servers up? Like, <laughs> Absolutely. I'm not like he was supposed to be like their buddy, and you're just like go electrocute and everybody blows up. Like, right? Who's worse? Who's them, who's worse? Team. How many how many lambs did fucking uh, the yellow jacket kill <laughs> yeah. compared to how many fucking <laughs> ants fucking Ant Man sacrificed? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. When he zapped that one dude in the bathroom and he turned into goo and then fell on the floor and it looked like it was like still breathing. Yeah. Or a, Something was, and then he like swiped it up and it smeared everywhere. I was like, oh shit. Like right. That, that was pretty crazy, man. I'll, yeah. I'll give him stuff like that was pretty nuts. It's a, it's a memorable scene though. Yeah. I was, I was surprised that Disney Marvel took a death that far to be yeah. honest with you. Yeah. I'm like, wow, you just gooed that guy in Disney's Ant-Man. Yeah. But you can't give the daughter a heart condition. Yeah. I, I agree. You can't give him a crime that he was in jail for that wasn't a fucking forgivable crime. Exactly. Exactly. And can we talk about that crime for a second? Go for Just it. Just for a second. Yeah, go for okay, it. Okay, how does being a hacker make you a ninja super burglar? You oh, know what oh, I mean? Yeah, Mr. Parkour. How the hell yeah. does being a hacker do any of those things? Yeah. And 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 he still needed training from Evangeline Lilly. Right. Yeah. Like like all of his training was like parkour for like burgling. But like she was like, okay, I'm gonna teach you how to how to fight now. I'm gonna be your fucking Miyagi and shit. Right. 
And they used some, like him scaling the fence even was used, that same stunt was used twice in this movie. And I fucking hate it when they do that, where it's like, oh, the audience won't know we already did this stunt before. Mm, yeah. But it was like one of those obvious things. It was like, okay, he's going to scale the fence again and do that little twirl thing and roll on the ground. Well, he did that earlier in the film, you know, so it was just, that, that was just like a big, like, hole for me like i feel like they shoved that story in when they could have done it right edgar right maybe but sh- you know put that more like perfectly instead of shoving it in there i agree i think it all boils down to payoff like it doesn't there's no payoff to anything like there's no payoff to the parkour you know he's like a super genius when he figures out how to lift the thumbprint for this lock and like there's no payoff to him being super genius about anything like it's a lot of him riding around on ants and throwing thomas the tank engine at people yeah and it's not a lot of him using anything that they're giving him in the beginning of this movie yeah Steve, one thing that I'm gonna, I'm going to bring up, and, and you guys bring it a lot uh, up a lot on the League of Geeks, is like certain things that you'll see in the trailers that you don't see in the actual movie. And I know that this drives you crazy, it drives a little oh, yeah. crazy, it drives Sean crazy. And one of those things that they did in the trailers for Ant Man that they did not do in the actual movie was the Ant Man jokes, the the name of the character. We saw that in the trailers. I do not remember yeah, two different jokes, yeah. Exactly, two different jokes, and I don't remember seeing either one of them in the actual film. Mm-mm. No. No. Yeah. It's like, oh well, we've already shown them this joke enough in the trailer. We'll mm-hmm. we'll just cut it now. You almost think that you see it, like did I see that? But no, you didn't because you right. saw the damn trailer so much with that joke. I just kept it. waiting for it, waiting for it, waiting for it, and yeah. it never happened during the introduction. People even quoted it on Rotten Tomatoes as a quote from the movie. Really? Yeah, they did. And wow. it's it's not. It's not. <laughs> yeah, you just take it for granted that it was going to be there. It did seem like in the trailer that they were going to make a big deal about making fun of his name the entire movie. Yeah. That yeah. was going to be a thing. No. <laughs> I was a little... <laughs> Nothing. Like okay, um, you know, I, I I did like how they uh, were able to portray him as like this burglar that you know was able to crack that safe and stuff like that. I think that was kind of cool. Um, but like the reason, like once he got in there, I mean, there were different vials on the cabinets, and then there was the suit. Like, like I think it was a little bit of a stretch just for fucking Pim to like think like. He's just going to take the suit, right? Like you mean Lang? Yeah. Well, Pim, Pim like set it up. He wanted Lang to oh, okay. to, to burgle it and take the suit. He, it's almost like a test. Like yeah. he was watching him the whole time. Yeah. But it's like it's almost like a gamble. Like, is he going to take the suit or not take the suit? Yeah. Is well, he I mean, going to be able to plug stretch. it in? <laughs> What's it's that a stretch Steve? from like him handing somebody money? And then being like, all right, you know, go talk to this gangster at this barbecue, and he's going to talk to his boy at a softball game, and then it's going to get to this guy's cousin who's going to have lunch with this guy, and then you're going to find – like, come on, man. Right. You, that, that's a pretty far stretch. He's like the little finger of the ball. Marvel Universe, you know, <laughs> behind the scenes. <laughs> right. I'll tell these five people. Yeah. I did notice those vials, though, and they showed it in a couple of scenes. Sure. And yeah. I'm like, I would have taken the vials, too. I mean, what, what's in the vials? It's probably, you know, like uh, they showed, like, the different cartridges that were in the suit, the PIM car- particles and things like that. Yeah. What allowed, that's probably what it was. But, yeah, it's like if you're going to break in and, you you know, he called it a motorcycle suit. Right. Why would he take the motorcycle suit and just leave the vials there? 
Yeah. Not thinking, like, why did this guy put this in a safe? Right. (laughs) This is just nitpicky bullshit. It is. This is not any reason for me to toss the film. It's just, this is nitpicky bullshit. I thought the overall heist of Michael Douglas's place was a much better heist than, like, the main heist of the movie as well. I agree. I agree. Which is kind of silly. Yeah. Like, you think you'd have that big payoff heist. I was checking out of the main heist. Yes. There are certain scenes where I was checking out. But the uh, but that scene where he's got to jump down that that tube in the the laser grid like it's all it's supposed to be like really um, like hectic and and you know like nerve wrenching and it's right. not you're just you're just like okay well he's he's not going to get cut up into little bits yeah I haven't yeah. seen that I haven't seen the train fight <laughs> right <laughs> oh he pushed the computer button right at the right moment yeah. even though the cops were there he still managed to do it right at the right time seconds yeah. before. Paul Rudd would have died. Exactly. How yeah, exciting. You, you didn't fear for the character. You no. kind of knew that that was going to happen at that point. Yes. And then was that the last time you saw those two side characters? Was there? Right, right uh, yeah. Before oh, the, no, no, no. The back s- it up scene. Back it up. Oh, yeah. the goofy Russian guy. And, and yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's not like that guy's not a good character actor. I mean, I've seen that guy play. Wasn't he in Prisoners? Didn't he play like the one of the villains? In, yeah. One of the creepy He villains? was in Batman. He was, he was in, in Batman. Batman. I mean, this is a good character actor yeah. in this They movie. made him a silly Russian guy. They made him a silly Russian guy. All actor. that accent. Oh, <laughs> gets me every time. He's like a 1960s Batman henchman. Yeah. Like bad guy. And the old lady Titanic joke. Okay, yeah. we got to stop with that one. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Totally forgot. Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I found out that, like, we were talking about the Ant-Man suit. The helmet was inspired by Iron Man and Autobot Transformer Bumblebee. Oh, that's interesting. I yeah. can see that. Yeah. yeah, I can see definitely see Bumblebee in that helmet. Oh yeah, for sure. And then the way it opens, I mm-hmm. can see that with Iron Man. That's I, cool. I kind of like that. It was kind of like a, like when Hank Pym took that shot. He's like, "This ain't no silly ass Iron Man suit." Right. Yeah. This yeah. Is real shit. It's like, whoa, whoa. Let's All talk right. about those Easter eggs. I mean, we they did bring up the Avengers in this. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it wasn't yeah. even really an Easter egg for a, a little yeah. bit. <laughs> right. That yeah. was actually a funny scene when he like goes through the clouds and he sees the Avengers. A. He's like, "You son of a bitch!" <laughs> right. How, what did you do to me? Like, I'm so screwed. What did you guys think about? Okay, uh, you know, uh, he's got to break in and get that one. What was that thing that they had to steal? It doesn't. Yeah. It looks like one what of those things on that he needed. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like one of those things on Hoth that the at ats were blowing up, like yeah. just like a I don't know, yeah. like an engine looking thing. I yeah. don't know what it was. Yeah, that's but what I thought of. He had to steal it, and they realized that there was an A on top of the building that it was an Avengers right. Howard Stark building, and they had they had an actual Avenger guarding it. Kinda. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's an Avenger now. Oh, he's God. an Avenger now, as of Avengers Age of Ultron. Oh, Anthony Mackie, your boy, is an Avenger. So Falcon is an Avenger. And Jake, you have officially ruined fucking Anthony Mackie for me. Yeah, this scene was ridiculous. Anytime though. I see Anthony Mackie on scene, all I think of is you. <laughs> this scene was stupid, though, even without me. Oh, Steve better not find out about this. Uh, I just got beat by it, man. Oh, no. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's have a legitimate, like, Ant-Man fighting an Avenger. It could still be Falcon. But, but like, how, how is, like, Falcon's first move, like, when he's fighting Ant-Man is to, like, attempt to squash him? He's like, <laughs> like, just stomping the ground. I'm like, wow. I'm going to kill him. <laughs> like, that's how Avengers do it, huh? Like, squash this poor man and his shrinking technology. <laughs> ah, something new. Squash it. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it, it was like I did enjoy again like his point of view stuff that was kind of like Iron Man, you know, seeing through his helmet. I did like some of that where he's like looking, he can see Ant Man and sure, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, but. Yeah. Other than that, yeah, it just felt like, okay, we're going to include this character, you know, and just make sure you know that the Avengers are going to be around. They totally, <laughs> totally had Falcon on jerk duty. Yeah. He's, like, guarding some, like, Avengers warehouse, right. like, basically. Yeah, what kind of fucking job is that? But, but yeah, that, okay, I, I didn't have a problem with, with Falcon being there, I guess, and the fight was, like, a taste it. Like, if I rated it, it wasn't a Tupperware. Yeah. But it was, like, it was, like, Falcon's the only one there? Right. <laughs> the Avengers facility. Right. There's not even fucking like 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 regular soldiers or nobody. Cannon fodder. The whole place is empty but Falcon. Yeah, you'd think that there is just like 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 that would not be a job for Falcon. No. Like yeah. Falcon would be doing something a little bit more important than guarding like this fucking like uh fucking like storage unit. Get him in the that air would, at that least. would have been a funnier joke. He's afraid to go there because the Avengers there, he goes in there and there's nothing but a bunch of lowly soldiers. You know, right. nobody in there. Right. No, there's no adventures here. Are you crazy? They're not doing shit. I, did they use it? Did they use it for payoff for later in the in the post credit scene? No. Mm-mm. The the place the that wasn't where they were at well, the end. I know, but the appearance, just the appearance of having Mackie in there, was it like? Did they have to have him no. there? No, well, just like, so he could say, "I know a guy." I guess so. I think they drove that home before that ever even happened. <laughs> I think it would have been more interesting had Ant Man showed up. Knocked out a few guys initially. Yeah. And then word gotten to Mackie, and then Mackie would have flown in, and then that would have taken place. Yeah. But it just felt like it was just like, okay, Mackie's just hanging out, guarding this fucking, like, uh, you know, this fucking storage unit. Yeah, it made Falcon seem like a big time chump to me. Yeah. Like, don't have him guarding somewhere where he can use his aerial ability. <laughs> right. like, I imagine before Paul Rudd showed up, he was like kicked back reading a romance novel paperback. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah doing like doing? lowly security job duty, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like reading some third hand Stephen King novel. He was or playing his Nintendo know? DS. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Like, Sitting oh. there in a robe and shit. <laughs> what the With hell? a cold 45. What, did, you like, did you like pick the short straw on like Avengers meeting day? Oh, you got to go guard the the factory all by yourself or the... Oh, game. Yeah. Yeah. job sucks. It was between him and Hawkeye, right? Yeah. <laughs> and you know Tony Stark and Cap are like snickering behind his back because it's like a setup every time. Yeah. <laughs> They're never picking that straw. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was kind of an unnecessary fight just to drive another plot device home. From this is connected to Avengers. Yeah. It had Falcon in it. Hey, guys, you remember Falcon, right? He was fun. Here he is again. Every other person was busy, but, of course, Anthony Mackie picked up his phone when he called. <laughs> yeah. He'll be in this movie. Yeah. You know, but if, but if, you're, a fan of the, if you're a fan of the MCU and you're, you're a fan of this, it was nice. You know, I, I still kind of... I still kind of buy into all that. Whenever I see characters in the cross-platform movies and they're jumping around and all that stuff, I, I dig it. You know, and sometimes it is ham-handed and, and mm-hmm. it's over the top a little bit and unnecessary, but it's still fun. Yeah, you want you want a little bit of interconnectivity. You know yeah, what I mean? And, and, and this is not like our flagship movie. This is not like a Captain America movie. This is not an Avengers movie. But it's nice to get a little bit of interconnectivity 
in these films, and I'm not even talking about like Thor: The Dark World, where they just threw in like uh, Loki turning into Captain America, Steve Rogers. Right. Like this was actually like, yeah, we got Falcon. So it's a little bit like a comic book. We got a little bit interconnectivity. But the only thing, honestly, I'll be the, I'll be honest. The only thing that fucking took me out of this is the fact that you, Jake, you fucking bagging on Anthony <laughs> Mackie all the fucking time. Oh, he's the worst. <laughs> I can't stand Anthony Mackie. <laughs> <laughs> Where does all this hate from Anthony Mackie come from? Just all his whining before he got his part in Avengers Two. Like he was like, oh, it drove me crazy. Put yourself in his shoes, though. Wouldn't I mean? Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? If you had a platform to be like, hey, I really want to be in yeah, this movie. Yeah, he, he's being his own cheerleader. That's all he's doing. Yeah, I, I would too if I really cared about it. You know. Yeah, I don't give him know. a break. It, it, <laughs> I can't. I can't. <laughs> So and and Ant Man's like, yeah, I even took down an Avenger. I'm like, you took down Falcon. <laughs> that is a good point. That's not a, like, which one? Thor? No. Captain America? No. Iron Man? No. Yeah. Not even Hawkeye. No. Falcon. Hawkeye? <laughs> Who the fuck did you take down? Oh, the the guy with the wings. <laughs> the guy that can fly and shoot guns. He's an Avenger. I don't remember. Oh yeah, I guess he is at the end of the other movie. Oh, okay, so basically the guy that anybody could put on that suit and do the exact same. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, with Ant Man, it's kind of the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, I, I mean, he did have—he was an electrical engineer or some garbage like that, right? Let's talk about. Okay, so you know, we did get the flashback scene of, uh, you know, of uh, the Wasp and how she sacrificed herself to disable that Russian nuclear missile, mm-hmm, yes. and uh, in the process, what she had to do in order to get inside that Russian missile is she had to go into a subatomic quantum realm, which plays later mm-hmm. on to the movie, and I thought that that was very cool, how Me they too. tied that in. I, I enjoyed that. Um, and then neat, too. Pim actually, you know, warns Lang that, you know, he could suffer, like, a similar kind of, like, uh, fate later on if he does... You know, if he overrides his suit safeguards and does this exact same thing. Um, oh, movie 101 right I, there. <laughs> true. Yeah. But I thought the scene itself was very cool. And I thought, uh, you know, it was a, it was an interesting way to show like, you know, how, uh, the original wasp is now not part of the actual universe. And yeah. I, now, I you said you saw the wasp in there? In the yes. quantum realm? I did. No, 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 no. You did. They basically, I did. They did. Oh, okay. Yeah, there is a we'll talk about it. Yeah. You guys. Okay. So, like later on in the movie, when they did go to the subatomic realm, real faint, subtle. Yeah. Okay. You guys say I did not see it, but I read about it being there. I saw and it. It makes sense to me that Jay would see it out of all of us. I think it's something that would stand out a lot more in the two D version. Especially in that scene, you're probably right because there's yeah. so much going on in the 3D. Of you're that right. Scene. Oh yeah, you're watching like all these 3D shapes moving and stuff like that. I was just watching that. And you're not totally really... fucking right. Yeah, yeah. I feel like yeah. the other 2D you'd really would have saw that silhouette of the figure better. That's yeah. some Pink Floyd the Wall like trip shit. Absolutely. <laughs> you're like, whoa, man! If I was on some shit right around here, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Ant Man's a Tupperware. <laughs> <laughs> whole other universe, universe building. <laughs> Even in the comic books, you know, Janet Van Dyne, she shrinks herself into a microscopic dimension, and then they thought that she was dead. Mm-hmm. So that's how, you know, that's how they, you know, presume that she was dead in a Secret Invasion. So. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I, I thought that was cool that they kind of paid homage to that here. Um, 
Now, we finally get our villain, our full-fledged villain. So Cross actually develops you know, the yellow jacket suit from the beginning of the movie, and now he's able to shrink himself after sacrificing hundreds and thousands of lambs. <laughs> yeah. He finally can shrink himself. So no more lamb snot on the floor. <sighs> he can finally shrink himself. It was only like 30, he said. Really? Because uh, what's the difference between a lamb, a sweet baby lamb, and a mouse? <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah, they made a point of that, too. Yeah. 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 I think you said it was like the 30th lamb at one point. They actually yeah. say what number yeah. it was. I, I love the analogy, though. Bring the, the lamb to the slaughter. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I thought that was kind of cool. But, um, yeah. Uh, so Lang gets a swarm of flying ants, those carpenter ants. And this is that whole scene where I think like the heist wasn't as cool as like you said the initial heist of you know in infiltrating Pim's fucking house. Yes, this is where you know uh, they uh, infiltrate Pim Technologies during Cross's big event. Uh, they sabotage the servers and then they plant the explosives. Um, they uh, try to steal the yellow jacket suit and then Ant Man himself is trapped by Cross himself. Um, he knew that this was going to happen yeah. that night. I mean, he had planned for it. I mean, they, of course, he tripled security. He closed off the vents, and he knew that they'd find a way in, but he knew their main goal was to get that fucking yellow jacket suit. Right. Yeah. He it, were to be at the end. It yeah. was shades of the first heist. It was like, I know, like he knows, you know, because they tried to keep that, like, oh, I'm your lost son or whatever. So they tried to do that again with the second heist, yeah. you know. Let's talk about, okay, so we have our final battle between them, and uh, let's talk about that battle. I, I didn't really care for the whole heist scene as it was going on. I enjoyed, like, the raft scene, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then after the raft scene, and they were, like, you know, destroying the chips within the servers and all that stuff, I was kind of checked out. I agree. Let's talk about the final battle, though, between him and Cross. What did you guys think about this? I mean, we had, like, the bug zapper scene, we had the scene between his daughter, <laughs> we had Thomas yeah. the Train. What did you think? Steve, you're laughing. What's going on, dude? <laughs> I, I like that bug zapper. That was a cool moment where he smacked him with the ping pong paddle. Like, there was little things, little jokes that they made about, like, when somebody big hits the small guy like even if it's powerful it'll, it will like take your ass out yeah I and mean, it was it was kind of funny that he went into the bug zapper um you know the thing about this that was just weirded me out is that they never really gave an, a solid explanation as to why darren cross would even turn into this crazy arch villain and and put this suit on and try murdering people and kidnapping little girls and all that stuff like it seems like he was just a business and you know an aspirational businessman a couple hours ago and now he's like fuck you now he's world. working with hydra yeah, yeah like, like the <laughs> only not so bad the only validation they gave it is kind of like that um he was bitter at hank pym for never like truly telling him like what was going well, that- on and it, I think Hope at one point says something about like the particles are messing with your brain. Oh yeah, it's yeah. Kind, of, kind of some of that Spider-Man some throwaway line and it's just inhibitor like, chip <sighs> bullshit. Yeah, but it's like we're supposed <laughs> yeah. to like just because she says it, we're supposed to buy it, right? Yeah, like okay, well that's why. Okay, like, well right. hold on, hold on, hold on. How many times has Hank Pym himself shrunk himself? Yeah, yeah. and our hero's shrinking himself. Our <laughs> hero's shrinking himself constantly. What's the difference? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I don't see the negative side effect. Happening with our main hero, but it, yet it's happening with Cross? Yeah, and our hero's not like a perfect guy. Like, he's like, has criminal tendencies, so you'd think this shit, whatever happens to you, would affect him just as bad as it did Cross. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they made a, a point with Hank Pym too, with his outburst, his yeah. outburst of anger. Like, well, he's obviously been affected by it too. Yeah. 
But there, yeah, there was zero effect on Scott Lang. Can't we just have a villain that's villainous? That'd yeah. Be, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Like, without yeah. having to throw, give us, like, this line where we have to, like, this is just an evil fucking guy. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. This He's a is, prick. He wants yeah, power. Exactly. He wants power and money and, and notoriety. Yeah. Right. But we can't. We can't do that. It's it's like if if, if you go <laughs> well, back you, and you, you kinda can. I mean like you but but it's not always good when you do that. Like they did that in Ninja Turtles last year. They were like, This guy's rich and crazy evil, but you know, he, he's just gonna be evil because he wants more money, he's just an evil man. And he was terrible. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> a they kinda villain. do that in Kingsman too, and that's terrible also. Yeah, but this is a case of like throwaway villains, and this has been a a, a reoccurring trend with Marvel, is like the throwaway villain where you absolutely do not care what happens to this villain. I honestly think that they oh, yeah. tried on this villain though to make him not a throwaway this villain. This was the best I've seen in a while. No, yeah. they tried, but yeah. on the flip side, it's like they didn't succeed right. the way that they succeeded with Loki. Mm. I mean, couldn't for instance, couldn't you have done something more nefarious between him? and hope instead of this weird just kind of like oh, she a- knows that he's creepy and she knows that yeah. he's a problem but nothing ever no no interaction really occurs that, where you that's feel. a great point jay they make such a big to do about like cross not knowing that hope is against him yeah that it would have been really like scary for him to do something threatening to her and like, they almost did found out. yeah they almost did oh, when he shows up to uh yeah. pim's house i was gonna yeah. kill you but yeah and they almost did, and I was like, again, like, okay, I'm getting back into this. This is a great way to make me hate this fucking villain. Yeah. He just kind of winks at her, like, good job. You yeah. got me the whole but time. But also, at, at no point was he threatening to her. Like, yeah. they yeah. made her character so strong that it's like, well, even if it did happen. I did appreciate, though, let's go back to the things that I like. Like, when, when, when we've got the final battle, and we've got Cross, and he is uh, uh, Cassie Lang, and he's basically, like, threatening her in front of Scott. No, in front of the, the stepfather. Yeah. Yes. The stepfather does not, like, take his shit. He does not be like, oh, yeah, go ahead and kill Cassie. Right. I'm out of here. Fuck this. Like, every other movie would do. Yeah. Hello, San Andreas. <laughs> and, yes. Yeah. And so I, I did appreciate that the stepfather wasn't just, like, your classic fucking douchebag trope. He was very likable, even though they— Towards the end. Towards the end, even yes. though they tried to paint him as kind of like, oh, he's a dickhead. Well, he was just—honestly, when you look back at it, when you when you first watch it, you're thinking, oh, he's a dickhead— but when you look back at it towards the end of the movie and you see his actions after the fact he tries to protect Cassie, you can go back and in hindsight look at him as he's trying to protect this family right. from yeah. Scott. Where Scott, even though he did what he did for the greater God, he hurt his family in yeah. the long run. I mean, he's not thinking of like his daughter. He's not thinking of his wife when he's doing this shit. Right. No matter how good he, these Robin Hood actions of his are, he fucking put himself at risk to be put away in jail, and that makes him a douchebag, and it's affected the family. Mm-hmm. He's instantly already making more bad decisions when he gets out, too. He gets yes. fired from his job, and he's yes. like, oh, I need money to see Cassie in less than a year, right. so I guess I have to rob some places. Right. I have to rob this you know, Hank Pym's safe. Yeah. Like he's, he's already making bad choices. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. See, so. it almost would have been more cool to me. Like I think uh, Paul Rudd as an actor, as a comedic actor was underutilized. And I think like, you know, as I've said, like there's supporting casts that I think are more important to him than me. And I don't know if that was like maybe the original vision of Edgar Wright to make this more of an ensemble kind of situation. You know, I, you do have Hank and Scott and, and hope, but maybe these other characters had kind of a bigger place in it. Right. Because I feel like they're in there, but it's just not enough to where, like, 
Scott's just kind of a boring character to me, and it's because of the way it was written. It's nobody's yeah. fault but the way it was written for that character. Except for the Judd Apatow moments where, you know, he ruins the scene. You could see those clearly as days, like the Edgar Wright stuff. So yeah. yeah. But maybe Edgar I think maybe Edgar's vision would have been more of an ensemble. I don't know. I think we would have got a lot more VFX with uh, Edgar Wright at the helm. Yeah. Do you think he did most of the vision for the VFX? Yeah, I feel like the train stuff had to come from Edgar Wright. Mm-hmm. The bug zapper joke yeah. feels Edgar Wright to yeah. me. Yeah. All the jokes that worked feel Edgar Wright to me. Yeah. Hey, Steve, um, I yep. know you had to get hopping off here soon. I didn't know That's if you right. had to get going there was a, now. There's a couple other uh, points I wanted to bring up before I jump off. Uh, okay. What did you guys think about the the the, de- uh, the, uh, the death scene for Yellow Jacket? The, that was crazy. <laughs> Like one of his arms disappears, he's all twitching all crazy and shit. Because, uh, you know, Ant Man's subatomically plunging through his suit and all that. Right. I, I I don't know. I think I you know I think it's kind of a cop out to not show like a true. I don't know because you know he could come back. Maybe he got sucked into the you know that zone. Who knows? But I I don't know. I just felt like it was another like nice way to tie that knot up and just sum up the story. You know, hero versus villain. Hero wins. Yeah, he yeah. kind of imploded. I thought it was kind of a neat effect, actually. I, I also liked yeah. the effect of when, um, the, like, the Pym Foundation imploded itself. Yeah. I thought that was another yeah, really was good special cool. effect. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just I felt like the Yellow Jacket Ant-Man was cool. I think it was a cool fight. I think it was maybe one of the cooler-looking fights. But the resolution of that villain just felt another, you know, just kind of like, we got to get rid of this guy. Okay, there he goes. Boom. <laughs> And and I felt I almost felt kind of cheated at the end when when I'm like okay so you were given these blue discs that make things larger and you're given these red discs that makes things smaller and and you don't we don't go giant man right oh I really expected a giant man too yeah 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 Steve um, like in a previous episode Jake me and him had a discussion I asked Jake I said what are the chances of him you know of us getting uh, you know a giant Ant Man giant man in this movie and Jake said it's going to happen yeah I for sure thought it would I agreed with you and when it didn't happen I was kind of blown away. Um, I think they kind of that was a missed opportunity. Yeah, and like Steve said, they opened the door for it. Yeah, like yeah. Oh, this this makes things bigger, right? Like well, oh, another thing too. Like how how what is the range? They never kind of really explained like what the range is at because he was like subatomic. What how would they explain it was that when he went subatomic, he was going to continue shrinking forever. He's not going to stop shrinking. He's just going to keep getting smaller as the seconds go by. He's getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Yes. But yet at one point he's floating, standing perfectly still, and then he uses one of those little <laughs> blue things and he's back to normal size. I thought he would need like he would need millions of those. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. The longer he'd been shrinking, the more he would need. No, 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 guys. This is this is a Marvel movie. This is not a this is not <laughs> this, yeah, I know, this I know. is not a Christopher <laughs> Nolan film. Right. So, no, yeah. I get what you're saying though. What you're saying makes 100% sense. But yeah, it's just, it's one of those throwaway things. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Jay, we're talking about like yeah, we're talking about that scene where he shrinks to the subatomic size. You said that like you were able to see in the 2D version of this, you were able to see the wasp? Yeah, now this is like a really fucked up way to see the wasp in this dimension. Um Scott does not even notice that he's seeing this. So, he, I, I think he was almost in the fetal position when this happened. Um, and they're showing like a silhouette reflecting off of his helmet. And it's the wasp. You can see the, you know, the mask and the wings. 
but it's just a shadow reflecting off his helmet. You don't physically see the wasp. And it's really quick. And it has to do with a, a line of dialogue that's going over that scene. So maybe you'll pick it up by the dialogue because it is really fucking quick. I read I read other rumors that say we could possibly be seeing infinity in that scene. Because if you remember, they're using that word over and over again. Right. Well, yeah, I guess that would be infinity. But, yeah, it was a really weird scene. It was a really uh, – Michael Douglas, I believe, was talking in that scene. And you – oh, yeah, he was talking about – uh, she and she was gone forever, or something like that. Where he talks about where she was lost. Mm-hmm. Well, they do that voiceover again, and there's a part where he's talking, and you can see her silhouette in his helmet. Would you guys be worried, like, like, like once you came out of the subatomic, you know, um, level, like, like once you came out of subatomic size, would you be worried that you would suffer from micro penis? Oh shit! Yeah, I mean, is it the? Co- I mean, cold can fuck up your dick. Like, let's say, or <laughs> on the flip side, like you could. Like use this as an excuse for your existing micro penis. Oh. Like, like well, hold on, babe. Like I went subatomic. Right. I'm stronger than I was. <laughs> My dick used to be huge. I used to be like fucking John Holmes and shit. Right. But I went subatomic. Everything came back normal. Except I saved the world. I saved the world. <laughs> exactly. But now I have micro penis. Oh man. <laughs> I would let the world die. <laughs> <laughs> Well, at least it's there, unlike the thing. Let the world die. He doesn't even have it. Fuck you, world. What? Yeah, Steve, what the fuck is up with Thing having no dick? What? Oh, no pants. Big rocky dick flopping around. Or dick. Right. You think that he'd have a big, like, rock cock, right? <laughs> so maybe, he got... it's like a, maybe it's like a turtle shell, you know, just kind of pops out when it needs to. <laughs> oh, so you're saying he's a grower, not a shower. There you go. Yeah. He got hit it's by those subatomic particles too, you know. Maybe he no dick <laughs> and made of rock. <laughs> so basically, I felt, well, I mean, at this point, like at this point in our lives, we we were seeing a thing with no pants and no dick, but we did go underneath the balls of a transformer at one point. <laughs> that's true. We saw Devastator's <laughs> fucking balls and shit, right? <laughs> Maybe that's what the whole movie's about: is that the thing has no penis? Devastator's balls? No. <laughs> and they're trying to. He's like, I need to save my friends. He has no penis, and that's what the whole movie's about. Guys, I'm a little upset, though. You know, I'm ho- I was hoping that Marvel would be a little bit more hip to the fact that fans kind of, like, understand the fact that uh, these villains aren't as fleshed out as we'd like them to be. I mean, we all love Loki, yeah. right? And they keep te- teasing Thanos as, like, this amazing villain. But, I mean, this felt like it, – it felt like another Malekith. It felt like another – it felt like another Ronin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ronan was better. Guys, are they are they insulting us with these villains? I think so. <laughs> I mean, I think especially with what's coming out of DC with Suicide Squad. Well, yeah, look who they cast. Yeah. They cast Jared Leto. No matter what you think. Hey, Steve, what are your thoughts on fucking Leto's Joker, dude? You know, initially I wasn't a big fan of the tattoos and all that stuff. It was kind of shocking to see it. And you're thinking, like, what kind of character would, would sit there and get a bunch of Joker tattoos if he's yeah. the Joker? That seems yeah. kind of weird. But at the same time, it's a different take. It's this guy's universe. They're they're making something new. And maybe he is that brash that he's going to literally put that shit all over his body. Maybe that, I mean, he's wearing jewelry and he's driving around a purple Lamborghini with white interior. I mean, he's, right. this is not the 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 Joker we've seen before and so yeah, and, and from that one shot we get in Suicide Squad yeah it's 
I mean, I feel like so at peace with all of that. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, I, I want more. I want more of that. Where, where do I'm you go? I mean, that. how do you follow up? How do you follow up, you know, fucking Cesar Romero? How do you follow up Jack Nicholson, Heath Ledger, Mark Hamill? How do you follow these guys up? You got to do something fucking crazy and out there. Yeah. It can't be able to be related to anything. That's, and that's the thing. Like everyone's, you know, everybody that loves Heath Ledger's Joker, you can still love Jack Nicholson's Joker because they're not the same Joker. Right. Yeah. And whether, yeah. you, whether you think one's your favorite or the other, it's yeah. apples and oranges. It's no big deal. And this is going to fall right in the same realm. You can't, you're not going to be able to compare it just because it's the same character. It's going to be played completely different. You know, the funny thing is I can toss the look all day and I do. I toss it. I toss the look all day. But you know what? I know I love fucking Jared Leto. I fucking love him as an actor. I love the way he approaches fucking characters that he takes on and I know he's going to give us something different so that's what I'm looking forward to yeah I'm a very pessimistic person but I'm very optimistic when it comes to Jared Leto and his portrayal of the Joker I think he's going to give us something that we've never seen before like the laugh the laugh that he gave us in this fucking trailer sounded nothing like any Joker we've ever heard before and I think it was it was meant to sound like nothing we've ever heard before yeah because like you know even like the 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 ledger joker sounded like this very sadistic <laughs> like this very crazy you can impersonate it it was almost like he was making fun of the joker laugh itself yeah like he was just like fuck it here's my fucking laugh <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it was like it was like even you know like like it was like okay i can't do this fucking crazy over the top laugh it was just like here's what i'm going to give you right you've heard it all here's what i'm going to give you and uh, it was it was just an insane scene. Well, yeah, we're talking about fucking DC characters. <laughs> what about um to, to take it back to Ant Man? Do you think because of the way that they explained um the Wasp and the way she was you know subato- lost in the subatomic universe or whatever? Yeah. Do you think that it's possible that we could get a um, Wasp in the MCU that was still like a young aged character that yes. was still Hank Pym's wife? Do you yes. think that's a yeah? Very- they'll cast uh, Catherine Zeta Jones. <laughs> Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> More than likely. Yeah. But I mean, is it possible that we see like Evangeline Lily's mom be just the same age as her, if not younger? Why not? Pulled out of the subatomic universe. Yeah, that I think that's, cool. that's what they're alluding to. I think it all, I think it all like comes down to like how successful this movie is and how invested they are in Ant-Man. Yeah. I mean, my big question to you guys is like, are we going to see an Ant-Man sequel after this? I don't think we will actually. You think this is it? I think it it's might be. The, I think I read something today where it said it was the second lowest opening for a Marvel movie. What was the What was the other one? Was it a Thor movie? I just saw the title. Oh, okay, Dude, it was probably I, the Thor part two. Exactly. I had to guess. Like if if I had to guess, it would be Thor. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, unless he's like mind blowing in Avengers or Civil War. Civil War. I, I don't see it. Yeah, I don't see a sequel. Yeah, I think they were so deep into production with this baby already that they just had to wrap it up. They had to. Like this is like a this is like a thing like they had invested so much money into it. Yeah. yeah. I mean they you know, they, they couldn't they could not not make this movie. Exactly. They had the fan to. demand was there from seeing that sizzle reel. True. That one quick yeah. scissor reel. And that's yeah. another problem that I have with this movie is I don't think that they utilize the growing, shrinking, fighting power enough. Yeah. yeah. It was only in like, there's only three different times in the movie they used the shit. And even then it was only done small. And when the, like the two black, yellow jacket and Ant-Man are fighting each other, they're not going big, small, big, small, big, small. They're 
pretty much either big or small together. What so. did you guys think about the? You know, no, no, Steve, I, I'm totally, I totally agree with you. It's like that scene where like the bullet ants were fighting that garden shit. That should have been like a scene like where we saw in the trailer, like he's running up and down the gun and all that stuff yep. and punching them and punching out guards. Yeah, I, I wanted to see more of like him like shrinking, punching guards, but all we saw was like the fucking flashback scenes of Hank Pym doing that. Yeah. In those videos, those old videos where like the Ant-Man was some kind of like mythical kind of like, was he real or not real? Right. Well, and they train him to do just that, to yeah. j- jump and shrink through the keyhole and then come back to full And he's doing size. none of these things. Yeah. <laughs> and he does it once. He jumps through a bullet hole mm. once. Oh, he jumps through a bullet hole once. Mm. Yeah. There's your payoff. Training. There you go. Yeah, but that's... <laughs> It's like it's like I guess it's fair, but it's like you suck. Right. <laughs> Let's do some more. Right. Oh, did you guys catch the Spider Man? Oh, the yes. wall, wall, wall crawling reference. Yes. Yeah. 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 I, that's that cool. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, a woman, she uh, sitting on that park bench. She says she's talking to Falcon. She says, "A man who jumps high, a man who shrinks, and a guy who can crawl up walls." Yeah. Um, I found this interesting, guys. Marvel boss Kevin Feige has said that the that line of wall crawling dialogue wasn't intentionally a call out to Spider Man oh. and was written before oh. Marvel made their deal with Sony to share the character. Uh, GTFO. <laughs> yeah, get the fuck yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. god damn. Hey, wait, wait to take the way to, way to take all the fun out of that. Yeah. Even if it was that, shut up. Let us just think that it's exactly it's a Marvel, it's a, a Spider Man call out. 100. What did you guys think of the? Um, the credit scenes. I okay. loved them both. Let's talk about those end credit scenes. Uh, I, I, I personally, uh, I have mixed feelings on the first one. Uh, the first one was, uh, Pim shows, you know, Hope Van Dyne, the prototype of like the new wasp costume that he had been working on with, uh, his, the, the, his late wife or if she's still alive, who knows? And he, yeah. and then he offers it to her, uh, and, uh, and, I have mixed feelings on this. I thought it would have been uh, very cool had he actually taken the the uh, the uh, yellow jacket suit mm-hmm. and then kind of like uh, altered it so that it now was the uh, oh. wasp suit. That is interesting. The same color scheme and everything. Mm-hmm. I thought that would have been very cool. But the wasp suit throughout it was lost in the movie. So, but I thought that would have been cool had they have gotten the wasp, the, the, the yellow jacket suit and kind of like adjusted it to be like the new wasp, the, the yellow jacket suit and adjusted it to be the wasp. That's very Hank Pimmy. He did stuff like that. Yes. I loved her line. Um, I thought it was very meta mm-hmm. that it's about damn time almost seemed like a call out to when are we going to get a female with superhero powers in right. a Marvel yeah. movie. In a yeah. suit, you know, not, yeah. not Black Widow in the same suit doing the same fucking leg takedown that she's does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 I clapped when she said it's about damn time. I, I like got all Dave Griffin and I was like, yeah, strong female character. <laughs> I, I, I love that moment though. I thought it was a good yeah. moment. Yeah. Which, well, and it's also about damn time because she didn't do shit in this movie yeah. except for drive a tank out of a building. It yeah. also doesn't have any payoff. <laughs> that was yeah. It was like um, you saw the drove big, it out of the building, and then they got out of it. Then they got out of it. It was just used to fucking get out of the building, yeah. and then we saw you saw like the giant uh, keychain behind oh. it. Ooh. See, I feel like that's the biggest Edgar Wright thing that was missing was that he had all kinds of different clever ways to show us the power right. and the shrinking and that universe, and I feel yeah. like that's where it was really lacking. Yeah. 
Uh, so what about the second trailer the credit scene? There? The second tra- post trailer scene, uh, we uh, it's uh, it's uh, let's see here. It's Falcon knows a guy. Yeah. And <laughs> that scene, what? Steve Rogers what has Bucky Barnes. It's Anthony Mackie. Yes. Uh, and uh, and uh, Chris Evans, and they have Bucky Barnes. And they've got him captured, and he's kind of like in this like vice. He's got like his hand his, in something. His arm, his metal arm, is caught in this vice. Yeah, like a bear trap. And uh, it, we don't know what's going on here exactly, uh, but they kind of like they, they kind of discuss like whether they should call uh, Tony Stark or not. And this is kind of like implying about the mistrust between them as far as like civil war. And he says, you know, you know, Cap's like 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 no, we we let's not contact uh, you know Tony. And Falcon says, I know who to contact. Uh, and then it, it cuts to the title card, uh, Ant-Man will return. So basically, we're going to get a scene of Ant-Man going inside the arm or something? What, what's going on here? We're going to get yeah, something I, in I, Civil I, I, War. What? Yeah. Steve, what was that? I'm just saying, like, they know a guy for what? Yeah. Like, what, what exactly what's do they his know purpose? a guy for? Yeah, exactly. What's uh, they said they know a guy who to contact. I mean, I from reading the comics, I mean, I've seen Hank Pym go inside people's bodies and mm-hmm. and 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 help fight infections and viruses and things like that and, and help people. Um are they going to go inside the brain of Bucky Barnes and try to figure out what's going on, you know, like try to help him mm-hmm. and try to bring him out of like you know, whatever kind of brainwashing he's gone through with Hydra over the past, like, you know, fucking hmm. 60 years and shit. I took it at a simpler level that they were just going to get him in there to pop that mechanism off his hand, whatever was holding him there or something. I, I mean, I have no idea. They're going to, I think like, I think I felt like they intentionally had trapped him there. Yeah, like okay. that vice was like, that's the only thing that's kind of keeping him there. Okay. And they, like, they know a guy who can help them and he's going to go yeah. like all fucking like inner space and shit. Like fucking like what's his face and uh, Steve, uh, Martin Short and fucking, you know, inner space. Dennis Quaid. And Dennis yeah, Quaid, yeah, yeah. exactly. And fucking like go inside his body and figure out what the fuck's going on in his brain. And we could get like a really cool shot of like going in, uh, Ant-Man going inside somebody, somebody's body, like inner space. Hmm, that's interesting. Like we saw him fucking like shrink in this movie down, you know, to like, like walking through like, like the, the rug and like the yeah. different fibers and the rug and stuff. But now we're going to get to see him go inside fucking like Bucky Barnes' body. Yeah, possibly. You know, Russo, the Russos directed this too. I read. This, this is, this post credits. Yes, yes, yes. It was yes. right from the Civil War stuff. Yes, I heard that as well. I don't know. And, oh man, I, I love, Winter, I think Winter Soldier is my favorite Marvel movie so far. Dude, dude, and Steve, that, Steve, that, 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 dude, you're bringing up a great point. I, I, yeah. I always flip back and forth between Avengers and Captain America Civil War. And it's like, there's a part of me that like wants to push Civil War over, uh, excuse me, a, a Winter Soldier. I always want to push Winter Soldier over the edge a little bit. I everything for that movie, you know. I mean, it, there's yeah. not one thing that I don't like about them from beginning to end. I agree. Everything works, and so it's like, ugh, I mean, even the villain, right? One of the best villains we've had, right? Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, I mean, Jay uh, during our podcast compared uh, the Winter Soldier to like watching the T1000, yeah, from Terminator. You know, oh, take absolutely, a- exactly. Yeah, so you know whether or not I knew what they wanted Scott Lang for, or whether you know, I, I saw Bucky, I saw Cab, I saw Falcon, and I was like, yes, yes. Yeah, it was worth sitting through the credits for that. Right. Fantastic. I bet yeah. Ant Man gets less time in Civil War than Falcon got in Ant Man. 
<laughs> Do you think that it's going to be like a throwaway kind of thing? Yeah, I don't think it's going to be very big. I mean, we're, we're promised so much in Civil War. Like, every character that you can name is in Civil War. Yeah, how much Spider-Man are we going to get? Steve, how much Spider-Man are we going to get in Civil War? I mean, I know they're promising us Spider-Man in this. I was a little shocked that we didn't get a Spider-Man teaser in this fucking movie. Me too. Number yeah. one. But like, I think... Uh... I think you'll get you'll get some. I don't think he's going to be the 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 character. I mean, they've already said that Black Panther is going to be the catalyst between the two. You know, uh, yeah. So. When they uh, last year during uh, San Diego Comic Con, no, 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 no. It was during the Marvel event. Yeah, the Marvel event. Yeah. When it was Cap and it was Cap and uh, Robert Downey Jr. Chris Evans, uh, they were tugging at uh, at uh, Black Panther at. Um, I can't think of the actor's name right now. Chadwick Boseman. Yes. And they were tugging at him like he was like the main reason for this whole thing. Like who – like who, which side is he going to choose? So yeah. like, you know, how, yeah. How, I, 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 I think we're definitely going to get some but not, not, as, not a lot. Yeah. Even less Spider-Man than Ant-Man I think <laughs> in Civil I hope, War. I hope not. Well, I how did they incorporate Spider-Man into this movie then, guys? I don't think we're going to get the unmasking stuff. Like that's not happening I don't think. Yeah, I mean that's uh, that's the okay that that totally ruins everything for Spider Man. Okay, because like in the comic books they unmask Spider Man, and then later on it's like they realized okay we've got to cover his secret identity again. Yes, <laughs> and didn't they? Wasn't it like some kind of like wasn't Madam Web involved? Yeah, uh, it's it's a a three way spell that him, Doctor Strange, and Tony Stark do together. Oh, okay, the okay. Mephisto stuff is just to uh, save Aunt May's life. Okay, see, and I don't. Civil War is going to be kind of weird because there's not there's no secret identities in the MCU right now. Everybody knows who everybody is. Right, like they knew Scott Lang was Ant Man. Anthony Mackie knew that shit real quick. And, you know, that's the word. It's, I mean, there's a goddamn museum dedicated to Steve Rogers, Captain America. So, you know, that's – everybody knows about that. Tony Stark's out. So, I mean, Thor's an alien. That's a great who point. Is, who are these who heroes does? that are worried about this registration act? Everyone knows who they all are anyway. That's a great So point. maybe – maybe maybe and you know what? They did cast a young guy. Maybe that's where it comes in. Maybe that's where the line gets drawn is like, look, nobody does know who this kid's identity is and it's a kid. Right. And you can't. You can't let this kid, you know, make him disclose his identity. He's a child. Like he's in high his school. Family what are you and, doing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? So maybe that's maybe that's one of the issues they have. What about the rumors that um that Bucky was uh during one of his missions as the winter soldier was awoken and sent back and he killed one of the previous Black Panthers and that's like a reason that uh Chadwick Boseman's Black Panther is after Bucky in this movie. Do you guys buy in that? I think it, that'd be cool. Yeah. I think that's an interesting story development. Yeah. Especially because one of the rumors was going around that he also killed Howard Stark. So yeah. it's like. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. They woke him up to assassinate Howard Stark. So that would be. He just. Everybody hates him. I love delving <laughs> back flashback style and seeing Bucky doing really shitty stuff as Winter Soldier. Like and make fleshing that redemption story out more. I love that. Oh idea. yeah. Well, I mean, like we've seen in the MCU that they're not against doing flashback scenes. We saw flashback scenes in Ant Man. I yeah. mean, for crying out loud, we got to see you know Haley Atwell as Peggy Carter, and we've heard the rumors that she we see her gravestone, not gravestone. We see like her uh, funeral card, whatever. 
in the oh, yeah. in Civil War. Oh, okay. You okay. know, when you go to somebody's funeral and they hand you out like the little pamphlet. Yeah. Yeah, this person's dead. <laughs> Here's your little pamphlet. Here's a little memento you get to take with you. <laughs> Remember? They're dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of death, it's about time for me to jam out of here, gentlemen. It's dinner time at the at the household here, and yeah. I have to get going. Steve, thank you so much for joining us, dude. It's good talking to you oh, again. Man. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank yeah, thanks, man. It'll probably be the last time we have you on because you'll never want to come back after this one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, man, anytime. My pleasure. You know, I was talking to the other guys and I was thinking maybe we should try to do some sort of roundtable yeah. Fantastic Four show or something. Yeah, we where should. We all just, just, just destroy that show or everything. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> it, it, could it be the next fucking days of future past where it blows our fucking dicks off? Hopefully. How cool would that be? Wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> like, like seriously, like we've trashed this fucking movie ever since we've oh, yeah. like seen all the trailers because it seems like marketing doesn't know what they got. First movie seemed, the first trailer seemed like it was like, here's your Christopher Nolan trailer. Mm-hmm. And the second one is like, oh, here's your trailer with jokes and fun loving characters. <laughs> it's like, and, and now there's a fucking Denny's commercial where they have a thing burger. <laughs> yeah. like, is he naked at the Denny's? This, exactly. <laughs> We've got like pantless things hanging out at the fucking uh, you know Denny's, ordering like his uh, you know Grand Slam fucking breakfast and shit. That's fucked up. I've it, seen people get arrested at Denny's for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Steve, thank you so much for joining us. We'd love to have you back on, and hopefully we'll get, be able to get to, like the whole group of geeks on the show, and we can do a whole fucking roundtable, dude. But thank you Absolutely. for yeah, dude. It was so cool having you back on. So. Man, thanks, thanks for the invite. And, uh, so I was happy to do it, and I uh, can't wait to do it again, guys. Thanks a lot. Absolutely, right. and uh, yeah, uh, and don't forget, uh, yeah, check out League of Geeks, Geeks League- with a Z everywhere. Social media, type it in, you'll find us. League League of Geeks, yeah, you can check them out on iTunes, Stitcher, all that shit. And uh, yeah, Sean, a little. Hope you're having fun in Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no shit. Jeez, I'm jealous. I am jealous. I'm jealous too. I want to go to Disney World. Yeah, Steve, I know thank- me too. I kind of do. <laughs> Thank you so much, Steve, for being on this episode. And, dude, we'll have you on again. It was awesome. Cool, man, guys. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, enjoy the rest of your guys' show. Have fun with your hours and hours of emails. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Steve. Have a good one. Later right. on. Peace out, guys. Later. All right. Hey, we are back. Thank you for listening to our Ant-Man review. It's time to end the show. Thank you so much. Yeah, we just went on and on and on we about Ant-Man. Ant-Man <laughs> all day. Fuck, I'm Ant-Man'd out. Uh-huh. <laughs> Ant-Man. It's 11 o'clock. I got to drive home. I'm exhausted. But uh, thank you for listening to episode 99, Ant-Man. Next episode, episode 100, it's all about you. We're going to have you on Skyping with us and all that shit. Our final episode. Our final episode. Woo! Finally. I'm done. I can get some rest. I don't have to fucking read your goddamn emails you anymore. Pull the fucking shit. plug. I'm pull Brian. the fucking plug. Exactly. Thank God. I'm Jay done. Jay I'm this. done. <laughs> and just like all good leftover sander doggy bags, thanks for listening and thank you for your patronage. We'll see you next week. Later, y'all. Later. Suck it. Suck it. <laughs> thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a t-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. Ready like 7 million podcasts Talking about pop culture and
It's a trap. Could it toss it? Could it taste it? Do we love it? Hey, let's face it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture. Pushovers. Pop culture. Leftovers. And with the uncool kids. What's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Podcasts that are originally good. Have already been done before, so we should separate the wheat from the shaft. And we're the shaft, the crap, even though we're the shit. Woo! We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good it, toss it, good it, taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, clean it, race it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, pushovers, pop culture, leftovers. And with the uncool kids. What's to say has already been said Leftovers Pretty sure that the only talent Is the band that's singing this Pop culture leftovers Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture, pushovers, pop culture. Leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftovers. sure the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Hey, how does my mic sound? Is it plugged in? Am I getting reception? What the fuck is going on?